live pka episode 266 with mark ellis yeah we've got two sponsors tonight this episode is being brought to you by movement watches where high quality doesn't have to break the bank as well as trunk club uh two brand new sponsors trunk club is going to help us look good with ease in 2016 apparently so you'll hear more about both of those sponsors later in the show but first things first we've got a great guest tonight we got mark ellis yeah thanks for coming man I am so excited that all your guys' mailing addresses are apparently out there on the internet. <laughs> oh, fuck that. No, P.O. boxes. Uh, no, dude. P.O. boxes. My, I, I, my mailing address, my social security number, my wife's name, her maiden name, like my family's name, um, like everything is out there. I am so yeah. doxxed. My, I, Woody really fell victim to that harder than anyone I've ever seen oh, online. Yeah. And it happened like four or five years ago. You were you were in the first wave of people yeah. fucking with Dude, you. Dude, the SWAT team and I got so tight, they start calling in advance. It like, was like it, you only had 100,000 subscribers, but you had a. It, it was almost like you had a media team and a publicist because all your information was getting <laughs> blasted out there like you were Paris Hilton or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> It, it I'm was so out there about that stuff happening. Like I've had people like like Schmoes No fans are the best fans, and but sometimes they'll write you and they'll be like, "Hey, I want to mail you something," and I always give them the address of the comedy store. My on uh, <laughs> so a couple times they've called me and been like, "Hey, do you have packages delivered here?" And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll take the package." <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's out. Yeah, man. They they like fans send me things, and I, I, I it's tough for me. I, so now I'm kind of known for like being terrible at sending them back, which is good. I'm glad that they know that because it was never like a thing I advertised or offered or whatever. They would just send me like errands to run. Like, hey, I need you to sign this, head out to the post office, shoot that back to me. Some of them would make me feel guilty by including return postage, but it's always like a dollar fifty. So it like Oh, they try and guilt you into it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I already spent the you know, sixty cents, so you could send it back. You know, you don't even have to worry about that. Just get we your were car talking and about do this an errand before the show. Me. Someone, someone sent me money for postage uh, on some bullshit, and I literally tore your money up and threw it in the trash right there in the post office. Dude, uh, I, it made me so angry. I, somebody sent me, I think it was a Black Ops cover, <laughs> like the box that the game came in, and it had like a couple dollars in there for postage. So I didn't want to do it, but I also didn't want to steal the money. So the money... And the box stayed in, like, the shipping envelope for years. For years it was on my to-do list. Like, three years later, in my office was the damn box and, like, the $3 return shipping. And then we were moving houses. And I, like, you know, you, you go through, like, every single item in the whole home as you're, like, deciding whether to move it to the new house or to throw it away. And I, eventually I was like, well... He's probably not even a fan anymore, right? Yeah, it's been like four years. <laughs> yeah. He's you know, moved on. He might be dead. Five dollars for me. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, that, that kid might be dead. He might have been in he, a school shooting or something by now. Like he, he, We don't have to worry about like him. It's like 1.2 million subs. I, a couple of them have to be literally gone. Dead. Yeah. Oh, buried. some of them are dead. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Right. Some of them are dead and probably in their will wrote that they want you to appear at the funeral. And I don't know how many you've actually showed up to, but there's a lot of disappointed dead people out there. I mean, unless yeah, they can come up with the appearance fee, I'm not showing up. I, I, <laughs> Dude, not... you know what I, I was thinking about? So one of the, the factions on WoodyCraft.net, I have this Minecraft server, Mark. It's the best in the multiverse. And uh, one of the factions there, which is like this gang that plays, and they're going to do jet skiing and that, um, you know, that activity, like... You hook it up to a jet ski and uh, water like shoots out the feet of it and you can stand in midair. Are you familiar with this? Devin Supertramp yeah, did a video? Yeah, like, uh, it, 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 is it like a jet ski but then there's like two seats behind and you can kind of stand up on them? 
No. One of those? It hooks up to the nozzle on the back of the jet ski, and now you have a jet coming out of your feet, and you're fucking Iron Man soaring around in the water. You're not familiar with this. It's standalone now. Yeah. Like, like, that's how it used to be. Now you're completely autonomous, and you don't need the jet ski. Um, you have... The, that that part is in the water below you, and it's always feeding water into you. It's basically like a jet pack um, that uses water instead of you know burning jet fuel or something. So it's got this little water pump dangling beneath you in the water, continuously pumping water up into your water jet pack and then down. And you kind of turn into Iron Man on the water. It's cool. I love that funeral talk is what inspired this conversation. Okay, uh, so let's watch a, a minute talk. or so of this thing. If you don't, oh, let me. Um... Go to the big screen. I am uh, I am queued up at zero. All right. Are you queued up at zero, Mark? So what happens if we just all go to zero and I'll say one, two, three, play? Are you ready? Good to go. Uh, I am ready. All right. One, two, three, play. I hope to God this is the right thing. Get high with jet lag. Ah, oh, fuck. It's the wrong thing. No, no. This is it. No, the one that I know this is it better. comes out the feet. Hmm. Feet. Yeah, well, this, this one. I got an ad. This is much better for what you had. <laughs> <laughs> I literally got an ad for mortgages. <laughs> well, how's that? You trying to tell me something? Okay, Rocket Mortgage. I, I think this thing is cooler than the thing that you described, then, Woody. This is the thing that I was thinking of. I, I feel like you'd like mine more if you saw it. Someone's playing. Ah, I found mine. Oh my god, that's amazing. Dude, this is not even the amazing. Here, wait. <laughs> Can we watch this video instead? Sure. Yeah, Cue up at zero. Here. I want to see what makes this better than that, because that yeah. other thing's pretty cool. This yeah. is a flyboard yeah. in comparison. Yeah. I feel like okay. if you slightly angle yourself too far down, you'll just propel yourself you to do. drowning. Watch. Are you guys ready? Yes. Uh, Mark, are you past the ad? Uh, um, um, I literally just saw the word mortician mortgage. Give me, give me 10. I need you to stall for 15 seconds. The All other right. one looked pretty cool, but it also looked like it's, it's more work than it's worth. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fun, but it's also not worth the death. This so, one's 10 times <laughs> on cooler, but I feel like it takes talent to use. And I'll assume since I've never done it, I don't have any. But, right. but are you guys ready? Okay, I'm there. Yeah. I'm right. there. Zero, three, two, one, play. Coolest pack ever. Oh, dude. Are you ahead of me? Oh, wow. What are you doing? Strap in like a snowboard and... Oh, shit. He's a merman. <laughs> I love how he got three of his idiot friends to See, come drink they, here and watch him. They, totally <laughs> yeah. they should have had a hot redheaded chick on this thing instead of this dude. Oh, I'm that's sure really fucking cool. This guy it's cooler than the other friend. one, right? Well, you turn into a dolphin with this one. You're basically a merman. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I, you're almost like Aquaman because this guy's like way up above the water now doing 360s and kind of flying. But then it will. They'll just turn up and like dive into the water like a dolphin doing that little hippity hop thing when they're jumping out of the water. Dude, the coolness really cool. of it is really oh, you get a passenger on there? Can I tell you what happens to guys who use this? this who aren't named like Laird Hamilton. They is, get laid. Go on. They get laid in a <laughs> hospital bed. <getting> <laughs> <fixed> <laughs> with 
Because did you see the guy when he's going underwater? Like he has to correct for how hard he's going into the water and shoot out this way. Most people would shoot just straight down and their <laughs> this, head hits the get, rock. Of course there's rocks underneath and coral reefs and stuff. They get laid, but it's like a pity hand job in, the, <laughs> in a ho in hospice care by their nurse. And, and at, at the end of it, everyone's just crying. <laughs> so, There's a little argument between the two chicks there of, you do it. You jack him off. You have to do something. He showed us his, his jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my um, factions, like on, on my server, is going to do this. They're going to have a meetup. Like, these guys don't hang out in real life. They're online friends. And... Uh, Oh, shucks, I need to turn the guest camera on. Anyway, it was just for this part. Whatever. They're going to do a hangout, and they invited me to come with them. And I have to somehow convince my wife that this is a business trip. But that seems where terrible. Are we, where are we all going? Cause Spain. We're all going. Spain. Oh, Jesus Christ, Woody. I, I thought you were going to Orlando. Spain. Spain. It's a business you trip. To Spain to ride a water skateboard. Yes, I do. I really, really want to go. See, I would trust you to do it because you're an all-star swimmer. I can just picture, like, seeing how hard those guys were hitting the water after they angled their feet up yeah. up there. I can just imagine hitting the water and getting a little discombobulated. And then before I know it, I look up and I'm 30 feet underwater. And I just have to, you know, resign myself to the fate of being that guy who died on the water skateboard. Dude, All the, over the news. The me that, that existed asshole. 20 years ago the inaugural death. would be with these guys. I'd be one of those guys. I'd be like a freaking, like, I was very much that. Then over time, without being notified, athletic abilities are just removed from you. So this will be like a bit of a test, you know, like, I wonder if I can still do this sort of thing. Maybe like try running a 5K before you jump oh, on the water skateboard. That's not the same thing, but like, like, um, uh, what, oh, I remember Kyle and I went to this like military training ground thing, right? And there was a ropes like 40 feet tall. And I was like, you know, I used to be really good at that. I wonder if I still am. And surprisingly, still can do that. That's a thing he climbed could... up that rope like a fucking monkey. It was ridiculous. And he had those gamer shorts on. I was like, your calves are going to get all chafed, bro. And he was like, fuck it. And it, <laughs> it was one of those ropes that's like this big around. Uh -huh. And I mean, it went really high up. Uh, like, I, I'm going to guess 30, 40, 50 feet. I don't fucking In know. In that range. But, yeah. But he hustled up this thing like a goddamn monkey all the way to the top. It was, it was very impressive. How did you fare? How high did you get up, Kyle? Oh, I wasn't about to start climbing that thing. I think it hurt. I, if I remember correct, I don't think I could have climbed it for one thing. But for the other thing, like it looked like it was going to hurt my hands. Like I didn't want any part of that. Did you ever have to do that in gym, where no. they made you climb the rope right up in the middle of the gym? No, I you have had zero. Loud gym teacher yelling at you, emasculating your eleven-year-old self because you haven't hit puberty enough to pull yourself up. Zero rope climbing experience. Back in the day, I was the best in my entire school. There's like a thousand people at this school, and I wasn't the best at going up. I was among the best, right? Maybe I was like the third or fourth fastest going up, but then Ron, I would just, I just, at your school, like who's the fastest up the road? <laughs> no, dude, it, it was fastest up and down. So I would get up there and you know, my splits were good, you know, among the better people, but then I just let go of the rope and free fall like 30 feet, just kind of like, you know, monitoring the rope as I went down, crashing into this big fluffy mat they had at the bottom. And that was where I made up my seconds. Wow. See, I was a chubby kid, so I was grew up in fear of showing up to gym class and having a rope just dangling there and being like, "Oh God, I, we knew this day was going to come, and <laughs> now it's here, it's arrived." But it never did. I, I never had to climb the rope in gym class. I, 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 I climbed think... a rock wall. 
I like rock walls, but because they're indoor and you have like two dudes spotting you, you feel like you're Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 2 and you feel like you want to go outside and do it, but you're 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 not. You're just a dude in a gym. That's <laughs> it. I don't think my elementary school had the funding that 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 yours did because cuz we didn't have anything. I remember it, it, it was awful. There was nothing there. There was no equipment whatsoever. We just kind of had a big open flat You didn't have a area. rope? Your school didn't have no? rope money? Uh-uh, we didn't have rope money. No, no tug uh, of war? No, no rope I climb? Don't, I don't think we got the... We didn't get the basketball goals in until I was in, like, the fourth grade or something. What year did you go to... I, I picture it was 1917 Kyle. and the war yeah. was so hard. I picture them with no gym equipment but whatsoever, just like and making well, we mud balls and throwing them at each other. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, just have one ball of yarn. It's one dude starting with the yarn today. Yeah. <laughs> down and food stocks were low. I no, we didn't have shit. Um, I, I specifically remember, how, like thinking back now, how lame in in elementary school, especially the gym was. It wasn't even hardwood. It was a concrete floor with carpet. It was like that really thin, like mm -hmm. like industrial mm -hmm. carpet that like is really just there so that you don't have to look at concrete. But if you fell on it, you just smash your brains out. We definitely yeah, it was awful terrible. Now you went back. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. Middle school, we had you know a track and um, a football stadium and all and all that shit, uh, and, and definitely like a normal regular basketball court with hard with hardwood but yeah now that i think back that elementary school, elementary school really sucked i had a, a gym teacher who looking back like i'm i'm kind of sure that he was a pedophile mm. oh you're silent man taylor <laughs> i love how it cut out right there <laughs> like, like it, this yeah is, you're this making is too heavy this is too heavy for us to hear <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure he was a pedophile so i'll tell this story in silence <laughs> <laughs> We'll just leave it right there. I think we should finish the story for him. He was pretty sure he was a pedophile because he touched Taylor's no-no square. <laughs> I mean, he had the Ford Astro van. He had Charleston shoes available inside. There was a couch. There was carpeting nicer than the other one at the elementary school. Mm -hmm. He ran a health spa uh, when he wasn't at school being a... A PE teacher. Yeah. I'm sure Taylor's about to come back and ask questions like, if you give, does that still make him a pedo? <laughs> or does it make me into old guys? Like, that's why he's I, unclear. I guarantee the first sentence is, so they said it was horseplay, but, but I had <laughs> uh, Kyle, is there anything yeah. new with the Wings of Redemption sauce? I feel like it's oh. been a week or two. Yeah, so I'm at an impasse with that. I've been mm -hmm. waiting for us all to get uh, together so we can figure this thing out. So what I want to do is, so um, I'm selling Woody a gun. I'm selling him one of these uh, double-barreled shotguns I've got. An actual gun. I need it. Yeah, that's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and so I figured, and so Woody said, hey, whenever you go to Wings of Redemption's house to take these photos of him for the label for the hot sauce bottle we're doing, we're doing this promotional hot sauce thing. Um, you need guns on the cover for that. No, well, actually, no. But coincidentally, he, he said, hey, I'll, I'll come down there and I'll meet you at this third-party location and uh, we'll handle that gun transaction and we can all get to hang out with our old friend Wings. Um, so I said, hey, if the three of us are already in one location, then if we could just get Taylor over there with the wonderful internet in the location, then we could do like a live in-location uh, version of this show where we're all like sort of we could get like a conference room at like a holiday inn 
<clears throat> and we could all be sitting around a table, like right next to each other, and we could set our mics up and, and film the thing with cameras. And, uh, and, and uh, I thought that would be really cool. So the, where I am with the hot sauce currently is that I could have sent samples to everyone, but it would have cost roughly $75 uh, worth of just shipping to like, get this stuff sent around to every one of us. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah. For hot sauce? Yeah, it's just just try, just go with me here, and uh, and so it was like, do I really want to like waste sixty or seventy dollars shipping everybody these bottles if we in fact might all be meeting up in South Carolina and we could just handle this whole tasting of the hot sauce thing then? Do you have hot sauce in your possession? That we- no, okay. But I can honestly, I would it. trust you to pick out your favorite as long as you get a good buffalo flavor. You know, not something too sickly sweet. Yeah, I. I I, I thought a fun part of this would be us all sort of taste testing the sauce. So my only mm. question is this. This is the impasse that I'm at. Do I send out the hot sauce samples to everyone, regardless of the cost, because I think it's a good bit? Um, do I send out the hot sauce to everyone, or is there a way that the three of us right now can agree to some kind of scenario, uh, uh, obviously not January, uh, February 1st through the 7th, because I'm away in Colorado, but some other time when we could all three meet at Wings of Redemption's house in Conway, South Carolina, do a live in-person PKA, take the promotional photographs for the hot sauce, sell you your gun, and have a good time, maybe. What okay, if I'd we like did to it? weigh in on this, because it, it's clear... Yeah, Mark's some, coming, too. Please, Mark, it, bring it. The term hot sauce is obviously being used as a proxy for cocaine bricks, and <laughs> I think everybody listening in can tell that you couldn't send the See, hot right sauce. right through our I love it. <laughs> we, we had to meet, and we have to have certain flavors of hot sauce. See, and, and Woody's got the gun. <laughs> the gun, yeah. I, I think that South Carolina sounds like a fair meeting grounds, particularly because if you're in North Georgia and you're the guy with the hot sauce, but you say, but you don't have the hot sauce. The hot sauce is in South Carolina. Yeah. So you but have Seth, to go to where the hot. sauce You don't sauce. want it to cross state borders. It's a lot more trouble with That's hot sauce if you're crossing state lines. Hey, look. If you want to go to where the drugs are, you got to go to the drugs. The drugs do not get in the car and drive to you. You should meet South Carolina. It's a great. But go to Charleston. Charleston's awesome. Bill Murray lives there. What, what if when we met up, we did the show and had wings on it? That's what I want. That's the, that's the whole uh, idea. I only put that together in my head just now. <laughs> well, yeah, see, everybody knew that but me? Well, fuck. It's, it's, all, it's all of us. It's me, you, Taylor, and Wings of Redemption all sitting side by side having an in-person PKA. And, you know, we don't have to worry about bit rates and none of that bullshit because we just get some cameras on us all. And there's the added fourth dimension of the show where you know i can poke wings and and you know not that i will you know i'm not gonna poke him or anything but you know he's right there Bring to... like a broomstick <laughs> <laughs> a real long one <laughs> but but yeah I, who I think... could eat the most wings? can we turn it into a competition i can how many wings do you think you could eat i could easily eat 100 i feel like kyle is a uh, eating contest champion i don't know if you know who you're talking to mark no. Yes. Really? Yeah, but he's he, it's always the skinny guy. <laughs> he uh, he he dominated pro athletes, to be honest with you, yes, in absolutely. Chicago at a paintball uh, eating competition. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What did you eat? Wait, wait, wait. You, were, you were eating paintballs. No, uh, we we, no? Had, we had a hamburger eating contest. I I, I don't know. I, I don't want to guess at how many I ate because there's like a video of me doing it, and I might be wrong. But low teens. I, I don't think we got that far. Okay. I don't know. It's, it seems like we ate. It seems like they were 
quarter pounders, maybe cut in half, and I ate like nine of them. I don't yeah. know. One sitting. Did you did you do the thing that I see on the uh, the Fourth of July hot dog eating contest where they the water? dip them in water? Yeah, that's what I attribute my my victory to to just like deep, you know, just releasing, opening my throat up and letting one slide down after it was soaked in water. That's how I got one burger ahead of Joe Lozon for that that ten thousand dollar prize. That was a good payday. That was that was a great event. I'm glad we did the that. The last burger sounds like a Disney movie. <laughs> it's going to inspire kids across the world. <laughs> Woody got $1,500. He's my trainer. Uh, <laughs> that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 100 wings. That's, that's, that's a bold state. I have I'd done like shrimp before. Um, I did, uh, I, I've eaten right at 200, uh, like, uh, shrimp, like boiled shrimp before. We had an eating contest with that. And then, like, they, they ran us out of red lobster. Uh, they wouldn't let us eat any more shrimp because, like, I had eaten like 185 and my, the other guy had as well. So we went across the street to a Crystal Burger, you know, those <laughs> tiny little square burgers. And uh, this guy was Turkish, so he wasn't even familiar with, like, American cuisine that well. He, he, uh, so, so he's, like, he finds these burgers with the onions on them just disgusting, but he eats, like, five of them. And I'm just sweating because, you know, five, got to eat five more of these burgers. And we ate all those, and uh, we had eaten chocolate cake as well. That, that was the other thing. Once they ran out of shrimp at Red Lobster, they gave us both the, this big hunk of cake. And uh, he was he had, cause I wanted the cake because I knew he had bad teeth. And the whole time he's eating it, he's he's like, my teeth they hurt so bad. <laughs> just just constantly complaining about his feelings and shit. But uh, he he finally threw up uh, when we get when he got uh, about five and a half crystal burgers into him, and I I became the the Red Lobster champion. They should put a statue to you. Outside that red <laughs> I mean, well, this, this I is a local mom and pop I, seafood place we're talking about. This is a national corporate. This is the place you go to for seafood. And you closed them down to the point where they had to throw non-seafood at you to quell <laughs> well, the The kitchen was closed. <laughs> it was too late. I did vomit out in the parking lot a huge pile of just disgusting shrimp vomit. So that's kind of a, a monument to, uh, you know, to, my, to my endeavor, I guess. What's the ruling on, on eating contests? How long do you have to keep it down? before it's like, like, like five it's seconds longer than the other guy i want to know if there are any performance enhancing drugs involved in these eating contests you know it, certainly, it, certainly not no yeah I, I, it's... no i've been uh i've been drug tested by the mm -hmm. georgia commission for they get you up at 6 a.m yeah they, they wake you up just right at, and they take it right from the right from the vein too they don't fuck around mm. it would right. be so obvious if those dudes were on hgh because like kobayashi would show up like he's 140 pounds but he's got just neck muscles out to here it just, wouldn't be hgh though right? right like i think like, it would be thc yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i ate a i ate a 72 ounce steak at a really nice steakhouse once That's and once i started once i started it it was like if you don't finish this it's gonna be like 90 dollars. and so i was like all right well i have to finish this now and oh, uh ate so much of it that i became like visibly i got just the meat sweats and i didn't shit for like four mm -hmm. days and had to go to the doctor but did you get awful. out of the ninety dollars? Did you get the T-shirt? No, there was no T-shirt. It was it's a little too highbrow for a T-shirt. Um, it was a very <laughs> that's fine four and a half meat. pounds. Am, is, am I doing that math right? Yes, and it wasn't like a quick dinner. Like it was, we showed up at five, and we probably got out of there at like seven thirty. Had to really pay. It's completely cold. You remember in that uh, that Chevy Chase movie, um, The Great Outdoors? When he it's not Chevy Chase. It's John uh, Goodman. John it's, Candy. Yeah. John Candy, and he eats the old 96er, this 96-ounce yeah. hunk of beef. 
and you, once you eat it, you know, everybody gets their, their, their meal free and he, and he finishes it and, and he's like, wow, that was incredible. And the guy's like, he ain't done yet. He's like, there's nothing left but fat and gristle. And he has to, he eats all the fat and gristle and everything. And, and he's just like sweating and bulging and about to pop at the seams. And Dan Aykroyd's like, if I can get him to polish off a couple of desserts, will you throw in some shirts for the kids? <laughs> 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 so I can't pull off. They had one at like the uh, steakhouse near where I grew up in Williamsburg, Virginia, uh, Yukon Steakhouse. They had the 72 ounce you had to eat. But then they also, they didn't tell you this in the ad, but they also, you had to eat like a baked potato and you had to eat like uh, a veggie and like two biscuits and something else that they just threw on there on top of the steak. So, but you got a t shirt and you got your picture on the wall. So it's, it, you know, so if you take a date there, you can point out your, your victory. <laughs> I'm sure that'll get you what you're looking for. Here's the to get her by day. The, the, the 72 ounce will get her by night. In, uh, in Kennesaw, Georgia, just north of Atlanta in a little suburb, they, uh, they have a pizza challenge called the Carnivore Challenge. I'm looking it up now to see exactly what the deal is. But I think it's a 10-pound pizza. I, I think. I think it's 10 pounds. And, and I think, I think wow. people try to split this thing. That's the deal. Yeah, I'm, I'll link you to it now. Um, I've always wanted to do it. Uh, I, I've never had a, a partner that I felt. Yeah, it's an 11-pound pizza, and uh, two people go at this thing. And if you eat it, well, you don't really get anything, do you? Oh, yeah, you $50 to try, and uh costs $50 to try, and you get 250 bucks cash if you win. You know, it's funny, we were talking about this earlier about what, like men of a certain age, I'm 35 now, so it's like you don't have the physical abilities you thought you would always have in your life, and I find that more so with eating than I do with athletic challenges, like particularly drinking too, because I can have like, I can have three course lights now, and I'm, and I'm great, and I'm like, what the hell happened to me? I'm such a pussy now. So pizza, this is a guy, I'm coming off a month of being gluten, soy, and dairy-free. So I don't know if this is the best time for me to be eating a pizza challenge or the worst time, but I would totally be your wingman. I would be your goose, and I would drown in that <laughs> cheese. <laughs> it means Kyle gets a free T-shirt. After, after that long of being gluten-free, I think once like two and a half pounds of dough hits your uh, hits your intestines uh, like you're going to be down for the count you're not going to be an effective partner i need a big greasy fat guy for this i, I need somebody who who just who's been destroying their system for years someone who just doesn't give a fuck bring back Some john candy from the dead wings of redemption what are i didn't you want to say about? his name i thought it was me <laughs> i want to get that would, that, that Wings would of Redemption funny. has been training for this his entire life. His entire fucking life. Mm. I would do that. Now, I, I would do the carnivore eating challenge with... Uh, we have uh, this friend of ours we keep referring to. Uh, he's, uh, he's overweight. He's 400 and uh, roughly 450 pounds. Okay. So he's, he's a real big guy. Um, I think I that'd mind. be hilarious. I wonder if Wings would do the carnivore eating challenge with me. I know he's on a diet, but maybe that could be an off day. Because you know you could do five pounds of pizza. I don't know I could. Uh, like, like I would want to do some training. Oh, you're the Red thing. Lobster legend. <laughs> I, there was some training that went into that. Like, like, <laughs> like leading up to that, like I would do this thing. Like every day, I would dr tr drink as much water as I could. Like drink, like, try to drink like a whole gallon if I could at a time to try to like swell my stomach, like stretch my stomach, so I could, mm. you know, it could take the big load of shrimp that was to come. So I want your story to be like Rocky, where you show up to like a dingy Long John Silver's, and it's like this is where he trained. To take <laughs> <laughs> I just I got my earbuds in. They're just pumping. Take it to the limits. <laughs> limits. 
Ed! Walk along the razor's edge. It's like shrimp scampi just pushing them tra <laughs> pushing the trays away one Hot by sauce one. sauce dribbling down his chin. <laughs> I'm like, more butter sauce. <laughs> just killing it. <sighs> no. Yeah, I would do that. I, th that would be really fun. But but you definitely need some practice leading up to it. You can't just go in there. Rusty. So, Mark, we talk politics on this show now and then. Everyone is saying yeah. that the Trump candidacy is fantastic because of the comedic value it brings. I don't know if I agree. I don't know. It, it seems like it's either low-hanging fruit, like too easy, or it, like it's just not clever comedy. What, what, what's your take been on the Trump candidacy, candidacy so far? I mean, I, I never like when, when people, you know, like anchors are like, well, this is going to be good for comedians. Like, you know, Viagra gets legalized or like Bill Clinton is in the news and it's like, well, comedians are going to love this. It's like, shut up. You don't know what we like. You know, I, and I don't I don't do a lot of political humor. I, I'm more interested in the Trump candidacy from a sports fan angle, because like we were talking about Rocky, he almost is positioned to be like Yvonne Drago, where he says a lot of just like really mean stuff. But it's also like you can't stop watching him. And in a weird way, you're you're not pulling for him, but you you want him to remain in the news. You want him to remain in the running in some sick way like Eddie Murphy had a great bit about how it when he was doing Eddie Murphy Raw about how uh, white people would get drunk and go vote for Jesse Jackson and then they'd wake up the next day and they'd be like oh my god he won and it, it, it it's like you want Trump to remain like bullying the other candidates because it keeps them honest so as a ball buster for people who I actually think should be in office he's essential but as the guy running our country I think that's a little scary I'm there with you. Now, these two are big Trump fans, so... Well, well here, I, I will biggest. say this for Trump, and I, I was thinking <laughs> about this today, is that I what, I what I would like about him as a president is that when, when Barack Obama or George W. Bush would go overseas and meet with foreign leaders, you know, if, if you got to go have some meeting with, 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 with Vladimir Putin, right, you go over there, those guys are not intimidating. They might be great leaders in Barack Obama's case, or they might be good drinkers in George W. Bush's case, <laughs> but they're not intimidating presences. When Donald Trump gets in a room, you're terrified of the guy. Like, you're going to bow to whatever he tells you to do. So I think in that vein, he might be an asset politically, but the decisions that he makes on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm just not sure you can trust that dude for four years. So you're saying you'd like to see him host the future uh, debates. I think, I think that would be good, have the debates hosted by Trump. I, I, I wasn't saying that, but now that you brought it up, I totally am now taking credit for that. <laughs> it's like hosted by Trump, like in one of Trump's buildings, and he's the moderator. Like he's just doing everything. Like, it's like exactly right because when you when you watch debates, the biggest problem I have with debates is that it's it's like a it's like a basketball game that never really gets into second gear because you never really saw Michael Jordan heat up until somebody fouled him or somebody said something and pissed him off, and that's when he that's when it clicked in. So politicians they never really challenge each other; they'll be nitpicky about what each other's policy is. But Trump just goes at you, man. He's an attack dog. So I like somebody that will lay into other people because it forces them to either fight or flight, and I like that in a politician. <laughs> I find him to be one of the most uh, entertaining He's a politician. He's running. Uh, did you see the girls he had at, at the at his oh, primary? Was, so cringeworthy. Now oh, that oh. is cringeworthy. Dude, the, the worst part is that song was stuck in my head for days. I was sitting on the toilet looking at my phone, and I was like... Da, 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 All right, da, da, I think we need to queue up. I was like... 
Watch the ad, Mark. Get to zero. We're watching this thing. Making it happen. So what makes it so bad is, first of all, he's only got three of them. All right? And and <laughs> he's only got three of them. Like, you can't have a coordinated thing here. Like, it's so... It looks so bad. If he had 30 of them, it'd be okay. Tell, right, you, I'm ready to go. All right, all right. Hold on. Let me put on the big screen. Yeah, there's a critical mass of dancers you need Thanks. when you're trying to put on a production, and three is not that critical all right. mass. It's not it. Ready, set, play. Oh, yeah. Little one's totally off beat. Yeah, she's way off. Apologies for freedom. I can't handle I love the old people in the background. Smile. Wait, smile. wait, they start clapping and dancing back there. I don't know. Look at that bald guy with the white t shirt center. Third row. Oh, I'm grinding my teeth. It's so bad. Now, alright. Imagine if he had, like, a huge voice choir like, That would be okay. Or if he had, like, a bunch of, like, Look at the background. Oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> They're all into it now. Nah, well, some of them are. Look at Fatty in the purple sweater, third row back on the left. He's getting I just imagine, it. like, Trump under the stadium, like, I mean, throwing, that's like, fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's great that the kids get a chance to, to participate, you know? <laughs> the, Trump has these children pimping his presidential campaign. Like, this is yeah. his event. He's about to go speak at that lectern. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh. Creating summer jobs. Um, how do I not? That's the group that's called Trump. Oh. Wait, I think I need to take that call. You got an Okay. I have a delivery. It's supposed to be. He's probably right here. Hold on. Is it food? Uh, firewood. Firewood. Yeah. Woody lives such a such an adventurous life now. Firewood Hello? deliveries. I could use some firewood here. Okay, it's so so does does Trump ever actually come out in that video, or is it just no, the girls? He does. It's just the girls dancing. Yeah, it's just the girls dancing in that video. Hello? I, I missed your call. That's a, but that's like his intro. Like 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 those are like his intro dancers. That's oh, so God, lame. Is that just his intro in the local chapter of Pensacola, Florida, or is that like his nation? Yeah. Is that the touring band? I'll be right back. I really hope it's Pensacola only. Uh, it, 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 that was awful, though. For, and, and you might not think it, but that's in your brain now. Like, like they, picked, they, they picked a little tune there that will just get into your brain, and, and your brain won't let it go. It was three days. Over here, over there. It's, uh, that was awful. I did love watching him. Uh, I saw the clip of him. I don't even know if it might have been the same speech, Riley, where he was attacking the microphone. That was that was sheer brilliance. And we've all been there. If you're a public speaker where you've had a really crappy mic and you don't know what to do, and he vented about the mic and how bad it was to the microphone itself. He wasn't complaining sound. <laughs> he was actually complaining to the microphone as an inanimate object. That's the guy you want to be in office. <laughs> I'd love to see him do that in like a like an address. Like fucking teleprompter piece of shit. Piece of shit. Worked flawlessly for Obama for eight years, didn't it? Didn't it? Like he's just losing his shit. <laughs> he like it's like Clint Eastwood with the chair, you know? He's <laughs> except he, he he took it a step further where you can't even imagine like a little Jiminy Cricket sitting on a microphone. He's just yelling at a microphone. It's it's sheer comic brilliance. Clint really went off the rails. I so I don't think that Clint 
is impaired in any way whatsoever because his movies are, are, are still pretty good. He just made American Sniper, right? Like that was a that was a really sure. highly praised movie. Oh yeah. Um, so it, I don't think that there's a guy who really obviously thinks there are people in imaginary chairs, but it seems like someone would have told him, "Hey, hey, Clint, you're like 85 years old. So if you go out there and do a bit where you're like talking to an imaginary person, there are some people that when they see an 85 year old man talking to an imaginary person, they put a couple of wires together in their head and they start thinking maybe we should we should put Grandpa away. It's uh, it's even more awkward when you think about that's his home crowd. Like that's the people yeah. that should have been like going crazy and laughing, and it just did not play well at all. Yeah, yeah, they were all like, "Is is Grandpa Clint?" <laughs> Lost it? Like he loses? Is this like is this like Charlton Heston? Is he, is he is he losing it? We got to get him. We got to pull him quick. If he is, we got to get that get the old timey uh, like Kane and loop him around the neck. Get him the hook, him. baby. Play him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, I, I I like Clint, but when I saw that, I, that was that was pretty embarrassing. I thought I, that was a that was poorly done. Well, now uh, let me ask you this: as a as a Trump guy, or at least somebody who's entertained by Trump, as it seems you are, is part of the reason why you like him hanging around the races because there's just nobody else. Is he just kind of by default the guy that you would want because there's nobody else that is even remotely exciting or even has a pulse yeah. that you want? Yeah, he's so interesting. He's so interesting and so divisive on so many different issues that uh, that. Uh, they're, they're, those two things are really the same thing. He's so interesting because he's so uh, divisive on so many issues. You know, you mentioned Muslims, and he's not. Oh yeah, keep them out. Get rid of them. Keep them. They're losers. <laughs> you know, you're like, what? Did he just say all Muslims are losers? Like, like what the fuck? Like, uh, we've never heard a candidate for the for the highest office in the land say something like that, uh, and it, it just blows people away. I I I really enjoy watching him speak and. Uh, and and really watching him debate and and Woody was t pointing this out to us the other day they they analyzed some of his speeches and stuff and apparently it's all at like a fifth grade level you know like the fifth grade reading level you know really small words you know no, he's not really expounding upon his thoughts to in great detail he's not he's not some great orator out there laying it on him laying us on laying it on us real smooth he's just kind of a hype man and and he says the things you want to hear and uh, that's that can be a little dangerous like. I could see uh, Trump becoming some sort of 21st century Hitler if this shit just keeps, you know, if, if the snowball keeps rolling for him. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. I, I don't like any of the potential candidates, to be honest. I feel like Sanders is kind of is too much of a radical and, and some of his ideas might be so big that he can kind of throw the country into an actual uh, depression or something. Uh, it seems kind of far fetched. But, man, he's got a lot of big ideas that just don't seem to that are scary. And uh, then you got Hillary, who I think might be the devil, actually, like like Lucifer, and uh, and then the those other two knuckleheads who are behind Trump and the from the Republican side, like I, I, they keep talking about how much they don't like the the Muslims with their Sharia law, but usually they're for something that's basically Sharia law, but it's Christianity. Uh, I don't trust either of those guys, so. I don't want anyone to win. Uh, I think I would rather have another Obama term than any of the current options, but they're going to make a decision, and I think it's going to be fascinating. So I'm just sitting back and watching. I, the thing with me, I, I feel like I'm obligated to choose one of these people. You know, like, it, like you, neither Sanders nor Trump nor Hillary are my perfect candidate, but yeah, you got to pick one of them. You know, unless Cruz comes out, who's also it doesn't really fix that problem either. But the candidates I like the most have no shot. I like O'Malley and Kasich, and I might like them less if I knew more about them. Who knows? But uh, um, 
No, no, no. Maybe Sanders. It just seems like the strategy now for politicians, which is a bummer, is that you, you just need to hang around in the race and not say anything stupid. You just need to be around. It's that is not Trump's strategy. I, and it's not Trump's strategy, which is <laughs> no. so refreshing. But everybody else is like they're just watching him and the comet that he's creating and everybody else like just don't say anything. This thing's going to die out. And then when that thing does, we'll have three days left to make one bold statement. And then whoever runs on the premise of that alone is going to be winning the election. And I what, think, uh, think what, what I take solace in more now than ever is I think being the president of the United States is more or less figurehead's the wrong word, but th there's a lot of people in the government that have a lot of power. And I don't think a whole lot of it has to do with being the president of the United States anymore. I just don't. Hmm. Um, what, uh, what politician who's not in the race and not even really, on the fringes right now, would you prefer like someone like uh, an Al Gore or a Mitt Romney, someone who's who's kind of in that realm, like you're familiar with them, they've been around there before, but who, who would go. you want prefer? Elizabeth Warden, Joe Biden. Ah, Biden's already. I I thought Biden. I I said that I thought Biden would be our next president like six months ago or something, long before his son died and everything. And I think I would have been correct had that not happened. I think he would have thrown his hat in there, and we've seen the. There's so much negativity uh, for Hillary. Like she's got, she's got, she's got enough positivity that she's just better than Bernie on a national stage. But she's got this innate negativity that comes along with her. That's that's a bit unusual. It's 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 like oh, so 23 percent of people literally want to burn her at the stake. That's that's unusual <laughs> for a politician. Like we don't see that one often here. Like like they just wrote that in and everyone wrote burn at the stake right here, you see? And, you Hillary know. gets elected then the next religious poll says that 30% of the country is now puritan. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that's a leap. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is it's going to be very entertaining and it's it has been thus far. As long as Trump's in there, I'm entertained. Yeah, also, he's kind of like the Yankees. Yeah, you're back, Taylor. Okay, you know, something God. like I don't necessarily want the Yankees to win every year, but the playoffs are more interesting when they're still alive. Mm. And I would say really? Hillary just for the just for the just for the thing that 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 Bill Clinton would be sleeping in the White House again, and that's just a fun premise. It's it's not necessarily <laughs> something you find for a lot of comedy, but just seeing every time Hillary is giving a speech or she's she's giving some sort of public address, Bill Clinton is going to be standing right behind her, and just the thoughts going through his head. It's just going to be, I'm going to be watching him more than I am her. And that would be something that I would look forward to enjoying. Yeah. He's going to be I'm the first back. guy to get blown in the Oval Office 15 years apart. <laughs> just <laughs> spread yes. out that much. With no wife involved. Yeah, with no wife involved. <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> Still no Hillary, Hillary won't be part of either process. Then or now. Maybe like Randy Quaid at the end of Independence Day. Hey, boys, I'm back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just talks dirty to her. Yeah, whose coattails did you ride? Yeah. I really, I really want her to name him as as her vice president. I I feel like that would be so wonderful. I'd I'd love to see that. Clinton, Clinton. You know the they'd be super sticker. unoriginal with the bumper stickers. It'd be like Clinton squared or something <laughs> like that. It'd be so lame. <laughs> An echo. I don't know. Oh, that'd be so. That'd be so ridiculous. That, Every male intern in in Hillary's serve. It's like it's all male interns. They all look like Zac Efron. <laughs> they don't wear shirts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be women. Yeah. Uh, dude, my, my um. Right. Right. My second cousin was a White House intern right around time the, the Monica Lewinsky thing happened. Really? It just made him crazy. Like everybody was asking him if he had blown Bill and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, the obvious jokes. 
did he know Monica Lewinsky at all? Did he know something was going on? No, apparently it's like a super big building. Like, no. He had no Did clue. that actually happen in the Oval Office? Yes. It literally happened in the Oval Office, which is, if people who don't know, is that room with the carpet that's round and the, like, JFK desk. Like, that's the room. The important. Do you think there are stains all over that room with stories relating nah, back to the that up. They changed that up. the carpet. Oh, I that's think. when Taft had a bit too much to drink. Oh, <laughs> if you, you maybe you don't remember, but when it, whenever George W. first took over, he had this whole bit about he, he's like, yeah, we're gonna steam the uh, carpets and you know we're gonna go in and clean everything up, get a tear down all the curtains and stuff. Get and a new did. chair. Yeah. What, and <laughs> they went in and all the keyboards throughout the compound that's had the true. W. T no. Ah. Apparently, there was a keyboard or two where the W was removed. But the whole notion that like the Democrats All left in protest with the Ws in hand is not true. <laughs> the Ws. In hand. Can you imagine something more petty than stealing a key from the White House keyboard? Where it's like, we'll see. Everyone's gonna think you're your dad. And they just pull it out. <laughs> it's just gonna write George Bush because he's yeah. fucked. <laughs> well, shit. I've been bamboozled again. <laughs> uh. What's my middle name? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shit. And so Jeb's done, it appears. Oh, thank God! Uh, I don't want. I mean, I I don't, he Jeb didn't announce fail. anything, did he? Like, I actually read. He's just gonna fade away into the into the darkness. Um, back to back to whence he came. Like when he yeah. was at twelve percent, it was like, oh my god, only twelve. Then it ate, like, oh my god, only eight. Now I see him in like three percent. I think I remember him at like like twenty three percent back when that was, he was like winning eight or something point. like mm -hmm. that. Like like maybe he was winning with twenty three percent back when there were fifty candidates or whatever. But and, and you know he was definitely the establishment's candidate. He was the one that the the, the Republican convention was like, oh yeah, Bush is our man. But Bush again, you know, third time's the charm. <laughs> you know, they're gonna get another Bush in there. Um, and and no, no. Trump is responsible for just ruining his candidacy. That, Trump's just, greatest he, contribution. Yeah, he's just ruining Bush. Him. Yeah. repeatedly in front of the whole country. Yeah, <laughs> when you hear Bush, when I hear Bush, I think low energy. Right, Bush low energy. He just says it again and again and again until like I hear yellow pages. I hear let your fingers do the walking. I I, I hear Coke. I hear Anna smile. I, I hear Bush. I think low energy. They're just branded together. <laughs> Real good tonight. More more energy. I like it. Yeah, you know, just, just <laughs> oh, so like, patronizing. It was so good. It it was it was like a legitimate. It was like a boxing match with words. It really was because Bush came in there and he like had a little jab. He he pokes Trump a little and Trump's like, oh yeah, that's that's real nice. More energy tonight and it's like knockout. <laughs> like, like his whole if, if it's a video game, he like loses all of his health right there in that oh, one moment. The yeah, crowd, Trump, like, Trump the crowd the laughs at him awkwardly. And then he tastes his own blood and then he smiles and it's like <laughs> I just woke up a dragon. Trump is the guy that will throw sand in your eyes at the end of yeah. Blood sport. Carly Fiorina is like, I just don't know if you know anything about foreign policy, Mr. Trump. He's like, well, you're a horse. You're a horse-faced, ugly bitch. Deal <laughs> <laughs> with that. Dude, Man did you see Carly Fiorina and, and the kids thing? No. Dude, no. so she was holding, holding some sort of campaign rally event thingy. And it was, it was like an anti-abortion rally of some sort. So she goes and she grabs like a dozen children on a field trip to see like stars and dinosaur bones and pulls them into this anti-abortion rally. And the obvious imagery is all like, well, aren't you glad we didn't kill these fucking kids? And all the children are like, you know, where are the dinosaurs? It's, it's a bit. 
How disappointed were those? Carly's kids? like there were no dinosaurs. That's blasphemy. Now come, now come along. Come on. there, or there's like a diagram of Moses riding one, like a stegosaurus, and that's that's their proof of it. When they when they say behemoth in the Bible, they mean all, all the things that scientists discovered 80 years ago. Like there's Jonah riding the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, very very nice, very nice. Yeah, I would love to see a fundamentalist Christian Jurassic world where it's the dinosaurs and it's your favorite historical characters from the Bible that have all yeah. come back to life and one of them turns into pet cemetery like moses <laughs> heading back into egypt hanging from the bottom of a pterodactyl just 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 screeching as it drops him off on top of the pyramids there's, no there's, go. there's like I, I don't know how many kids are there a dozen 18 of them something like that at this like anti-abortion there's like a fetus in the background there are you on this web page i linked yeah i'm here it's <laughs> Yep. It's very disturbing imagery. Um, there's a lot, like, you see that a lot on road signs uh, on the interstate in Florida. Lots of fetuses and feti. What's, <laughs> what's singular for, uh, for fetus? Is it, fetus I, is singular. I think it fetus. is fetus, but I think it should be feti. I would the, like that, that. The plural? Yeah. Um, Known as no, a I'd gaggle say. of fetus. It's a Phoenician. A herd. Uh, yeah. oh, wait, wait, are, are those wait, 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 wait. Like crows, it should be a murder of fetus. Oh. A murder of fetus. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not going to be a school of Phoenix. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Look at the mics and recorders down there around the children. Like you really oh. need to get little Jimmy's opinion on on this on this issue. Yeah, so you could get their delightful little squeals in there. They've got several uh, mics on the ground. Some of those kids don't look like they're all there either. No, you know there's some parents who had their kids there who were just silently wishing, like, uh, this is just a reminder of other possibilities. They could have gone to medical school and all, all their dreams shattered by one of these little shit eaters. I always wanted to try Broadway, and now I'm taking my kids to see plants. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to vote for Carly Fiona. What a terrible person. Yeah, she really is. That is that's so lowbrow and manipulative. She, in particular, seems like a real nasty politician. Like, like a like like whoever's running her campaign, I feel like is from an older school of politics. Like, like a real dirty, uh, like the campaign Lincoln manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to when you just shoot your competition in the face at a at a uh, at a at a at a, uh, at a show or something. She like, no, she's a duel. <laughs> but 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 like remember that that whole thing that she had about the um the Planned Parenthood abortion videos. You know that was just fabricated. It's just like. They had to sit down and write some lies down and be like, "Yeah, that's a real good lie, Carly. That'll that'll play well." And she'd be like, "I don't know. It's 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 not mis misleading enough. Maybe you could tweak the <laughs> language a little." And then be like, "You know, you're right. If we tweak it that way, they'll abs they'll have absolutely no fucking idea." What I the bet if you pull the fetus out, it just says "mama" and then dies. Yeah, yeah go with it, Carly. Could we go in with some CGI and make the fetus mime mama? Could we, could we do that? Yeah, yeah right. Good. We, good. We, yeah. we have to bring in J.J. Abrams to doctor your script. I want the Weta <laughs> workshop down here. We're going to make this shit look good. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a full-grown man with all those sensors rolling around on the floor pretending to die in a womb. Andy Serkis is, <laughs> is over there. <laughs> You're like, God, that's what happens in an abortion? Like they're, dragging, they're dragging the baby out of like the, the vagina. Like and it's pulling its like... arm back in. You go, you get back out of here, you little fuck. Like a little Michael Bay in there, right? You could put some explosives up the JJ, kill the baby. And <laughs> the then you have the video end, cut to black, and then you have a post-credit scene of a baby's hand just reaching, and that's all you see. Dismembered. Dismembered. <laughs> it's coming board. out of like the medical waste dumpster out back. It's like, <laughs> it's like clawing back out. Just Mexican food and children.
Yeah. How horrible. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, you know what's crazy is like, all these, like, trashing each other ads we see for politics now. If you look up, like, what Adams and Jefferson used to do way back in the day, like, it was even worse than now. They would just, there was no internet. They couldn't just Google and be like, is so-and-so actually, you know, into fucking kids? They just released pamphlets. <laughs> They'd be like, I'm really into Adams. You hear Jefferson fucks little kids. He fucks just every day, apparently, yeah. Yeah, it's the Adams Times. And it's like, you know, they just risk I- each other. I feel like back then you also like I feel like Washington Washington was a big guy if if I remember correctly like like physically probably I feel like Washington might come over and just whip your ass if he doesn't like what you're saying over there like like if you start talking about some Tory shit or something you know start talking about the Whigs like like we need to we need some reform in here Washington might come over there and put a pop knot on your head I think he's like six three six four or something he was probably yeah. like five foot six but like for the time. <laughs> <laughs> for the time, he's really impressive. He, he yeah. played center. <laughs> teeth would have been just terrifying. Like he's looking at you, gnashing them all together. There's splinters crinkling around. <laughs> they weren't really so, good. How, how big was George Washington? I think all that all their stats get exaggerated. You know. Well, they measured him before they put him away and everything. I think he's six foot two. What do we got? I'm going to say over under is five foot ten. I'll take the over. I'm going to say over because I. I think he was with that hair. Six two. Six two. Dude, that's an imposing figure in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson even bigger. Really? Thomas. Yeah, six two and a half. Uh, I'm looking down the line here. I'm I'm trying to see if any of the other any of the other founding fathers were big guys. James Uh, Madison. Like uh, John Adams was a squirrely little fuck. Five foot seven for John Adams. You're right. I'm betting that. Paul Revere was tiny. I bet Paul Revere and I bet Patrick Henry. Because Patrick Henry, like, those are the guys that, like, start all the, you know, they start all the shit. Then, like, it's always a short guy that gets into trouble. <laughs> and so I think Patrick Henry saying, give me liberty or give me death, that, that dude's, like, five foot one. Yeah. Fattest like president. Before he ran away. <laughs> Fattest president. <laughs> Uh, you're not gonna. It's some of the old timey ones that you just memorized back in the fourth grade and don't really know much about. Uh, Taft weighed 330 pounds. Grover Cleveland 275. I think that Taft was the guy who had. They had to build a special presidential tub for him, right? Because True. he just couldn't mm-hmm. slide his you know, girthy waistline. Yeah, into they bathed him out in the South Lawn, actually, in the Rose Garden. They just hose him down like an animal. It was disgusting. That's not. That can't be true. Yeah, it's true. It's Wikipedia page. I just added yeah. it. <laughs> how bad Taft must have felt the first time he was like in the White House. He moved in, he won the election. It's like, oh, honey, we can finally put our put our stuff away. I'm gonna go get, get a quick shower and then we'll go to dinner. And he walks into the bathroom. He's like, oh, we got a problem. <laughs> Bill, that uh, orderly that had to take care of the post Taft bathtub. <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> he's walking away. He's like, them flies were there when I got here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, Bill Clinton, seventh fattest uh, president, 234 pounds. Oh, top 10. Uh, Barack Obama is uh, ninth slimmest president at, at 180 pounds. James Madison apparently only weighed 122 pounds. What a pussy. His nickname was Little Jemmy. Yeah. I'd like that. President Little Jemmy. Wow. Overcoming all odds to get elected with Little Jemmy as your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> president. Do you, do you feel like back in the day it didn't take that much? to get elected to an office like president like way less than now i don't know i don't know i i feel like all those guys like like those first 
Like the first I, seven or so were all founding yeah. fathers. You know, I feel like all, Taylor's they, bold stance is like, did Washington really earn this shit? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. fucking I mean, beat England. <laughs> have we ever critiqued his presidency? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like after the first few where they were all there for the inception of it, after a while, it got to the point where they had all died off, and there was like their underlings, and they're like, "Hey, I was fucking there too," and they're like, "You know what?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, you weren't." Run, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I would imagine. I don't know how. Uh, like, I, I'd like to research that and see, like, what was. I think it's like the seventh or eighth that wasn't a founding father. I wonder what his background was. Like, what was he famous for? What was he well known for? Where did he get his money? The seventh or eighth president was that? I'll be right back. I got it. Pay this guy. I'm going to look up list of presidents. Andrew, so okay, wait. So Andrew Jackson, I think, got elected in like 1820, right? And Andrew Jackson was a war hero, correct? That's how he made the $20 bill. Yeah. Andrew Jackson was the one who slaughtered all those Indians, I think. Well, I mean, you know, tomato, tomato. He's on the $20. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't slaughter a bunch of innocent people. For hey, twenty. horrible Never. thing. Or I guess, aren't they switching the 20 to a woman just to make things complicated? <laughs> I, I can remember like we had this Native American come to our middle school one time, and, and at first he's all talking about basket weaving and making pipes out of clay and uh, you know napping flint into arrowheads, and then he goes on this long tirade about Andrew Jackson and how we, he won't even have a twenty dollar bill in his pocket. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. About how all this bullshit, and we're all just like looking around, like what is this? I, I my and that happens so regularly at my middle school. I feel like whoever was. You know, you gotta go if you're gonna do a presentation for the kids. You gotta go to the principal, I guess, and be like, "Hey, Principal Chalmers, like we want to do this thing for the kids, and we'd like them all to come out and watch." And I feel like my principal just didn't give a fuck because not only did we have that thing with the basket weaving Indian who convinced us all that Andrew Jackson was like, uh, you know, uh, the the first coming of Hitler, we also had this presentation by the sons of Confederate veterans. Ooh, so, hey, if you don't learn history, you're doomed to repeat it. You know. So That's there we say. all are in the hot sun, sitting in the sitting in the grass, you know, the like hundreds of us. And uh, there the sons of Confederate veterans are, all dressed up in uh, you know, Confederate Civil War military garb, you know, with the guns and everything. This is at the school. And they're marching in formation and they're playing the drums and they're singing the songs. And I'm just thinking like this seems kinda kinda wrong. And my I, I got a friend who was a black girl and I was like how do you feel about all this? She's like, as long as we ain't in class. <laughs> That's how everything was. The only presentation I ever watched that I was like looking at the clock in high school, like, can you please just let me go back to math, was there was this dude they had come talk with no lower jaw because of chewing tobacco, and he yeah. was like regaling us with his weird robot voice of the glory days before when he had a jaw, you know, and then it was just him with this weird little tiny roger ebert mouth barely speaking to oh it's so uncomfortable did you guys ever have to deal with that like those yes. no job people we never we never we never had one of those what the the weirdest assembly we ever had was you know just those days when you're a kid and you you got a new fart noise that you're working on like you're making a fart noise with your hand or whatever yeah we're gonna it was, it was going really well. Like a bunch of us were like practicing, and we knew we had an assembly later in the week. And it was like, dude, this is gonna crush during a silent moment of the assembly. We had no idea what the assembly was for. The assembly was they had a guy who survived one of the concentration camps come in and give a speech. You could hear a pin drop. Now I'm happy to say nobody made the fart noise, but 
but the entire hour I was dreading somebody making it uncomfortable. <laughs> like the guy's showing us his tattoos and he's like telling us what it was like. And I'm just waiting for one of my friends to just like nobody yeah. did it, but it was like the most nervous I've ever been for anything. Like in my he gets the, he's like, yeah. And then they took the women and the children and they gave them the gas. <laughs> and you're here. <laughs> and you just know that kids wouldn't get it enough. It and they would, would all kill. It would oh, kill. Man. Oh, I'd have done it. Come on. We uh, had this guy come in, and he was doing anti-drug talk. And he was talking, and his drug of choice was, uh, was meth, I think. But at the time, like, none of us really even understood what meth was. I didn't. Um, it, you know, it took, it took five seasons of Breaking Bad to really understand the drug, I guess. Um, but, but, but he was talking about, like, the links he would go to to get it. He's like, you know, when I, when I could borrow, I'd borrow. You know, when I could steal, I'd steal. And, you know, if I had to suck some dick, it sucks. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the, and the theaters are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, hang on a minute now. Yeah, we're going to take five over here. You guys, if you'd like some snacks and refreshments over there by the bleachers, uh, Mr. Johannesy oh over here, we're going to give him his $8 and usher him the fuck out of here. <laughs> it was like, whoa, did he really just say that? But they, they like... He literally said that. He said that you know he had to suck dick, and they kind of, they, they were like whoa 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 whoa, and they calmed it down. But then he, they allowed this guy to continue after saying that, and he wasn't graphic anymore. Uh, he he sort of used euphemisms and was like, and you know what you got to do then. Yeah. You know, see, do that sort of thing. My <laughs> experience presenting in front of school is you're always allowed one dick sucking slip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying Don't the F one of them. Thirteen movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always get one. It was just like, is this his first time he's told his horror story to 800 children? Like, like, cause if he's poisoning child minds everywhere he goes, we need to slow this guy down. <laughs> but, but he had a real horror story. Meth head face, cause we had one of those guys come and talk, and he had like not the active scabs everywhere, but he had like the remnants, like the Ray Liotta face. Yeah. 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 Just like Edward out. James Olmos. Edward, um, perfect description. Yeah, that pumpkin. Face. Battlestar Galactica, Woody. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, I don't know. I needed that. Yeah. Mark, did you need that too? I I know Eddie James almost from um from for not for love of the game. What was the other one? Talent for the game. Mm, I've seen yeah, him in I a bunch of movies. I like that guy. Well, He's got a boxing background, which played well in Battlestar Galactica. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. He's just not the smoothest face. Not the best guy you want for Dollar Shave Club. But no, <laughs> no. No, he's not the guy for that. Yeah, but I, I, when I was a kid, I was, I, I would, my mom would tell me, she's like, yeah, don't you, don't you mess with that acne, you'll be like Edward James almost, and I cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom. Wow. Battlestar Galactica is good. Battlestar Galactica is one of the best shows um, uh, out there. I think I remember TV Guide said it was the best show on television at the time when it was in its heyday. Uh, Definitely the first four or five seasons or yeah, something like that. There's one guy; he's a scientist, and he's in love with this. Droid. Baltar, Baltar, yeah, yeah, but you don't even know if the woman he loves is real or not, or something. And I, I tweeted out about it. I was like, "Can someone explain this relationship to me?" <laughs> and the overwhelming consensus was, "No, I can't." Are you just starting Battlestar Galactica? It's great, but you're in for seven seasons of confusion with this Baltar fuck. And yeah, she's she's real. She's real, but um, it, it's it's something that sort of transcends reality, though. There's uh, a whole lot of evidence that she's real, and a whole lot of evidence that at some points she wasn't really there. Well, it's very easy to get confused because there are so many versions of each character because they're all you know, there's the Cylons are kind of like copies of each other. Mm -hmm. So there's like, you gotta you've got to just know that there's one blonde. They even though there's 
four characters that are identical, literally identical twins, basically. They're four completely different characters, and you got to keep in mind they've got varying timelines. It's a lot to keep up with. Kind of like Very the twins in Full House is what it sounds like. <laughs> yes, they have to switch them out depending Just on like who's that. behaving. So do you, you guys know about Fuller House? No. Oh, I'm... I, I I've heard rumblings like for so whatever reason I see ads for it and like articles about it and I'm like I'll I'll read it later and I never have so I need so, to be caught up to speed. So everybody's on board except for the Olsen twins. Basically, you got uh, Coolie, uh, who, uh, you've got um, Essential. Uh, yeah, yeah. All you got. Uh, well, I'm glad he wasn't too busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Coolie? Yeah. Was he the Dave funny Coulier. uncle? Yeah, he, he was, was cut it out. And then Uncle, yeah, he was. Well, no, that that was uh, that was um, Stamos. That was cut it out. Yeah, um, so Stamos is in there. Um, Bob Saget's in there. You know the three main dad guys. Mm-hmm. You know they're all in there. The two older daughters are in there. DJ and Stephanie, I think, were their characters' names. Mm-hmm. But the Olsen twins. Stamos said that he talked to the Olsen twins, and they were kind of just not interested in it. Uh, they, like apparently they haven't acted in in quite a while. Aren't they and rich? They, incredible billionaires or something. Billionaires. Uh, the cosmetics did do well, but you got to keep in mind, like, it was kind of off my radar, and I'm sure it was off yours, but there was a time when those girls were, like, 8 to, like, 13 or something, where they kept making these Mary-Kate and, Na- Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movies, where it's just the two of them in a really low-budget, stupid fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that they, like, own every bit of that. Like, they're doing the distribution, you know, they're, they're, they're producing it, every, so they're writing it, you know, the whole thing. And they made like billions uh, in, in the end. So they're so wealthy, they don't need some Netflix bullshit. So they're not on board. But I think the premise is that DJ, like the older daughter, uh, she is in the situation that Danny Tanner was in the original. She's got a couple of kids or two or three kids, but her husband has died or left her or something like that. So they all have to reform the big family unit to, to pull things together again. So I'll Going check. Going back and rewatching that show, it's more clear what a dysfunctional weird situation that was where it's like oh i just live with my dad and his friends you know it's like <laughs> yeah. little girls you shouldn't be doing that. like clearly i mean jody sweeten got into math so it wasn't all hunky-dory in the there you go. in the big house mm-hmm. yeah she yeah. looks better now yeah they all got pretty hot yeah those olsen twins are kind of odd looking though i think i mean if you take away the billion dollars and the and the fame and fortune everything oh, like yeah, that eating disorder <laughs> they kind of yeah no, they kind of no. look like they I, really, you're into that. I can't take away the billion, and therefore they stay hot. <laughs> I, I, I can take it away, and you're left with someone who looks like they could be in a Faces of Meth advertisement. Like, they're just... Something about those girls, like, they, they look a bit like uh, they were in Auschwitz. They're, they're just so skinny, it's freaky. Um, I remember one time they were like, yeah, Mary-Kate, she's got the eating disorder. And they were, like, both next to each other. And I was like, which one? Which one has the eating disorder? Like, they, they both are just way, way too skinny. And their faces are, I mean, I, I got kind of an angular face. But, but, but like, they, they've got these sharp, awful, alien-looking reptilian faces. I, I don't find them to be attractive. I, I, bug eyes. I think they're a little bucket. more attractive than you're saying, according to me. Okay. But what gets me is that... Um, eh. One of Ooh, them is way worse. prettier than the other. Right? Number, one on the right. It, it, it looks like someone shot the one on the left with like a Rick and Morty aging gadget. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's, I, it would be tough being that twin on, on the left there. You know, I, bet I didn't it, know okay, until recently right. that Elizabeth Olsen, the actress, is their sister too. No way. 
What? Yeah. I don't even know that person. Elizabeth Olsen, she's the, the nurse, like, wife in the new Godzilla movie. She did a bunch of stuff. She's their sister. I'm, like, 70% sure about that. Holy yes. shit. Yeah. All I, right. I so the there's Mary-Kate, there's Ashley, there's wow. Elizabeth, and Who's apparently the there's a... So I got to see what Trent Olsen is up to, because if he's oh, not killing it... Oh, poor Trent Olsen. What a, what a downer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trent Olsen's bumming me out. What's wrong with Trent Olsen? Uh, he's, <laughs> I mean, life. looking at the success of his sisters, and then it's just him. First of all, he's 5'8", so, you know, it's already an uphill battle. Oh, you want to see the worst part? The I don't only even know thing, this person. The only thing, he's their brother. The only but thing the, he's ever done is, like, their movies, and, and, like, I got a list of their movies, and they're just all ridiculous. It Takes Two with Kirstie Alley. Oh, wow. And that's Steve Gutenberg. That's actually one of their good ones, but they did this whole string of them, like... Mary Kate and like here one here's one you're invited oh, how, to Mary Kate and Ashley's party. How the West was fun was vacation one of parties, greatest parties. Like I think this is just them dancing and singing and having a good time in a room. Like I don't even think they went on and like really made a movie. This one's called Fashion Party, a musical party series. I think they just try on dresses. This is so bizarre. But yeah, I want to see what their net worth is. I bet it's crazy. I always thought it was creepy how people would have like a calendar or something that, that had the exact date when they would turn 18 and be legal. Yes, that's it's creepy. Like we got introduced to them when they were little <laughs> kids on a sitcom. Who saw the little kids on a sitcom and was like, I can't wait to get me some of them. And plus, what's going to happen on midnight that they turn 18? Are they suddenly going to show up at your studio apartment, like ready to go out for a night out on the town? <laughs> ring the doorbell ask your parents if they can come to the basement where you stay yeah. <laughs> no i think we did that though for somebody on the show once it was like a topic like so emma watson i see emma it Watson's might have been her done. yeah yeah it might have been yeah her. it looks like here they got like 300 million cash but their entire worth like their empire is worth a billion so that buys a lot of shipped hot sauce it does <laughs> mm. they did well for themselves that's good to hear but it's also really not disappointing that they're not going to come back for Fuller House. Can you imagine how much of a bomb that's going to be? I bet it'll do well. I think so it'll it, do well. For it's on the Netflix. First, yeah, it seems like all these Netflix shows that come back or they bring back old properties everybody gets really excited about. And then by the fourth episode, everybody's like, all right, well, it was, it was fun, but now I have to pay rent. So Yeah, I have no desire to see Arrested Development 8 or whatever they're up to now. Yeah, no. I just, yeah. Say by the bell is the one that I would be like, I, yeah, I, I got to see what's happening. Is Screech gonna come back? Like, like after the porno and everything? Like, He's in are they prison. Gonna... So <laughs> Screech is in prison. Yeah, but, yeah, but you could so easily write that into the show that it's just one of these gags that Zach came up with, and Screech <laughs> got caught, and we got to get him out of jail. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be great. What's Screech in prison for? Um, some sort of drug related charge. He'll probably be speaking at an elementary school near you very <laughs> soon. Yeah, a lot of service hours to get done <laughs> as Screech. Hi, I'm Screech, and you're all 11, so you won't remember me from anything. <laughs> you don't even remember I'm, me from the new class. Yeah, so, you don't. You have no so I'm about, to, I'm about to be 30, but I never watched Saved by the Bell. Like, like I, I never watched that show at all. I think I had friends that watched it, but I wasn't into it at all. I, I, if they re I, made a remake of that, I don't think it's going to play very I well. I looked up why he's in prison. He got, oh, into, he's, he got into a fight in a bar in Wisconsin. And he had a concealed weapon on him that he wasn't allowed to have. I don't know if it's because it's a bar or if he didn't have a license. 
and now he has felony charges to deal with. Screech yeah, Pat, see, and if that like isn't he... another Zach Morris hijink, just have Mr. Belding give Wisconsin Police Department a call. <laughs> because we know the Wisconsin Police Department never botches any sort of crime, right? Like, we know they're just so good. <laughs> guy. That's yeah, where you want to be. I a documentary about that. They do an excellent job. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if Dustin Diamond was actually the guy who committed the crime that Stephen Avery's in jail for? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be horrible, but it's horrible anyway, so. That'd be a great follow-up documentary, you know? <laughs> They're making another How to Make or, or Making a Murder. I don't know if it's a follow-up to the same case or if they're doing another one like Serial, but uh, people love watching the fallout. It's almost like we've had so much fiction. We were so spoiled that we had so much fiction in our in whatever the last 30 years that now we cannot be entertained by fictional crime premises anymore. We have to move on to actual dead people to entertain us. It's kind of scary. Yeah. I was we were talking about it the other week and it was right after I'd seen it and I hadn't done any independent research so I was just completely sold hook line and sinker like this guy is innocent he's totally fine those fucking pigs are the ones who set him up and then Woody was talking about it and he brought up a couple really good points and I like kind of logged him away and thought about it and then actually did a little bit of research and the more I look into it the more I'm just kind of pissed where it's like god damn it I feel like I've been had like this they, they were not honest by any stretch of the imagination about a lot of those situations like they I'm were not, not forthright at the all and, and, and I'm, I'm watching this show. i'm on i'm on like episode five and my girlfriend is watching it with me she's already seen the entire show and she's done all the independent research so she has her own opinion so i'm kind of watching it but i have the slant that my girlfriend is feeding me information almost like an offensive coordinator you know <laughs> she's in my ear and i'm looking at i like point. to picture you with the helmet on <laughs> I watched everything with a helmet. I'm a big sports fan. <laughs> the action. But so, I mean, again, I'm only five episodes deep, so I'm not sure what I believe. But are you, Tyler, are you so totally convinced that he did do it now? Or are you still not sure? I, I mean, I was watching some interview where they had, uh, it was on the Opie and Jimmy show. And an attorney called in and they were trying to get him to peg it down like, so do you think he did it or didn't? And the guy was dodging it for a while, and eventually he's like, honestly, I think that he probably did do it, but there's just, from a legal standpoint, not enough evidence. There's not an unre It's not beyond a reasonable doubt, so I would say attorney? you have to let him go. Was he related he to the case? It, yeah. Uh, no, he was just an independent attorney who called in to give his two cents. But that's where I'm at right now. Like, not enough to convict him, but it does seem really skeevy. Like, the more you look into it, the more it's like, this isn't some, like, doe-faced, poor, woe-is-me, like, down-on-my-luck guy. It's like... You really were a piece of shit. Like, granted, maybe that was kind of facilitated by the fact that you spent 18 years in prison for something you actually didn't piece do. Piece of shit before that, you. too. Yeah. Yeah, it still was lighting cats on fire or something. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not something that you just do once and you're like, oh, not for me. You know, I dabble <laughs> in burning animals alive, but uh, it's not really a, a full-time hobby. Like, I, I think we're you and I are on the same page in that I think the Wisconsin police use some really shady methods to convict a guilty man. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. wanted to make sure they got him. Yeah. And doing so, they probably screwed the justice system, but might have gotten the right guy. Like it's 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 fascinating. That's why you can complain about it, like how skeevy it feels watching it. That this is actually something that's real that that, that went down. But it is so engrossing when you're watching it. Like it just it hooks you. Same thing with serial. I'm uh, I'm terrible with names, but who is the like accomplice brendan something or brennan brendan, the 16 year old yeah that brendan guy Dassey. i'm convinced he's every bit as stupid as they tell us he is 
and that like it, the policeman just like funneled him into saying things and doing things and I, I don't know the deck was so stacked against this functional retard that I feel like it was somehow not right and his attorney being pretty much on the team of the prosecution wanting to help put Avery away was as shady as could be right yeah his attorney had you haven't been to the end yet but had like every motivation where he was just sort of trying to turn the person he's trying to protect into making sure he's a really good witness to lock Avery away when yeah. he should be worried about protecting his client. Yeah, so we're watching those cops interrogate him. You know, mm-hmm. like they're 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 just leading. It's they're trying to lead a donkey who's dehydrated to water, and he just doesn't know how thirsty he is. They're like, just please say you shot her in the head or whatever you did. Right. It's like draw a picture of so her on this bed. Draw a picture, like make it nice and big so we can see all the detail. Draw a picture of her bound to a bed, and you know the guy's like, all right, you know, like they they. Yeah, in his head, he's like, all right, if I do enough of this shit they ask me, I can go home, and this will all be over. Work on that project at school again. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he clearly is a dunce. We're not going to see If I Had Done It book from him in 10 years, because I... (laughs) If I Did It, This Is How I Would, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the the old OJ book. But uh, he is almost like, uh, if it were just about Avery... I wouldn't have that much empathy for him because after all the shit I researched, it's like, all right, this is pretty slimy what this guy is. But with Dassey, he's the one who ropes you in emotionally. And it's like, oh, man, like, and it, and it tints your whole view of the whole situation in a more empathetic light because he's involved, you know? It's almost like they bring him into the documentary to sway you even more on Avery. But, mm. yeah, they... And Dassey's attorney should be disbarred. Yeah, he, he was. Should be he was off. He's not actually an attorney. Like that guy, I I swear I could have represented him as well, and you, I'm not an attorney. When you at say all. that, I I haven't seen. Did he pass the bar, or are you just saying he was bad at his job? He was terrible he was at his job. Terrible okay. at his job, and it was clear that he wasn't smart enough to be an attorney, or at least not a good one. Like his attorney wasn't playing the same game the rest of the people were. He was just being manipulated by everyone else involved. Oh shit. The attorney's we supposed ta- to be smarter than the cops. And we were talking about it. when you're we were talking about when you're, you're speaking to someone who's a standard deviation of intelligence uh, above you or below you. It's very difficult to communicate with those people. You shouldn't have that issue when you have a phone conversation with your lawyer. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. should, you should definitely at least be on the same page, or you should be like, he used a lot of big words. I don't know. I wrote them down. I'm going to figure out. Like you shouldn't be like explaining things to him. Oh, yeah, from watching sad. this show, I think you literally take the Wisconsin bar at an Applebee's. I think you show <laughs> up. And that's where you take the test. And whenever you feel like leaving, you can just take your lawyer, your lawyer trophy with you because congratulations, you won. Karaoke night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mark, he, he got- wasn't just a bad attorney as far as representing him. It seemed like he was almost either intentionally or by sheer incompetence actively working against his client. Where it wasn't just like, oh, well, rats, I forgot to bring that up. That would have been good. It was like he just, you know, you know vomit of words of incriminating things about his client and then just like oops you know how it goes and then just (laughs) just awful the biggest thing is he let the client be interrogated without him being there and i don't know if he was just lazy as hell or if he was like you guys go get him i'll stay away and it's not some (laughs) smart guy that can like talk back and be like you know what i'm not going to say anything else until i have my attorney you know Mm -hmm. thank you for being here but i'm gonna i'm gonna stay quiet no it's a literal mentally handicapped person 
that they're berating in a yeah. room, promising him he can turn his sixth-hour project it, as soon as he incriminates himself for homicide. They're trying him for murder, and at the end of the investi the interrogation, he's like, "Will this take long? Because I have homework due tomorrow." Yeah, he, he's like, "Am I going to be on time for WrestleMania?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, unless it's intro to pressing, pressing license plates, then uh, it's not going to be useful. For you. Uh, I stumbled over my words. I suck. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really depressing viewing of that show. I mean, even if it is totally like, and Avery murdered him, it's still depressing to watch. I'm watching Nurse Jackie yeah. right now. And it's like good enough to keep going, but not good enough to like. I'm really stuck on bail it. out, bail out. All right, so I just watched uh, seven seasons of Nurse Jackie. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I got it all. So here's the thing: the premise of the show is that she is an exceptional nurse. She's the best nurse that ever nursed a nurse. Uh, but and she's been doing it for 30 years. And the thing, the the thing that they kind of hammer into you as a viewer is that nurses care more than doctors and in reality they're better than doctors because at no point do i ever see these like super intelligent doctors ever correct a nurse but constantly the nurses are correcting the doctors it's so so i don't know enough about that world to know if that's realistic but that's hammered into you the cool thing about nurse jackie is that she's addicted to opiates so she's constantly crushing pills up and snorting them in the bathroom to get that high to keep going and you're not really sure if she needs these painkillers because of a back injury that she keeps talking about or because she's addicted. And you find you come to find out what the deal is pretty quickly. But by season two, you've kind of went the full revolution of things that can happen to an addict, right? She gets caught. She gets better. She relapses. Once that's happened, the show's over because it's just going to keep happening over and over again. All the supporting <laughs> characters are shitty actors. The casting is terrible. That Coop guy, like, how old is he supposed to be? He's I have like no idea. 40. That's your answer. He's supposed to be almost 40. He's somewhere he... between 24 and 45. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Just, just, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's playing like a man-child type character, but he's, he's terrible casting. He doesn't work for that part. She's, her friend is this fabulous, fabulously rich uh, female British doctor who's just got money to burn and lives this crazy extravagant lifestyle. And of course, she's the perfect ex machina. Anytime like money troubles come around, it's like, oh, well, we've got this millionaire right here who's literally constantly trying to give me money. Uh -huh. But she's a shitty person. I, I don't think you'll like the show just because she's such a shitty person. Uh, you know, she cheats on her husband. Um, you know, and the whole the whole thing. But it sounds like a lot like House, where there's a medical practitioner no, no, who it's... takes a bunch of opium and is snarky to everyone around them. So House has I a do formula. See the so House has a formula that it sticks to, and and House is the smartest guy in the room, no matter what room he's he's in. Nurse Jackie is more like the hardest working person in the room, no matter what room she's in, and she'll 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 like be unethical to get the job done. So there there must be at least three instances. <laughs> That's exactly House. That's yeah, yeah. exactly House. You don't That's understand. Kind of in Nurse Jackie, they often think it's lupus at first. <laughs> so um, there's, you don't there's understand. Not a lot of... She has a whole crew: a black guy, an Australian, another woman. <laughs> <laughs> right? She, she euthanizes uh, maybe three or four people. I was going to yeah. say there there was a murder, and and you said not there... a murder, not a murder for sure. Like, because like I only there's... read about it. I hadn't. I'm not even at that part. Yeah, there's no murder whatsoever. Um, the closest, like, there is euthanasia where the, the, the patient is like, will you help me die? 
Will you mm. will you help me die, please? Like, and and in the first time it happens, it was actually a nurse who used to work with her, so they've got like tens of years of like relationship, and so she knows what she's even asking for. She knows that what what they're gonna give her and what she's gonna drink and everything. And but they they carry it. There's like three instances of euthanasia right there. But um, I liked oh, it. I guess is uh, is the episode informed consent of House in 2006, when <laughs> and he also experiments with euthanasia. I just had to Google that. I'm not a huge house fan. So. No, 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 yeah. no. See, one wears scrubs, and the other one used to have a British accent, but not for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally a different. On Jack that is... note, gentlemen, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to bid my adieu. I'm sorry for the uh, for the pixelated Star Fox Nintendo 64 got better. camera quality. Yeah, you got better. Oh, you're looking, you've been looking great for a while. Oh well, hi yeah. ladies, um, <laughs> and all you boys, guys. Thanks so much for letting me. You got uh, anything coming up? Conversation. Yeah, but, I really appreciate. Yeah, we enjoyed it. having you on. Is there anything yeah. you want to pimp or uh, tell people that you're gonna, where you're gonna be, or what you're gonna be doing, or some website or social media thing they'd like to go to? Uh, for all tour dates and all that stuff, for me, you can just go to uh, Mark Ellis Live. That's my website, and my Twitter handle is at Mark Ellis Live. Um, and uh, check out my YouTube channel, Schmoes No. Me and my buddy Christian review movies on there. Uh, some TV shows like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, we have not gotten into the medical dramas just yet. But when <laughs> we do, you can all expect a knock at your door. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll barge in on the South Carolina wing eating party and just ask you guys to review Nurse Jackie all seven seasons for the Schmoes Invite only. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. That would be cool. You guys rock, man. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Good times. See you later. Yeah, um, I I think Nurse Jackie probably won a bunch of Emmys or something too. But in my opinion, it's it's poorly acted. Everybody's everybody in it is a bad actor except for Edie Falco. She's she is good. I mean, you saw it in Sopranos. She's 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 got some range. She's a good actress. Uh, She does being upset really well. Yeah, yeah. There's like six. I think there's seven uh, seasons on Netflix. But her supporting cast is like really weak and wishy-washy, and they're constantly plugging in new actors and pulling out others. And it's clear that they're like trying to be, um, they'll like pull this minority out and replace it with another. It's like, oh, the gay Arab guy, he's not cutting it. Pull him out and let's put in the straight, handsome Indian guy. Like this literally happened. And they're like, ah, oh, well, he's not really cutting it. Let's get a, let's get a really smart black guy. Yeah, let's make him a nurse. Oh, he's kind of edgy, though. That's not, that's not playing well. Let's put in a really smart black guy who's got a degree. Yeah. And they're constantly doing this with like these supporting characters, and, and I hate it. I've watched seven seasons, and I wish I'd only watched maybe two. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm just looking at their Wikipedia page right now for the show. It doesn't look good at all, not even a little. Um, it's, it, hey, it's not a bad show. It's, it's not a bad show. It's just not a really good show, and I like really good shows if I'm going to be spending my time watching something. Have you ever uh, seen Shameless? I haven't. That's that's one of them that's kind of on the shelf. Is like I I haven't written it off yet. Uh, so one of these days I'm gonna have some free time and like you know a broken ankle or something and whatever and and I'll and I'll take that on. But no, I haven't that and some and stuff like Justified. I've never seen Justified. I've heard uh, that's good. I, what I want to watch is um there's an Amazon series about <laughs> like if the Nazis won. Yes, yes. Kitty has has watched oh. that. She says it's very good. I watched a yeah. couple episodes into that and. I can't tell yet if it's just not that great or if it just takes a while to get into it because mm-hmm. there are some shows that are worthwhile once you get past the first two episodes and I haven't got that yet. But I mean, the premise is so interesting where Who like seen... there's the West Coast is all owned by Japan and the East Coast is all owned by Germany. And so it's like there's a bunch of Americans living their lives in like a weird like Tokyo town kind of area, but it's just like white people from Portland. 
Wow. Like, and it's really interesting to think what would have happened if that had occurred. But yeah, I'll have to continue with it. Are you but, up to date uh, on It's Always Sunny? No, I need to watch the, the new episode came out last night, right? So, so I won't spoil anything whatsoever. But um, whenever we initially saw the preview for this season, Willie and I were watching it, and uh, and I was saying, oh look, they're they're doing some kind of a uh, like '80s ski uh, episode. And we were discussing whether or not that was just going to be like the pro- that was part of the promo, or if that was an actual episode. Well, it is an actual episode. I think it's the worst episode I've ever seen of It's Always Sunny. Chiz uh, and and you have both been saying that this season they just haven't killed it. We disagree. Okay, so so the very first episode of the season was was Charlie McDennis to uh, Electric Boogaloo. I liked that. Now, it was a play on something they'd done before, which is the board game that the four main characters invented. You know, it's named after them, Charlie McDennis. And, um, and I liked it. It was kind of a rehashed thing, but it was all new material. The Maori war dance stuff when they're comparing, you know, the opening ceremony to the, the Pakistani-Indian border changing ceremony. I went and Googled that and watched that. Charlie nails it. All that, like, stomping and horn blowing, that's exactly how they do it. And he's, like, giving it his all. He's acting his heart out when he's doing it. He looks, he's, like, so red-faced and stuff. It's great. I like that episode. I'd give that episode, like, a, a 7 out of 10. Second episode was, te- was really just a clip show. Lots of flashbacks, oh, lots of... that... I'm infuriated, and I haven't even seen it. There's nothing lower than the clip show. It, there was stuff added in, but that's how no, clip shows I'm, work. I'm on, I'm on board okay. with Woody here. It was basically a clip show, and clip it's show. like, have you ever watched the Simpsons clip shows? Where like, I used to be into the Simpsons when I was much younger, yeah. and every once in a while they'd throw a clip show on there because they have so many fucking clips because they've been going for 20 years, and it's it's so lazy. Where it's like it's just all family guy style jokes. Where it's like, oh man, remember that time that we did something else? Whack! Toe knife! Botch toe! Botch toe! The second episode of this season was one of the worst episodes of Sunny I've ever seen. So I felt like the second episode was like a five out of ten, which is pretty, which is just barely cutting it. I did laugh at it. There were funny moments, and there was new stuff added in, but it was a clip show. This third episode, I would say, is like a three out of ten. I laughed once, and it it was an off-color joke from a new character that's just, you know, he's a one-off character who's just there for one episode and gone. Like, he had one scene, really one line, and that was funny. The rest of it, I felt, was bad. Basically, they do a parody of those 80s ski movies. You know, when, like, they... I don't know if you're familiar with this genre of movies. You know, there's the yeah. douche... There's the douchebag rich guy, and there's the big race at the end where the rich guy races against the the cool local the townies, you know, and the townies want to rock the mountain because it's where they're from, and the rich guys want to turn it into a resort so that you know that if can we bring win, their... you got to get off our mountain. Like, that, that's literally the whole show. The the whole show is a parody, and it has a couple of moments that are kind of funny. Um, Mac is skiing in the duster. Um, but in the end, it's a bad episode. It's the worst episode I've ever seen. And I, I started thinking about how to compare it to the old episodes and what they used to, used to do in situations like this. Cause there's a, there's a moment, um, very early where the, 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 the group, you know, the core group of characters, the five characters break off into two groups and then into three groups. And that's happened before in an episode, like when they went to Atlantic, uh, Atlantic city. Remember when the gang goes to Atlantic city to relive their family vacations, um, in that episode, you saw um, Charlie going off, drinking the t- suntan lotion, 
getting really whacked out and having this crazy experience with the waitress. Really funny. They had they had a good bit going. Meanwhile, you had Frank and and uh, and Mac floating out into the ocean and yeah, getting lost the with the rum ham and having like sort of a, a Wilson screaming for it reference. Then they get caught up with the uh, you know the Italian guys. They're shooting they're shooting steroids. They're eating rum ham. They're playing music and having a great time. Meanwhile, Dennis Dennis and D have gotten. First, they go to that amusement ride, and, her, and her, her hair gets ripped out. But then they end up with these druggies. There's a there's there's two or three murders. They're burying bodies. They're they're smoking angel dust and shit. That's a good episode. This most recent episode, like when I compare what each group was doing, it pales in comparison on both the ridiculous level and the funny. You know, there's no jokes. Yeah, there were no jokes in there. Um, Do you feel like they tried to force the '80s ski thing way too much? I. Here's what I hope happened. I hope that somebody, I, th I hope that that group of guys who produced that thing, you know, it's really the gang that makes it, um, that they're really into that 80s uh, ski genre and that meant something to them. Because to me, it was so annoying. And all the like references they kept beating over my head, like the 80s references and, and you know, just they, kept, they made it as much like one of those movies as they could. And I hate those movies. I think they're very lame. Um, so I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, this, it's the worst episode was it I've ever seen. kind I... of like a, a carbon copy of South Park when they did that like eight years ago? South, um, South Park was much better. This, this, this is just lame. Um, I, it's the, another episode. Like, there aren't many episodes of Sunny that I just hate. Another one I hate is when they like, try to add a new member to the gang and they bring back that friend who used to be part of their group and, uh, and try to like, replace Charlie with him. Like, that was a bad episode, but this was terrible. I laughed once out loud. Uh, I, it, it came out. Um, they did that with Mac, and it was pretty good. Wasn't Mac's brother or something? Oh, that was wonderful. That yeah. was oh, Mac Country Day. Mac. Yeah, Mac Country Day Mac. Was a great I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he just embraces the fact that he's gay. <laughs> oh, he's better that, in every way. That's a joke that I think is really funny that they're rolling with. Is like Charlie will just be like, "Oh yeah, like ten years ago, back when you were, you know, into women." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Uh, 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 what? Like, drop it. Just, just drop it. Just, just drop yeah, because he's <laughs> totally gay now. Like, I yeah, Mac." Mac Day is one of my favorite episodes. He, he he's like loud. Oh oh yeah, loud and proud, brother. Loud and proud. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Like he's just so <laughs> open about being gay. Like he's he's almost a little in your face about. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm gay. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and the way he so dies at the end, just with like the semi dramatic, like putting his helmet on or not even wearing his helmet, and he just rides off, falls over at zero miles yeah. an hour, and kills himself. Frank's like, you know what's fucking cool? Being alive. <laughs> 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 they were like, well, he never wore a helmet anywhere. Yeah, and he was always drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mac Day was a good one. I really hope that they redeem themselves with something better this next time around because I, I really felt like this th this episode was a very bad episode, one of their worst. So New yeah, topic? There's that. Can, 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 I have a topic. Uh, yeah, I, I sure. wanted to ask if you'd heard about this. So um, apparently Spike Lee and the Smiths, and by the Smiths I mean Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, um, <laughs> are protesting the Oscars because there are no black films nominated for the major awards this year. Um, and, uh, and, and they're making a big, you know, they're not going to go. They're not going to go to the Oscars. Now, oh, Will really? Smith is, yeah, now, Will Smith was nominated for a movie called, um, about the concussions in uh, the NFL. He plays. He was nominated for that? I thought no one was nominated. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> that's that, that's what I'm getting at. So Will Will, Will Smith plays that in this concussion movie, and he felt like his performance was Oscar worthy. It was nominated for a Golden Globe, I think his performance was. Uh, the issue is his accent apparently is quite bad in it. He, it's sort of a Nigerian 
one of those Britishy a- African, oh very nice to know you, my friend, kind of accents. That sounded Indian though. Um, and uh, and apparently he's all over the place with it. It's not very good. And uh, I think uh, Spike Lee made a film called Chirac, which is also not not doing very well at all. You haven't heard of it, see? See there? You, you, you're I, like, like fuck off, you fucking entitled fucknards. Like, shut the fuck up with your... He has where been the black people... for 30 years. He has been what? Race baiting yeah, for Yeah, Spike 30... Lee has. Uh, Will Smith, uh, what's his last good movie? I mean, Seven Pounds was amazing. Um, Independence Day. Eight Pounds, I like... It? Oh, it's probably Eight Pounds. Eight Pounds, and then he had another one right around that same time period. There, there were, they're like... Um, he wanted to like save a couple of lives. Pursuit of happiness. So eight pounds is the one where he wants to save the lives, and he's mm-hmm. donating all of his organs. Pursuit of happiness is when he's with his son and he's crying. He's homeless and he's trying to like do door to door sales and anything what? he can do to like make money. Is eight pounds the one where at the very end he has the jellyfish? Eight pounds. That one was really good to me. I love that one. That movie I agree. I agree. And, and there's another one. That's like 2004, though. He made another movie, I thought, at the same time that I really liked a lot, aside from Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. And I don't remember the name of it. Ali? Mm-mm. That was okay. Ali, Ali was okay. Um, but all this new stuff he's making, yeah. I, I think I think he's producing a lot of his new films, maybe. Whatever. Uh, but I feel I, like we're in the Beyond Tomorrow. Is that what it's called? What was his? Beyond Earth, right? We're in the Beyond Earth age of Will Smith. And fuck <laughs> off with your... Uh, Academy or Oscar nominations. You just don't deserve it, you fuck. Um, so, they, they've compiled wh- all the statistics and found that the percentage of Oscar winter winners is in line with the percentage of black actors. Yeah, it's like 13% of both, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. 12 and a half, 13 or something like that. Like they're right next to each other. The percentage of Oscar nominees is also in line with the percentage of black ac- actors. This thing, you know, take away the last two, even even include the last two years, totally what you would expect it to be but because will smith's not in it now he's fucking throwing a, a hissy fit fuck off will smith doesn't it also right, cheapen so- the reward or the award rather itself if you're like hey not enough of this group got it so you need to make special you know uh, exceptions for them and make sure they get it at a higher percentage Don't so then anytime just- like denzel comes up he's gonna be like did i earn this or am i just the guy this year you yeah know? yeah if next year you know, maybe the guy from Creed has some great performance and he wins the Oscar. Isn't it, it, everyone is going to say like, "Oh yeah, affirmative action Oscars." You know, this yeah. is just his time. Do you want to watch this? And together? of course, um, oh, what's his god net? I hate that guy yeah. so much. Vivian, go ahead. Again. Oh, so so this is good. So this actress right here played Aunt Viv in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, I don't know if you remember, but he, she, Will Smith's mom, um, and uh, she made this video responding to Jada Pinkett Smith's. Uh, statements about boycotting the Oscars. I think it's worth a watch. It's pretty good. Right. Because she used to, she knows Will Smith. She used to work with him like 20 years ago or but something. You know that she and left she's the kind of, show because there was a big feud and they couldn't work together. Yeah, I, th- I, I think money was a part of it. Yeah, too. Okay. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Set. Play. Blacktress Janet Hubert coming to you. Blacktress? Not in a post, Blackress. but sort of in a post. And um, I got to say, um, I've been trying to figure out, do do I really want to do this? And yeah, I do. I do. Today being um, the celebration of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and hitting 60 years old, I just, I'm at that point where I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't give a kitty. I want to say something about um, Jada Pinkett Smith asking 
other actors, black black actors and actresses to boycott the Oscars. Uh, first of all, do they need thing, to boycott? It sounds like um, they weren't invited. Does your man not have <laughs> a mouth funny. of his own? With which I'm boycotting to too. You know? And <laughs> the second thing is. Girlfriend, Chris Rock there's hosting. a lot of shit going on in the world that you all don't seem to recognize. People are dying. Our boys are being shot. She'll get through this Left in a and right. Uh, people are hungry. People are starving. People are trying to pay bills. And you talk bills about some motherfucking actors motherfucking. Uh, in Oscars. And it, it just ain't that deep. And here's the other thing. She's getting For you to ask sassy. other actors and other blackresses and black uh, actors to jeopardize their career Wouldn't and they are standing in a <laughs> town that you know damn well. You don't do that. And here's the other thing. They don't care. They don't care. And I find it ironic that somebody who has made their living made their living and made millions and millions of dollars um, from the very people that you're talking about boycotting just because you didn't get a nomination just because you didn't win. That is not the way life works, baby. Okay, and it it's very suspect to me, and I seem to recall hmm, twenty maybe six seven years ago twenty five whatever it was what what no I don't even remember but I seem to remember at option time coming to you and saying you know what well you're the star of the show why don't we all get together and with you maybe we could get a little raise maybe the network since you know the show is such a hit. And you being the star of the show, your influence would help us greatly, like they did on Friends, like white shows do. Remember that? Can we do pause you it? Remember that? Yeah. I Ready, do. set, pause. So, if people aren't getting all this on Friends, what happened was rather than have all this infighting and trouble, every single one of the friends agreed to be paid the same amount, you know, because they were kind of equally valuable on the show. They all paid the same amount, and they all got paid a lot. And I, I think it just helped them all get along a little better than they would have otherwise. And and it uh, got them paid. And it got them paid. You know, they strong they, negotiating. It position. was like a union, right? You know, you had all of them, or the show was just done. Yeah. And uh, you could you could take any one friend out and probably replace them with someone and keep it going. Or have yeah, five but, friends. Yeah, you can't, yeah. but you can't lose. You know, Joey and 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 Chandler or something like that. So. They, they got paid, and that's what, yeah, that's what she's referencing there. Yeah, so she's saying, hey, you know, when I asked you for a little, like, collective support, you weren't there because you were the star getting all the money. You know, let's do what the white shows do. But uh, now that you need a little support, all of a sudden let's form a union of black actors who are, you know, forming or working as a team. So yeah. ready, set, play. Mm. And your response to me was, my deal is my deal and y'all deal is y'all deal. <laughs> well, karma must be a bitch because now here you are. Here you are. You've had a few flumps. And you know, there are those out there who really deserved a nod. And Idris Elba was one of them. Lord have mercy. Beast of No Nation was incredible. That man is an incredible actor. You are not. Maybe you didn't deserve it. Uh, a nomination. I, I didn't think, frankly, you deserved a Golden Globe nomination with that accent, but you got one. And just because <laughs> the world don't go the way you want it to go, doesn't mean that you can go out and then you start asking people to stand up and sing, we shall overcome for you. <laughs> you ain't Barack and Michelle Obama. And y'all need to get over yourselves. You have a huge production company that you only produce your friends, your family, and yourself. 
So you are a part of Hollywood. You are a part of the system that is unfair to other actors. So get real. Now, for those of you who say, Miss Yuba, here she go, here she go, here she go. That's about it. Bitter. Bitches, please. It's not about being bitter. It's about being right. You know, some of us got mortgages to pay. We got bills to pay. We got bigger shit to worry about than the Oscars. The only Oscar I care about right now is Oscar Mayawina with mustard and relish. And on that note, Blackfist Janet, you bad. Oh, she ends it all sassy. Please, baby. (laughs) To me personally, ending it that sassy takes away from her argument. But that's just me. I don't know. So they're boycotting the Oscars, even though they weren't invited. (laughs) <laughs> and like, why is that? A, you know what? They should uh, they should refuse to to use their NHL season tickets too. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> show them who's boss. Like, that's so silly. You didn't get invited. Suck it up. You've yeah. already won those before. I just feel like I don't know. It, it, the, the one of the lines she said is, you know, you want everyone to hold hands and sing "We Shall Overcome" because you didn't get an Oscar. You know, get over yourself. And I'm thinking, yes, exactly, Will Smith. Get over yourself. You know, they could. Yeah, that really is so narcissistic, isn't it? Where it's like, hey, I know there's a lot of shit that happens, but what should really bring us together right now is that I didn't get this award. Like, yeah. So, you know, put everything on the back burner. This is, I am the priority. Right. Like, I want everyone to. And who is the guy from Beast of No Nation that they keep saying needs a nod? That was the actor she's. I can't pronounce the guy's name. Can you link his. But you, you recall the movie, right? I know the movie. I want to see his picture so I know who the hell he is. Well, it's either the general or the little kid. It's probably the little kid. He's no, the one that people keep saying. That's that's the thing, because I thought the kid did a good job, even though most of his lines weren't lines. He just kind of gave looks and quietly shuffled from one spot to the other a lot, um, in my memory anyway. But uh, And the general dude was just Although you didn't remarkable. catch the rape scene, though, either. Yeah, I need things spelled out for me. Maybe a better actor, huh? What would have made it Maybe th- that Sansa <laughs> Maybe if they had mimed the, the sex acts for me by hand. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, it, a better actor would have non-verbally committed. My butt hurts, <laughs> you know? They, he he, he, he would have been Yeah, yeah. He could have been like, oh, and I'd have known what happened. He probably sat on a sharp rock. <laughs> that must be what happened. Well, it's what pretty you... dangerous out there, you know. It could happen. <laughs> I slip all the time. Hit my tailbone. Pain for days. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, uh, but yeah, th- no, that kid did a pretty good job in in what was the movie called? Beast for No Nation or something? Beast of No Nation. Beast of No Nation. Um, Will Smith. I didn't see his movie, but I'm. I just. I don't know. I didn't see his movie. I guess I shouldn't say much, but yeah, I, see, I have I a know. real hard time with this guy asking for all this support, knowing that he's had a bunch of flops lately. If it, I, I mean, if if anybody should be protesting, maybe DiCaprio should, right? Like, if anybody could, he can make a much better case that he's been treated uh, wrongly than 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 Will Smith can. What's Will Smith? Will Smith's like, look at this movie, uh, you know, Beyond Earth right here. I was amazing, right? When I laid there and I did those eight different accents and cried about my broken leg for two hours. That was great, right? Oscar nomination. Like, go back to his... <laughs> Isn't that like, pretty much DiCaprio's role, too? <laughs> <You know? laughs> no. I laid there, my leg was hurt. <laughs> I was kind of whiny. Look, I haven't seen The Revenant yet, but, but oh, you, you, have you are it? the only one in creation who's like poo-pooing that one. Yeah, it was a shit-tier movie. 
Oh, Even you know who else says such a shit tier movie? Good. There's another guy. So they, they, they someone was like ripping me apart. Will Smith. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Will Smith. It uh, some guy on the PK subreddit was like, you know, Wings of Redemption, like in one word, <laughs> got you know proved that Woody doesn't really know his movies. And uh, what he's referring to is Wings asked me how I felt about the Lifeboat, a 1945 black and white film that takes place on a lifeboat uh, in World War II. <laughs> And uh, I saw you know it. the standard litmus test for movie knowledge. It, <laughs> it, I I actually really liked the movie. Uh, it was a good recommendation from Wings. But uh, I talked to Wings on Skype, and he's like, "The Revenant sucked." You were right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I can't defend it because I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. But but like there aren't many who share your opinion. So I look forward no, to no. seeing what's going and, and on. And I feel there. like it, it, although I didn't do it just now. Usually when I say I don't like The Revenant, I couch it in like you know but i will say it seems to be a popular movie and i know dr chiz liked it and you know i just thought that it had a very small plot line like i think i, I, I swear i'm not going to spoil it i think everybody knows a man his son they go into the woods on some sort of fur thing um it goes awry and he has to make his way out of the woods right i'll leave it at that i think that's not a spoiler and uh um that is a very simple plot line. There's no twists. There's no turns. What was that Ben Affleck movie we saw? Where ah, he, yeah. That what was that called? He, he that and his was wife. A, see now, that is a psychological. Oh, Gone thriller. Girl. Not Gone Girl, although that is excellent. That's Casey Affleck. No, uh, it's not. Ben Affleck is is in Gone Girl. I think it is Gone Girl that we're talking about. Yeah, That's the one where she goes crazy and she yeah, like, you're right. I'm thinking she got of... raped and murdered and. Um, yeah, we watched Gone Girl. Now, I'm not yeah. expecting every movie to have a plot as... You know, I didn't figure out the plot in advance on Gone Girl, I don't think. And uh, there, it was just a lot of twists and turns. That was a curvy road that they let us down. Uh, the Revenant is a one-block dead-end street in terms of plot. It is a very simple thing. And uh, Yeah, but even if The Revenant isn't the one that would get DiCaprio in there for the Oscars, like Shutter Island, maybe... He was gone, baby, gone. That, movie. that was movie the Casey was Affleck movie. Uh, Blood Diamond was really good. Um, uh, I thought his performance in Django was was Oscar worthy. Yeah. As an, you know, it's an, it's a, um, you know, it's not a lead acting role anyway. Regardless, he's been overlooked by the Oscars a lot more than Will Smith. Total, totally, yeah. Chiz knows a lot about this. He 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 would sit there and name every movie that he like every the one that actually won in the year that he could have won. And for the most part, he's like, the guy hasn't been robbed. You know, he, he just was unlucky enough to go up in strong years. Well, he's still a young guy. He's got plenty of time. You know who else has uh, plenty of time? Movement watches. Everybody I run into nowadays has some serious watch envy. I can see it in their eyes because Movement sent us some watches. Got to be honest, I'm not sharing any. These Movement watches bring some serious heat. Check them out. It was this uh, this little crowd-funded brand that is revolutionizing revolutioni revolutionizing the watch game. They're starting to get a lot of press from GQ, Playboy, Hypebeast, Ask Men. Uh, all those companies said things like that they were the uh, the hottest watch company on the market. They're all about this idea that high quality doesn't have to break the bank, and they actually deliver. Probably why they have over one million social media followers. Quality crafted watches starting at just $95. If you try to get a watch like this in a department store, it's going to cost you at least four or $500. Their style is minim minimalistic, clean, and sleek, 
and uh, you could wear this thing at the office during the day or out at bars at night. It's new, it's sharp, and it's all-day wear. So go to movementwatches.com slash PKA today. One thing to keep in mind that the movement is spelled M-V-M-T. So it's kind of sounding it out there, movement. Movementwatches.com slash PKA today. today. Uh, we're, hooking up, we're hooking you up with 15% off your entire purchase. That's movement spelled M-V-M-T, watches.com slash PKA. I actually really like this watch. I, um, yeah, I do too. I bought a crappier watch like a few weeks ago and... Uh, I was like, yeah, I don't need good watches. And then I got this one, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's the difference, huh? <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that, that's like, it. Do you have bigger. the metal band, Kyle? It's right. Yes, I got the metal band. I actually got the metal band separate. They, they ship mine with a leather band, but uh, I thought leather, I thought the metal would be cool. So I got the metal Wait, band. hold yours up again, Kyle, because I think you might have got the last one that I initially picked. And I had to change my choice. Yeah. Yeah, the black one with the black face. I was I was leaning towards that one, and then I went for my second choice, which I think now really gives off a good, like, new money drug dealer vibe. Yeah, yeah. You know? That looks where like... like uh, where can I get Molly? Oh, look at that guy's watch. <laughs> 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 and that's the vibe you want to give out to people, you know? <laughs> Yeah, for $40, that guy, that guy could get you a hand job and some Molly. He's mm-hmm. wearing that watch. Yeah. <laughs> All because that watch. Business venture. So, we're very proud a, of our I, movement sponsor. I'm psyched. I, I, we have a lot of new sponsors. She's been crushing it. Killing it. Has. Killing it. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, movement watches. Check them out. Description below. I really didn't expect them to be this high quality when I was looking at the price online. Like, when it showed up, I was like, all right, this is like way too cheap for a watch to show up and not be like some weird plastic instead of metal. But no, it. Dude, feels like excellent quality. It's really, it's of, heavy. Yeah, I was going to say, the size, the weight, like, the, it just vibes. It's just right. Like, Josh, like girth. Yeah. Josh got it out, and it comes in this nice little leather sort of cushy case type thing. And Josh gets it out, and he, he's like, oh, Lord, that's fancy right there. Yeah. So okay. He really liked it. Yeah, there, there you go. Even the... um. Oh, we got different cases, yeah. Oh, we did get different cases. He's got kind of a zipper shell case, and we had more of this sort of display case that was yeah. like I, not really a go and carry. They kind sent of. me a separate watch band, and even like the watch band case seemed pimp. And I was like, "Damn, you guys!" I don't know. It just—it's cool. It's a nice opening experience. Not that I pick things based on the box, but you like unveil it in the box and they they somehow like like when you pull them apart there's like a suction like like resistance that's not there with a crappy box and there's like a vacuum created yeah, on the yeah, inside of that thank box. you that's what i'm going for like you pull it and it's like vacuum and then you take the watch out and you feel it and it's heavy and and it, and it looks great i i'm really happy with the watch i like um uh, i i like free shit free shit's oh, the best so, shit. yeah i'm a huge fan speaking of free shit all right so <laughs> So um, the flamethrower company, the the the, uh, the handheld models, the one that you know, I've I've got one that's that's yours and uh, one that's mine, and I'm I'm waiting to do the video with them, and then I'm going to send yours along on its way. But the, the the company got in touch with me. And they said, "Hey, hold off on that video. We've upgraded the uh, the flamethrower. Now the flame shoots wider. Uh, you know, it's a wider flame, and it shoots farther as well. So they they're going to send me the new models. I think they're going to be here Tuesday." But they forgot to mention what to do about the old flamethrowers. I don't think oh. they want them back. No, why would they? They're the old I, ones. I think I'm going to have like 
half a dozen flamethrowers over here by the time this thing is said and done. Um, so I, it's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty What's happy about PO that. Box? Send him a letter if you wish that he'd give his stuff to you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could, <laughs> I'm ready to arm. I, I, I could have right now. I could arm like a couple of squads of men. Like I got enough body armor for one I just, squad. I could have a flamer squad where everybody's got mm -hmm. a flamer. <laughs> Your pillbox squad, yeah. take them out from a distance. I just yeah. feel every fan is like, oh wait, you have a thing you don't want. I like free shit. Send it to me. I've but. got um, I got lots of extras. It's nice to be like uh, like my dad. He 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 always jokes to his friends about it. He my dad has a friend who's like super jealous of that the fact that I give my dad stuff all the time. And uh, one of the reasons I like to give my dad like cool gifts and extras and you know like like sometimes I'll get a gun company will pay me like X amount of money plus like four guns and I'll have four of these guns laying around. It's like what am I gonna do with four? duplicates of something like this like, like i literally have i started with four of these things these these 12 16 shotguns and they're like 2500 bucks a piece so, so and and i was like oh these things make good gifts so like jeremy would never get one i'd never give jeremy one but i'd give one to everybody around him so scott would get a two thousand dollar gun my dad would get a thousand dollar gun Scott would get full body armor. My dad would get like a short-barreled rifle. Meanwhile, Jeremy's just over there. This is probably what leads him to steal from me. Because <laughs> I do it on purpose because he'll always be like, well, well what can I get? You know, what, all right, well, you handing stuff out over there? What can, can, I get in, can I get in on this? You know, I, I always you need to start giving him accessories to guns he doesn't have. Right? Oh, he's like, fine with that. He's uh, cool with that. Uh, like that's his thing. Like he's a borrower and a collector. Um, he's got so much shit all the time that's borrowed from other people. Um, I I don't know if I said it on the show or not, but Josh, you know, Josh is the guy who helps me now. He's 21, um, a bit a bit a bit on the slow side, I guess. And his girlfriend's 40, and uh, they had that pregnancy scare recently. She was pregnant, and but then they had a miscarriage, and um, I, I, I think I think he intimated to my dad that he was gonna try to get her knocked up again. It, the, well, the whole thing. time is of the essence for her, so better get moving. Yeah, she's got like eight periods left. He's got, he, she's got eight. Le there are eight fucking eggs left in this prize of a woman, and he thinks one of those is his ticket to success. Like it, the whole thing is so bizarre. Yeah, he's what's playing her, Down syndrome roulette. With what's her, her situation? Like, is she like I, I, okay? Here's the thing. I um. Oh, she's an aristocrat. <laughs> she's a, she's a high class southern belle <laughs> yeah I, yeah yeah her daddy has a plantation no i, I worked no, with a girl trash. who got knocked up at 16 i think and yeah. um but she was really really smart and she came from a fairly well-to-do family and this guy was a complete goofus who knows why she dated him and um they literally like his parents were like yeah kenny got uh kenny got his ticket punched He's set now, and uh, they actually ended up getting married and divorced about a year later. No. Wow. Yeah. This is a situation Shockingly, where he didn't really keep up with the child uh, support payment. <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> yeah, who knew? I, uh, so she dropped him off the other day uh, to come work with me. Because, uh, you know, he's 21, but he doesn't have a driver's license. Because when he was 19, he was drunk driving, came upon a drunk driver checkpoint, and decided to, like, Mad Max his way out of it. And, like, <laughs> tried to run from them. And they came and got him. <laughs> That's great. So, so he made it, like, three times worse 
than it would have been by just yeah. like fuck this and <laughs> yeah he can't drive till like 2047 or something like <laughs> i don't know when they're going to give this fool a driver's license i'm shocked they gave him a pistol license like you know i i'm all for for gun rights i mean i am literally for the right to be able to purchase an uzi but I don't know if I'm for the for for Josh's right to have a gun. Like, he should be like, written into the law in particular. Like, you yeah, know, you know you I mean, when you start... Honda Civic, you shouldn't get a firearm. Full auto is good, except for Josh. Yeah, yeah. Josh needs a, a fucking slingshot. Is what his ass needs, so he doesn't hurt anybody. Um, but but yeah, she dropped him off to work the other day, and I saw her. And I'm good at sizing people up. I really think I am. I could look at this lady and tell. Um, I'll be honest. Remember when we met Wing's girlfriend that that time uh, at uh, yes um, yes at at New Year's? I think we both knew right away that this is not a good person. This person's a, a, a not a good, she she's not a good influence in our friend's life. Which uh, girl was this? I, I, I don't get her, her name, name, but I remember that she was very cranky. That was my big issue with her. Right, like hypothetically, if Jackie was part of our day that day, right. She would do her, her level best to be like one of the guys, you know, we're going to go shoot and we're going to do whatever. Um, there was a time we were trying a thing. I had seen a video on YouTube where you could use a, um, you know, the cans that just blow air, like you might use them on a computer. If you yeah. hold them upside down, they blow the really cold stuff. Maybe it's Freon or whatever it is uh, out of it. Well, you freeze the car dent and then you hit it with a hot uh, blow dryer and the change in it causes the crease to like pop out. And I, mm -hmm. I, for whatever reason, one day I got into a YouTube thing where I watched yeah. like six videos about it in a day. And I was like, Wings, I got an idea. Let's try this. So we asked her to get the blow dryer because like Wings doesn't have any hair to speak of, right? And um, he didn't know where it was. And she just like sat in the car, arms folded, unhappy, like puss on her face unwilling to be part of the thing and then she gives some bad instructions on how to find it like it's over there pointing to the house and uh he had to go and hunt for it and then just yeah. all day kind of a stick in the mud yeah she was a real cunt you could tell she was a real cunt i that's what mm. i took from her that she was just a real uh mouthy bitch that's another uh, thing i took from her um she she seemed like she was the kind of person who would I imagined, and I don't mean to speak ill of Wings, but I imagined this is the kind of girl who was probably like really beating him over the head with a lot of shit when nobody else was around and probably putting a lot of pressure and bullshit on him. Very naggy. Uh, yeah, Real yeah. naggy. I, she didn't yeah. strike me as like the supportive, we can both make each other better type of woman. She, no. she was more of a hard to please. Yeah, I, I wanted to be like, if you got somewhere better to fucking be, then get the fuck out of here because nobody wants you here right now. Like, like, fuck off. Like, like you're acting like you're just like, I have I to be like here. I feel like Kyle and I are agreeing, although he's got a much sharper edge on his career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What he spent like three minutes being like, you know, and I got, I got a bit of a vibe. <laughs> like, no, yeah, it was a cunt vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a cunt vibe. It really was. And, and, and I bet Wings would agree with me if we could ask him right now. Like, that, I, that lady was not nice. I bet Wings right now has gotten this kind of put all of the bumps in the past and I think that's the one who took his camera away from him and broke his phone and and he had the whole dispute with I I don't think he's on good terms with this one Dude I, if I could be wrong and I kind of want to ask Wings about it but I bet the Wings of right now is like yeah you know it it wasn't great the whole time but I wish her the best uh, I don't know Wings holds a grudge I, I I think he might say something like 
fuck it, ho, I hope she gets hit with a mag light. Like, like, you know, he's, that, that sounds more like him if, I, if, if I'm trying to put Yeah, especially know. the mag light part. But I brought her up because when I saw Josh's girlfriend, I got a similar feeling. I felt Aww. like she was almost a predator because she's 20 years older than this guy, and she's totally, like, got him wrapped up in, like, controlling him, very controlling of him. And he, he is slow-witted. He's just, um, he's not a bright guy, and he's easy to manipulate. Um, I don't know. She seemed real Over bitchy. Over under she, Brendan Dassey from Making a Murderer. I didn't watch that, oh, um, well, but 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 definitely over because I know for, I know that that guy's IQ. I, I heard it read like fifty four or something. No, like something seventy four. I think. Okay, low but seven, quite low. low like seventy one. Oh, oh, I remember. I think his overall was like seventy or seventy one, but in some aspects it was sixty eight. And 70 is a really critical number. That's when you're handicapped. Well, I, you know, I, I'm certainly no expert to be uh, figuring, you know, figuring out what Josh's intelligence is. But if you made me guess, I, I you know, based on the Howard Stern show and, and what I've taken from that, you know, Gary Delbate is like a, a 125 or something like that. Uh, and then you got somebody like uh, uh, high pitched Eric who's down there, um, like it's 60, 66 the first test, 64 on his second test. Um, Josh is probably like a, like an 80. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I mean, it's 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 I, the other day when it, he'll start talking sometimes, and I know that what he's talking about is just a dead end street, and I want it to I want to be able to be like, hey, hey, just, just stop there. We're not going anywhere with this. But he's done it four times now uh, since I've known him in the last year and a half or so. But he has this idea for a redneck based FPS Russia video. And he, he gives it to me every time. He's like, oh, yeah, it'd be great. You'd have you like a redneck FPS video. And you'd have one feller just a hauling ass coming on in there in a big truck, turn it in there sideways, mud flying, big double smokestacks, and he'd be shooting his double 12 gauge off like hell. You know, and maybe some watermelons would blow up. And then an old-timey grandpa with a... And I'm just... And I'm just like, shut it doesn't sound up, like a bad man. video like, so like, far. You know? It does <laughs> to me. This is what I always. Whenever someone gives me a video idea, they usually have 15 seconds of idea. Like, dude, dude, I've got a great idea, great idea for a video. You're gonna love this, right? Like, take your car and peel out with it, right? Get the camera low. That'll be awesome. You're like, what the fuck? That is like a fragment yeah. of a, That's a shot. Then you just you yeah. just take it from there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fill like gaps. Yeah, the, the fill it out. I'm a big picture kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're no picture kind of guy. No. You got a real small like, picture yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You could do a slow mo shot of like peeling out, but get this on rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, right I'm just spitballing, I, you know? <laughs> I'll be sure to upload that. You so, so here's my dilemma about a Josh wheel of pain. I got the wheel. I found the wheel. I, I dug it up. Um, it's back behind me. So here's the dilemma. I think he'll do it. I think we get him on here. I think we could tone it down some so that he's not literally getting a tattoo. He's not being tased. But maybe the bad things that he would have to do, let me grab the wheel, would be like. You make tase such a big deal. Yeah, come on. Taser has to be on there. Taze or it can just fine. be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, let me grab the wheel. Uh, I'm thinking he's going to lean more towards like eating gross things, since that's probably more palatable for Josh than getting tased. Mm. I'm just afraid he's going to be timid. Like I need him to be enthusiastic and ready, and you know, I don't want him to like roll across the first eat a snail and be like bailing out and have the whole bit not go anywhere. Yeah. 
Or, yeah, I don't or, want it you to know, be like a whole new making a murderer. Joel Rogan on Fear Factor was like a psychologist talking people into doing things. Cattle pride. But they also had PK. like $50,000 to win, right? If they ate all the horse testicles or whatever Joe Rogan was having them do. Eh, I like to think two hundred for Josh is $50,000. <laughs> I, I hope. Kyle, get this guy nice and broke first. <laughs> yeah, he's hard up for money. He always is. Like, like I figure I, I'd... Um... Impregnate his girl. Right, and then he'll really uh, need he's, money. He's he's all over that. Like, like, <laughs> I think my dad asked him, you know, are you are you using some protection? He's like, well, you know, we thinking about trying again. <laughs> it's just disgusting. It's it's. I feel like someone should stop and tell him that, like, all right, first of all, like, this kid is like four times as likely to have Down syndrome because of of this girl's age. First of all, second of all. Josh, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but you're a moron. Second of all, Josh, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but your girlfriend, also a moron. You're talking about having a moron. Noticed. You're talking about having a moron baby, and that's best case scenario. Like you really yeah, best up case here. scenario is below average. Oh, by the way, Josh, you can't afford your cigarettes every morning. That's what I'm here for. So how are you going to get formula into this baby? Like like how are you going to like? Do you even know where to start on, on like getting its life together? Uh, you, I mean, you live at home with your parents, man. I want to say these things to him, but it seems like such an offensive thing to do. It feels like I'm sort of shattering his little delusional world, but that's what needs to be done. I feel you don't like. have to be super vicious about it, and like you but idiot, want... like what are you thinking? Like you can go into really? it a little nicer. Well, maybe you can't, but most <laughs> people could go into it a little nicer and just kind of maybe guide him and make it think him make him think it was his idea where he was like oh what was i thinking uh, i don't know man i because i was talking to, to him about um you know an abortion and trying to nudge him that way and he just was not about that at all couldn't get him to uh couldn't get him to like go that way i was i was telling him like hey man i'd be fucking i was like there's stairs at my house we there's we i'd have a wreck on the way to the fucking hospital with that chick in my car or something like that we drive into a lake ted kennedy style i was like you're i wanted to be like you're just you're in quicksand brother you want quicksand right now brother brother (laughs) and it's up to your mouth and i ain't got but one straw and i ain't sharing (laughs) you know it's it's, it's like you're sinking fast dude like literally and met and metaphorically, like, like you got to stop. What are you doing? But he's just like, nah, I think I'll knock up this 40-year-old lady, even though, like, both of us could probably put together $800 right now to our name. He, he lives on, he's always broke. And a lot of people live like that, and that's fine. If you, if, if you want to live paycheck to paycheck and, and, and always be broke, maybe and that's kind of an adventurous lifestyle for you. That's okay, but fuck, he's already there, and he's he's trying to have this kid, which is just going to compound things, you know what I mean? Like, this is a guy who lives at home, and, like, his income is me, and, and I pay him, like, a few hundred dollars a week if he works every day, you know? He, he, he makes $10 an hour. He sounds hour. perfect for the Wheel of Pain. What you could do, to, so you could leave the more extreme That's, ones on there, is that it doesn't just say, like, $200 and then taser. It'll say, like, $200 and then taser, and then a little subscript to taser is, like, and you get a watch or something yeah. like that. Hey, now that's able- nice. Yeah, I'll hook him up. He can have this one. Yeah, we'll do that. So look, here, here's what I want to preface. I said, have all- mine. <laughs> I really said, want mine. I no, said, I offered because all- I knew mine wasn't on the table. So <laughs> <laughs> I say all of that so I can say this. I think the Wheel of Pain is a funny idea. It's a good bit. But what I'm worried is that I'm going to haul this guy in here who's a little bit pitiful 
and we're gonna you know torture him and and kind of make fun of him and and, and all that stuff and it's gonna make me look bad and make us all look bad i don't want to be the guy who's got some like pitiful kid on on, on his show like like yes yeah, spin the wheel of pain dummy you're afraid Maybe we're gonna, gonna look like baby. carly farina right where we just bring in humans as props for our stuff uh I, yeah kind well, of it is like what that. we'd be doing more like more like what you know i i feel like stern is really good at separating what's happening on the show from himself sometimes so if they've got a retarded guy in a box and he thinks he's going to the moon it's not stern shaking the box and, and making the vroom vroom noises he's off the side going oh i don't know about all this you know he's got minions to spit to like shake the box and tell is gary kitty willing to tase this guy <laughs> you know it seems probably like... i i mean kitty's always got a i got a you know a release she's probably got a taser release that, that he could sign um so yeah I, I i want to do it in the comments down below or something like that Put some things that you think would be acceptable and fun to do to this guy. Because he's already quasi-agreed to do a Wheel of Pain. I kind of brought it up and mentioned that, you know, the Jeremy Wheel of Pain. And he sort of said something like, you know, I can't... He intimated that he would be down, if I remember correctly. I don't remember exactly what he said. But I think I can get him to do it, and uh, I think it'd be pretty ridiculous. But you got to come up with some stuff that, that you think would be funny to see him do, you know, the, the bad things. We can, you know... Cash what if Kitty and your girlfriend tortured him? Would that would that be the separation you're looking for? You think they'd be any good at it? Uh, well, they don't no. strike me as cruel enough. Well, I mean, what kind of torture are they going <laughs> to? First of all, slingshot, like, potato gun. Potato I, gun seems dangerous. I mean, uh, I, close your eyes. Neither one of them could operate the potato gun or a slingshot. So, like, you know, I you mean, got... just like you said with really? Stern, like, I could operate yeah, you were the one. Eat. If you were the I one think, torturing him, Woody and I could be the ones with plausible deniability. Like, oh, think, Kyle, you're going, you're going crazy here. I think you're overestimating the average female's coordination level. I bet your wife can't operate a slingshot. I bet she'd be all like having a hard time hanging on to the thing, and she wouldn't know to like, you know, secure the projectile right as you're pulling. Like, there'd be a mess. Like, girls just aren't good at shit like that. You need a man to apply torture. At least physical torture. You know, they have it down pat. Now, who wants some mental torture? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got to be laying down. asleep at, or laying awake at night. You know, who to, who to get involved. Heaven <laughs> forbid one of the items on there is like, you know, get reminded three times to do a thing. <laughs> You'll yeah. be fucked. Yeah. Make him so, feel really shitty for no reason four years from now. <laughs> there are oh, certain man. tasks just feeling really down. in my <laughs> house that are just guys' work, right? Like insulate a wall or whatever. Like so That's just not on the table for her to have to do. And in fairness, there are the opposite as well. But when she wants that done, man, she's just like on it, on it, on it, nagging me to have a thing happen that I feel like she could do. Okay, she wanted the downstairs Roku to have HBO Go. That's a thing. And you I'm couldn't like, handle that. What's that? Handle that one. I gave her a list of passwords, and it was this big thing. And she's got these, you know, crocodile arms that don't reach anything. Like I can't do it. I'm so stuck. And, and I'm just. It, it sucks. It's a horrible job because the um the like little Roku remote entering an email address thing oh i'm very familiar i do all of that that's so that's so that's a job that i've always had it's the tech guy and i'm certainly not the most tech savvy person but i can get your as soon as your internet connection goes down i'm the guy who's actually smart enough to unplug the motherfucker wait five seconds and plug it back in nobody else has figured that one out around here <laughs> that's my go-to if that doesn't work i'm i'm 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've had so many connectivity issues in the past. I've sat on, on hold so much that I know what the issues are going to be, and I know how they present themselves. So I can usually figure it out. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, I excel at plugging HDMI cords into televisions, which is something that most females are just blown away by. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's like a Lego block back there. I don't know if they're aware. I think they think that in the back, it looks like the Andy Griffith show when he'd try to call Mount Pilot and somebody's plugging those wires in <laughs> and putting them in other places every, to like change channels. Like It's not like that, ladies. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a big deal back there. Oh, what was the thing I was going to say? Oh, I had a thing. You're going on about the Josh Wheeler. Oh, ah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, yeah, we keep talking about this possible like mega live show with Wings of Redemption up in Conway. I could bring Josh. His ass would come. He's always like because because he knows me through Jeremy and Scott. They have regaled him with all these tales of our trips across the country filming and stuff. So he thinks that when you go on a trip with Kyle, you get fucking whores and 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 like free <laughs> free Red Bull and everybody gets a blowjob and gets to blow up a house like cuz everything he's ever heard about going on a trip with me is that. How like disappointed it, will he be when the free Red Bull is the oh. only thing that comes through? <laughs> when, <laughs> when he gets to spend the evening at Applebee's getting any tizers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's actually going to happen. But I could bring Josh. We could do the fucking Wheel of Pain. You know, live there in some hotel room, you know, pull out the X26 taser and lock him down on the floor. He shits himself or something. Nine yes, can I speak now? to the manager of this Holiday Inn? Are, are you all right with us using your conference room to torture a semi-retarded person? Even four <laughs> hours tops. Tops. Guaranteed. That's all I could take. Yeah. <laughs> His cries after that and rocks back and forth. Uh, <laughs> Get the hype. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then that'll make the sauce come and... So, I look, I'm the, up for all these things. The knife I, stuff, is that underway? Because yeah, that's actually yeah. so one the, I'm most psyched for. Those knives were out of stock. I haven't gotten an update on when that gets fixed. But, you know, we were kind of... But I think it's a matter of weeks. Like, like it's six weeks and stuff, and then they, these things tend to come back in stock. And yeah, I would but rather I wait six weeks and get my favorite knife. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was your position, so that's what I told Kitty, so... Whenever that happens, it happens. But that one's totally out of our hands. And the hot sauce thing is like, I'm ready to pull the trigger. I just want us all to taste this sauce and be sure that everybody's like, yeah, that's pretty fucking good right there. And I think it's a good bit. I think us tasting the sauces, like get three or four sauces and, you know, see if we like them and get Wings input, you know, him tasting it and seeing what he says. I think it'd be a great show. Um, get us all in a, in a room together. And uh, especially if you add the... You're right so. about everything. You're right about the bit. You're right about the great show. I think it'd be cool to have it live. I'd love for no one to be pixelated all day long and stuff. The only nervousness I have is I haven't set up a lot of live shows before, right? The one that we've done, it just turned out okay in terms of like audio quality and stuff. And that was on the survival trip. And I didn't do it. You know, Patrick did really. So uh, uh, I'm like, uh, I have to figure out some way to like record from a camera and get four at least audio sources piped into one. I think it'll be easy when you've got like a conference room setting rather than the woods, obviously. Like that'd That'll be nice. Because to, there won't be crickets I, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and you, you'll have a table and you can, we, we can think about how, how it can work. I think from a tech standpoint, we can make it happen. Um, the other standpoint is just availability. Now, my availability is I am gone from the first of February to the 8th of February 
other than that, everything is open. I've got like three film dates and I've got a very important meeting I have to attend that's kind of non-negotiable, but those things are all floating around. So the week after that, you're open? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as I know right now, now these, uh, there's some other stuff that could pop up, but what I'd like to do is find the time in U2's schedule and uh, that, you know, you're both like, oh yeah, Wednesday the 17th or whatever the fuck. Here's the thing. I own my own time mostly, and I can usually work around stuff. Now, at Woodycraft, we tend to be busier on the weekends, and we tend to do something every weekend to make people want to come play, like double MCMMO or a new crate or something. You know, like you know, Mostly Friday through Sunday, we try to do shit that makes the server extra interesting. So it's better for me if it's not a weekend. Not a showstopper, but I'd rather any weekday, and I can pretty much work with it. I would prefer that as well. Is that... Are, are, are there going to be weekdays that you are free, Taylor? Um, I can I can check and try and make something work. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See what you can do in like er, in like mid February. Let's see see okay. what it, yeah. there's like. It's if like it's a, a month out, Kyle. I, I think it. You know, I I'm think fine it, with that. It warrants I, locking it in, right? Like like. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. If we got to yeah. go a month ahead to make sure that, you know, some of my shit isn't going to jump up or something, yeah. someone else then, isn't going to. Then your shit can just be like, oh, no, no, no. You know, that has to be one week Cause, out. Because for those know? listening along that maybe you're not piecing this together, I'm talking about flying Taylor in to South Carolina. Woody drives down from North Carolina. I drive up from Georgia with my, with my special friend in tow. We hook up Wings of Redemption, do our hot sauce photography, do our gun trading, maybe go out and shoot or something, and then retire back to. I think a conference room at like a Holiday Inn is the way to go because you got your own private room. There's a, there's bathrooms, there's facilities, and there's you know hookups for internet and power and everything there, and you got privacy. And it's like a hundred bucks or something. Uh, I I, th- I think that's the way to go. But something like that because I feel like hooking up at Wings House is you're just asking for a disaster. You got like people stumbling in, in there and dogs barking and roosters crowing and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be one issue that that happens at Wings Houses is there always someone in the Wings universe that doesn't what I think of as like respect the show, you know, like I might have Jackie hope just now brought me a coffee, right? Sheepishly off camera hands. It slides out backwards. That's one thing. Uh, he'll have, that's how people are at my house. Like, like you, you can't tell because they're respectful, but four different times people have walked up and down uh, like loud stairs, 20 feet over that way. Like, but they, you know, mm-hmm. they hear, they know what we're doing. They creep around. At Wings House, they just kind of like stumble in, picking Lynn out of their belly button. Yeah. <laughs> talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, like open invite. Anyone ever wants to hop on PKA, you just grab a seat in the corner and start screaming across the hey, room crook. to the mic. Yeah. Come on in here, crook. You got some, you got a new line of work boots you promoting, right? Come on in here. Get your plug in. Get your plug in. And sometimes it's funny. Like for one reason, like a photography session for a Civil War uniform just started happening behind him. <laughs> yeah oh no it was so if i remember correctly he was wearing his like marine corps uniform or army uniform or someone else's was wearing someone else's it was bizarre uh, I, <laughs> I hope i'm right because i thought it was a civil war uniform i didn't think it was i thought it was like uh, a modern uniform that, that that someone was wearing that wasn't even their uniform i thought that it was his brother's uniform because i know he served but someone else was putting it on for some odd reason uh, that they seems have... more likely, uh, but I don't, I hope it was a civil war civil war reenactment because that's funnier. That is funnier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
they're, they're out there. We're going to get them this time. <laughs> I like to imagine that when they do the, uh, when the Sons of Confederate Veterans put on their like Civil War reenactments, they always make sure the South wins the battles, even if it's not historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> do they really? They set it up so they... It's like, just like my NHL 15 season right now, where like, I'm just living in the fantasy of like, yeah, Blues 25-0. and 0. This is the year. When it's like, <laughs> then I go back like, and check, and it's like, oh... Like, no. <laughs> how are the how are the Flyers doing right now? I feel like Flyers I are playing right now. I have the NHL score up. Looks oh, wait. like did I win the bet last time live on PKA? Do you remember we talked about it and the Hurricanes were up? But ah, oh, God, you know this sounds so familiar, but I can't. I, I think I've won and you let it slide. I, I you know, it's hearsay. You know. do, do I need to look it up, or you just want to admit you lost? No, you won. Okay. Yeah. Now, what you was the bet? One. What were the stakes on that bet? Something about singing, maybe? No, that was established early. I said, I will not sing. Okay. Then what were the... Uh, the, um, the was I was the... saying, you can pick what I drink the next drinking episode. Ooh. Well, that's awesome. All right. I'll we have had... to, to keep that locked in. I have a topic. I don't know. Should we do the ad or the topic? Go ahead with the topic. All right, um, I have it all queued up here. Bam. And I, I hope this is interesting to people, but it was interesting to me. So this video is going to autoplay, and I, I'll need you to like stop it and roll it back. I'm there. Taylor, are you ready also? Um, I'm there. Okay, ready, set, play. A new report out by the University of Michigan Transportation Research Institute, that's a mouthful, says young adults are ditching driver's licenses at a rapid pace. Just over three in four people ages 20 to 24 years old had a driver's license in 2014. That's down from 82% in 2008. Is this a troubling trend for the automakers? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, so the whole question here is, uh, is this related to economic factors, such as younger people uh, just don't have the money to buy a car? They, you know, the job market for uh, recent college grads is still pretty weak, or is something sort of fundamental changing here? And it's probably uh, a combination of both. Um, but cars just don't appeal to young people the way they did 20, 30 years ago uh, when, you know, 50-year-olds like me couldn't wait to get their you had drive. your own set you know, of wheels. How, how many, back in the 70s and 80s, how many 16-year-olds went to the DMV on their birthday, on their 16th right. birthday, because they just were dying to get that? So what, you know, so we know what the, some of these trends are. Yeah. More people live in cities now, including more young people. Mm. Um, it's hard to have a car. It's adds to the cost, interesting obviously. About the you don't internet really in the need it. Um, ride sharing, such as we've been talking about, Uber and Lyft, you can get around with a car without owning one. Mm -hmm. Don't forget about Zipcar. That's, uh, that is something a lot of people who live in cities take so advantage lame. of. Yeah. So where do the automakers fit into this? They have to figure out how to stay relevant if um, car sales go down sort of permanently in the future. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think it is with the millennials? They just they're not they're not into having like. their own car. I guess it's not a prestigious it's, thing. It's anymore. not the same thing. Well, it used to be that a car represented your independence. You were an adult. It represented a social life mm -hmm. because you could go somewhere. Maybe you would go to the mall and you would spend more. Retailers have suffered of from course. this phenomenon. <laughs> and now the truth is we have so much going on with technology. They can have a whole social life sitting at home just on their computers and more often their mobile phones. Um, socializing with their friends, they don't feel the need to leave and go and see people in person. There's, they're already communicating it's with not, each other. By the way, it's not stupid. 
Um, I mean, cars are really expensive. I mean, yeah. everybody looks at what's the monthly payment going to be. They even if drain, you drain even your if wallet. You, even insurance? if you get a deal Absolutely. on the car, kid. you have insurance, you have maintenance, and you have gas. Yeah. Um, you know, all those things can double the cost of a car on a monthly basis. So still, if you're under 26, right, the insurance companies look at you and you get that higher premium yep. because you're under 26. Now, there's also a notable increase in seniors who are obtaining all the right, driving so licenses. Right. I'm, I'm not a little worried in about that part. one. Can we pause what it here? What is behind that trend? Mm -hmm. I yes. thought it was kind of interesting. So, like, at... I think a lot of people watching this show are in their late teens, early 20s. I feel like that's roughly where we hit. And, uh, like, for you watching this, if that's you, back in my day, imagine it being like yours without the internet. Like, if you didn't have a car, all you had was a bicycle to sort of explore your world, you know? So you're stuck, pretty much trapped at home with no internet, and that's your life. And then the car, on the other hand opens all the doors right with the car you can see your friends you can do your things there's these social gatherings like we had parties every friday night in like sand parking lots and stuff like that out deep in the woods they need a car to go or if you didn't have a car to go you were kind of well, a tag along dependent on someone else to take you there which is okay if you were like true buds but sometimes you were a hanger on to someone who had a car and you know, only hang out with him for his car it the whole thing that resonated with me here that I see, um, I don't want to make this about my daughter, but I, I see in her a little bit and young people in general, this notion that your social life isn't dead from home really made sense to me. Like there's video conferencing on Skype, there's video games. The, the If you're a console player, there's like the Xbox Live chat You know, you, on um, woodycraft.net. I see people have like rich social interactions with all the other guys on it. They get no pussy. You can't fuck that Minecraft character. Look, yeah. I don't get this thing. This thing doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Because and here's why. It's pussy. It's it's all about pussy. Because you can't <laughs> you can get all that other stuff. Right. You can have you can you can your farmville can be going crazy. I don't know if that that's probably dated at this point. You you know, your your social your 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 internet life can be killing it, but you're not getting any pussy. But what, that's what a car allows you to do. A car allows you to go get the girl and then take her to a third location where you can fuck her when you're still 16 years old. So I love that I, I heard them in there kind of laughing. They were like, you know, these people who are 50 or 60 years old now, I remember when they were 16, they were there the day they turned. It wasn't that long ago. That no, seems really bull. I'm the it, closest it reminds one of us to that age, and mm -hmm. I remember... Uh, I turned 16 on a Sunday, and I was so bummed because I couldn't go get it. Yeah. And then that Monday, I skipped school so I could get my license immediately. Like, it wasn't something of, like, a fucking square driving around, you know? Like, I hate when you people needed that to be social. I, I hate when people use that technique. There's this ad that plays on the Sirius, uh, on Sirius XM on the Stern Show, and it goes like this. The guy says, hey, remember back in the day when you had to wash things by hand, like dishes or your clothes? Now, that's really going back, right? Like, dishes washing by hand would probably go back to, like, early 90s or 80s. But washing clothes by no, hand... No, dishes washing by hand is before my lifetime. Sure, okay. Yeah. So, but washing your clothes by hand, that's going back to the wash tub days. It's he like follows settlers. that up with... Native American he, Indians were doing that. So then he chuckles. He says, remember when you're washing things by hand, like, 
your dishes or your clothes. <laughs> or how about this one? Remember when you had to wash your mini CPAP machine by hand? Well, no longer. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you comparing washing your CPAP machine, which is that you know thing that keeps you from snoring, snoring at night, with yeah. which is which is a sort of a new thing? Like like it's it's an electronic device. Let's just leave it at that. He's comparing washing that by hand with washing your clothes by hand, and that just pisses it's me off. So, I feel like it's so insulting. To scrub the smallpox out of your blankets. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's so insulting to my intelligence that I immediately turned that one off, and uh, I, I hate it. I hate that. And, and this, this this strike struck me the same way. They're they're like, ah, you know, 50 years ago when you were 16, you really wanted that car, but no longer. I I feel like maybe in like really urban areas. I bet in New York and L.A. Sure, you turn 16, you're like, what's the big rush? Like. The, the cost of even owning a car in those places is very prohibitive. Where are you going to park that thing in New York? You're going to be paying for a parking garage when you're 16? It doesn't work. So I, I yeah, get it New there. New York, that's one you get really area. Relatively tiny adults, area. You know, yeah. you get but, enough. Sure, totally. Yeah, but, but like where I am, like if you don't have a car, like it, 16 year old, 15 year old version of me, I, if I rode my bike for like a couple of miles, I could get to a gas station. But it's going to take a while. And these aren't roads that are meant for bicycles. Some of them are fucking dirt roads along the way. It's a mess. There's, you're going to get hit by a car. There's no, there's no sidewalks. It's like the it white work. line that indicates the shoulder. There's only like five inches to the right of that. We don't have a white line on the line where I grew up, on the road where I grew up. There's no okay. white line. You know, it, it's, it's not a place to be riding your bike and going places. It, but when I turned 16 and got a car, suddenly my mobility went from literally a couple hundred yards to a couple hundred miles. You know what I mean? It was, it, it was life-changing. So, sure, if you live in a super urban area where you've got all that public transportation and, and Uber and Lyft and uh, uh, all that stuff is an option. I saw somebody doing that the other day. We were at a paintball field in Atlanta, and somebody had gotten one of those. I think it was Lyft. Uh, I think, is that the car? No, it wasn't Lyft. Same it was the one Uber. where you can go rent. Zip. Zip. Yeah, it was a zip car where you go, like, rent the car for a couple hours or something basically i suppose mm -hmm. and they had one of those and that makes sense i guess if you aren't going to need to go anywhere very often if you don't use cars all the time does it make sense it was and so great when i had that car and i was like i'm you know anytime you you can't even studying for two or three hours and you just want to like decompress but you know you, you do still live in a house with your mother your father and and a sibling or two like it that can be hard to achieve but you can hop right in your car you can yeah. drive down to the lake or wherever you, it's just a life-altering experience and i i feel like they're making too much of some statistics that yeah, say that i hardly even trust the premise of this everyone it's i more knew likely got their that they can't quickly. afford the car than that, that it's more likely that this age group can't afford a car right now than it is that they don't I, want i think that I don't disagree with what you said, but I think the fact that you can have a social life online is a contributing factor. I think you're not, you know, like, you know, taking away the internet now, and this isn't just for kids, me too, is a serious punishment. You know, if I didn't have my internet to talk to my friends and you know, in my case, professionally as well, but you know, it would be a big loss. You know, I would really hate that, but you can stay connected to the world through the internet and I can see why at least in some ways it doesn't get you laid but it it you know it's and still, I, it satisfies that, that social social yeah, yeah. perfect it, it's more of a guy thing than a girl thing too I think that guys really want a car more than girls necessarily do because as a as a girl I think it's always easy to get a ride 
there's always somebody who who is happy to allow you into their vehicle if you're a 16 year old girl. I guarantee it. If you're pretty. But as a, as a 16 year old guy, you know the options aren't as as uh, available, and, and definitely not to the point where like I feel like a 16 year old girl could be like, hey, I'd like to go to the mall today, and there's a, there's a whole pile of guys who'd be like, let's go. You know, <laughs> they'll just fucking take your ass. But you know, if you're a dude and you're on your own and you you know achieving independence is a driver's license. That's what it was all about. Um, yeah, I mean, like one of my friends waited until he was 17 in a couple months to get his license and all we did was rip on him and give him shit for it yeah where it was like hey you're gonna meet us over at rob's Le oh oh no you're not because you can't drive yeah i had <laughs> like, a friend and i'm not gonna come pick you up because you're not a chick like i had a friend who literally could not pass the, the test and we were all like we thought nick was you know a reasonably bright fellow but he can't pass a driver's test and, and you know it was a real stigma and it still is as far as i'm concerned i saw that motherfucker working at AutoZone the other day and the first thing that popped in my head was i wonder if they just award you a driver's license when you turn 25 like because <laughs> i know this motherfucker didn't pass it he can't even get my oil filter right uh, <laughs> uh, i yeah. feel bad you know he was the only one it was him and the people who had like disabilities and stuff, you know, that, that yeah. didn't have. I didn't get my licenses. license on my birthday. I desperately wanted it, and I drove illegally well before my birthday consistently. But uh, um, it, it was tricky. It had something to do with like the school didn't have me take. You had to have the written exam. You could only get the written test until at seventeen. So in Jersey, it's seventeen. Most places, it's fifteen. But you could get it at like sixteen and a half if you took it at school. So they would like replace one of your gym classes with driver's ed. And, but you had to have the license for like six months. So the way that mine was scheduled, I didn't like it. It was, I got it six months after that, but I turned out I was like 17 in a month or something. I had a, a driver's and I didn't, there was no driver's ed at my school. Mm -hmm. And so you had to do driver's ed either not at all and just ride around with your parents for the required amount of hours, which mm -hmm. nobody ever did. The parents just signed it to get them out of your hair. Or you had to get an independent <laughs> driver's ed instructor. And that's what my parents did for me. And they were like, all right, you're going to have this guy. He's going to pull up in his weird little car where you get in and he still has like pedals and a mini steering wheel on his side in case you fuck up too bad thank and god i get in with this guy on the first time and like 20 minutes into our trip of driving around where he told my parents he's like yeah he's gonna do fine i'll take him out there i do this all the time he's good we'll, we'll be back in like two two and a half hours i was like okay well that's way too long that sucks <laughs> but just drove around with them and like 20 minutes into it i realized that we, we were just going on a list of errands for him <laughs> as he was teaching me to drive he was just like are you gonna yep. take a left here and just pull right into the cvs drive through exactly yeah. right. well, you put this in the tube and it's like are you shitting me dude like a parent's <laughs> paying you to teach me to drive and i'm filling your goddamn heartburn medication i had the same experience yeah absolutely you did the same My, thing with the yeah errands so so we had so this guy worked for the school he was the baseball coach slash driver's ed um and so <laughs> don't you love those high school slashes yeah, yeah, like, yeah. history teacher slash wrestling coach <laughs> we had that yeah that was a regular thing you know all the hit the and i guess social studies is the easy one to either get accredited for or to teach i don't know but they always went for that usually uh, if they were gonna have to teach a subject but this guy was baseball boys baseball slash uh driver's ed and we would be driving along and be like, all right just make a left into here and all right now I'm gonna back into that parking space right there next to the door all right, I'm going to go in here and get some biscuits. What do y'all want? <laughs> and it was like, sausage? And he'd come out with biscuits for everybody. And be like, all right, now we're going to go check my mail. 
<laughs> I should have ran by now. Let's go by my house. And that, and we did shit like that. We'd pay bills. We'd uh, we'd drive around and pick supplies up for like the baseball team. Sometimes he'd drive and and literally it was a trip to go somewhere and get some baseball shit for the team. My and high but, sc- you know. my high school had a couple of those cars where they, the the passenger had the pedals and everything. Yeah. And uh, dodge and uh, trip it. <laughs> I don't remember Ford Folk, Ford um Taurus maybe. But uh, anyway, yeah, he just he took us around. We didn't do errands or anything. He was the gym teacher, and he he did that too. But I couldn't speed. You get in trouble for speeding, right? And the speed limit was twenty five. So I would like floor it. It'd be like, Ooh. right? I I get right to twenty five because that was more interesting for me. And he's like, boy, you got a lead foot. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And he's like, that's not a compliment. Uh, but I took it as one for sure. I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm pretty cool. It's like, uh. <laughs> it was an auto. So it took no talent to just press the pedal down until 25. But uh, yeah. And I thought I had him on a technicality. Like, well, I'm not speeding. <laughs> the typical had, like uh... dumbass teenager who thinks he outsmarted someone. My guy gave me some lip uh, one of the first days because I had the audacity to try to go right on red because I felt like I was prepared for that at this point where it's like, all right, I'm going to pull up and I'm going to go right on a red like you do. And as I was just trying to like inch forward, like through the crosswalk and take the right turn, I was going to be fine. He just slams on his side of the brake, but I'm still kind of accelerating slowly. And so it's like a weird, like leaning forward on his front wheels of like on this old <laughs> Honda Accord. And he's like, what do you think you're doing? This is old black guy. And I was like, I, I'm trying to go right on red. It says that I can do that. And he's like, no, nah, you are not ready for that. <laughs> like it was some like, insurmountable thing of like, yeah. all right, a couple more sessions, then we'll be going I, right on it's red. It's an advanced you know? technique. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had the worst situation with driver's ed. So I don't remember exactly what happened. I know it was, a, it was the first period of the day. Like it was the first class of the day because that's, that's why I was in driver's ed when I learned about 9-11. But – it was a scenario where either I remember I was definitely asleep when we picked partners. That definitely happened. But there was also something else where like I didn't get in with my friends. Like we had all said we were gonna take driver's ed together, but something happened and I didn't make it in. Long story short, my partners were and, and you know, I'm fifteen, of course, that which is the proper age to be taking this. My partners are a sixteen year old mentally disabled girl and an eighteen year old senior who also doesn't have his driver's license and is all fucked up. He's just got a litany of issues. He's just a, he's just peculiar, just an odd guy. So I've been driving for a while now as a 15-year-old. Like, I, I was always driving I, for, for years. You know, even when I was like 10, I'd sit on my dad's lap and he'd let me, you know, turn the wheel and we'd drive around town and stuff like that. So I got this shit down. So when it comes to like, all right, put it in reverse and try to back up, I got that. Like, I figured that one out. I'm a master of reverse at this point. Ronald? Ronald's never done reverse before. Ronald nearly kills us just doing reverse. We, we got to this intersection once where, like, the road diverged. It literally did this. And in oh. the middle is a giant tree. He couldn't decide. He just went, ah! <laughs> and, like, he was headed straight for the tree going, like, 30, 35 miles an hour. And the teacher has to hit that emergency brake over there. And I remember, like, I didn't have my seatbelt on, and it, it throws me into the front seat. So, like, it, I'm, I'm, like, up between the two of them, and I'm like, what the shit was that? <laughs> he's, what was that? And he, he's just like, I didn't know left or right. And he's like, left. Why would you go right? That's a parking lot. It's a parking lot. Just the, but he was completely unprepared for that. It, it, 
Driver's Ed was a terrible time. That was that was one of my least favorite classes. Dude, that was that. the class that I took most seriously. I was failing like everything my junior year. I was shit. Not at Driver's school. Ed. Ninety-eight point yeah. six in Driver's Ed. <laughs> you know that was my strongest course. Do you I guys got... remember what you got on the driving test? Yeah, that was it. Ninety-eight. Wait, on the. So is Driver's Ed that is that a school you can get your license through that? You don't have to go to like an office. Um, like a DMV. So what it was is there there were two options to get your learner's permit. You could take this like twenty five question test at the DMV, but you had to be seventeen. Or you could take this like hundred and twenty five question test through the school at sixteen and a half. Oh. And, and if you took driver's ed at school, like this is like the written portion. Um, That's weird. I didn't know Jersey was different. Your final exam, uh, yeah, it's they make you a little older. It makes sense though. But your final exam is the like state issued test. I think that was the only grade in the whole thing. You know, everyone did well, typically. I failed my permit test oh. uh, when I first went in, where well, you don't Kyle do any driving at all. It's just like <laughs> 25 questions, and it said there, like, uh, you need to know all the road signs. And I was like, 15, obviously. And so I was like, I got it. Like, they're going to show a picture of one that says stop, and I'll go, oh, that one says stop. I, I can tell because I can read it. And then they started, they threw me for a curve, when they started showing all the signs and just the geometric shapes, like all in gray. So it wasn't yeah. like even red or orange or yellow. It was just like, well, fuck. Now, what's, a, what's, what's, what's that trapezoid mean? Is there a railroad? I don't Children know. Children at play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what is a, um, a yellow triangle? And I think that's children at play. And a red one would be yield, you know, like a, yes. a red and white one. And they, they, but they'll give you the signs with no words on them, and you're supposed to know them by that. In Jersey, yeah. there were a couple things that you might not know, like um, how many points do you get for passing a school bus? You know, like how many points is the tickets? Three. Ticket? It's five, I think. And it's um, five. Yeah, it's, they it's, got, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I did that once. Jersey's yeah. hard to drive in. <laughs> Jersey, not only is there winter weather, which is tough, but the road systems are pretty bad. I think that's tied into the winter weather. There's just more potholes. And um, also, it's a really old state. Like, it's been... I want to be like it, it was. It's been densely populated for a long time, so there's all kinds of. You know how you guys have been. Or I know Kyle, anyways, been to Boston. Maybe Taylor too. Yeah, Taylor's. Yeah. I, I was there with you. Um, like all the roads, they're not like just great grids that make sense and everything's laid out right. It's all it like hectic spaghetti. Some guy in a like stagecoach first carved out this path, and it's just been paved since then. It's a wreck. Jersey's got a lot of stuff that kind of doesn't make sense. You know, it, it wasn't planned out by some city planner. It just evolved that way. I think it's a hard place to drive. I think it's hard. Um, they'll expand the road, right? So you got like a one-lane road with an on-ramp. Then it expands to two. So now the on-ramp is literally like, 30 feet long and you really got to like floor it. If you don't have a fast car, it takes a certain driving style. You have to make sure it's clear for like a quarter mile before you enter the highway. Cause the acceleration lane is so tiny. It's, it's more challenging than I think a, a lot of other States. They need to tear all that up and just get a fresh start. Speaking of fresh starts, it's time for a fresh start. Start the year off on the right foot and the right pants with the right jacket over the right shirt. Trunk Club is here to handle your wardrobe so you can focus on what matters. Trunk Club takes the hassle out of shopping by finding the best clothes for you and your style. You'll look and feel amazing and will always have the perfect clothes on for the season. At trunkclub.com PKA, you answer uh, a few simple questions about your style, preferences, and size and are assigned an expert stylist. Uh, your stylist will handpick clothes from the best premium brands just to prove of what you like and send back what you don't like. 
And just like that, a trunk arrives at your doorstep filled with hand-picked clothes that are perfect for you. Try them on, keep what you like, and easily return what you don't in their prepaid trunk. Trunk Club is not a subscription service. You only pay for the clothes you keep from your, uh, from your trunk, and there are no hidden charges, just great clothes. Get started today, and uh, Trunk Club will style you for free, plus free shipping both ways. You only pay for the clothes that you keep. So uh, to take advantage of this, go to trunkclub.com slash PKA. That's trunkclub.com slash PKA for a trunk filled with clothes you'll love wearing. Mm-hmm. I love this idea. Like it, I feel like my sense you guys need of, to get on it. My style is laughably bad, right? Like the Woody's Gamer shorts are unique to me because no one else wears that shit. That shit was fashionable for like two months back in six years ago, if that. Um, but I, <laughs> it would be so funny if you had some other like old fashioned thing that you were still rolling on with, like you still had the Jinko jeans or something. Dude, yeah, wh- or when cape. I first started YouTube, I wore mandals. <laughs> a cape. I wore mandals, and like everyone started laughing at my mandals, like they showed up in a video, and I, you know, I rolled with it. It didn't hurt my feelings. My like, it's not a big part of my sense of self worth, but it was like, <laughs> oh, noted. I guess mandals are bad. No one notified me. You yeah, know? they made fun of mine too. Yeah, and, and uh, but like a, a service like Trunk.com, where you like, you're like, all right, you know, I I'd like to look good. I I feel like I could look. I, I'm wearing a button-down shirt today. Why? I don't know. I get good feedback on it. Even Jackie likes it. She touches me, and uh, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I feel better about myself. People think nicely yeah. about me. It, it's good to look good. They're super high quality clothes. Like I know you guys need to get on it, so they'll send you your trunk. But I got my trunk last week, and it's it's a legit trunk. It's probably this wider than I can even put my hands on this screen. Just as tall as it is wide, a giant cube full of clothes. And like it's not shitty quality clothes. It's like uh, the guy even asked me like, where do you do most of your shopping? And I was just like, oh Nordstrom. And he's like, okay, yeah, we'll send you some some stuff that you might even find there. And it's it's so great. You know, the, the clothes are high quality. I kept a pair of jeans, which uh, are in the other room right now because I'm not wearing jeans right now. Are you wearing but, to get pants on this? right now? Uh, I'm wearing pajama pants. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, it's super high quality. I liked it a lot. And the way that they included the uh, uh, part of the big thing with, like, shipping shit back, I'm always hesitant about services like that because I'm like, all right, am I going to get a box and then I'm going to cut that box open and now I'm on the box hunt to try and find <laughs> a way to ship this back? No, it's, duct it's just you, you – untape the two little pieces of packing tape they do flip it open take everything out try it on put it back reflip it use the tape that they send to reseal it in the same spots and then they have just a printed out uh postage information whatever just slap that back on there and ship it back like it was so much easier than i thought it would be and so i'd recommend it it's a good i'm gonna do that and then i I, they have a questionnaire like i i I complimented the um we had a wine sponsor who were they do you guys remember the wine club w or something I think you're right. Um, in a similar way, they ask you, like, you know, what do you dress? What do you do? What are you wearing? So that they can get you close. You know, if you work on the stock market, they're going to recommend different things than whatever. I don't know. The opposite of the stock market. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They'll, they'll, you know, where do you shop now? They asked Taylor. So, they'll figure out your sense of style and then kind of upgrade it, fresh start it, and new wardrobe you. Yeah. And they give you stuff I, from a lot of different places. So, like, when I, I think a lot of men tend to do this, but when I shop, I like to go to one department store. I go to Nordstrom and I get fucking everything done because I don't want to be traipsing about the mall, like lifting up shirts in H&M and seeing if I like that more. Like I just want it one and done. But with this, like I'm getting clothes that I know they know I like from that store and then they're giving me like a, a smattering of other things too that I can kind of sample. So it's 
it's nice. Yeah, I'm about to go on that trip to Colorado, so I, I could use some long sleeve stuff, I'm sure. Maybe a jacket. I might just do a jacket, something like that. I need to get on there. Talk to my stylist, Eric. I think he's he's been emailing me. I look forward to getting back in touch. I, I, on, the, on the website, they asked you to... There's a part where you can upload a photograph, and I uploaded a picture of me like shooting a 500 Magnum, and there's like a huge fireball coming out of the end. It's, just, it's like an action shot and everything. I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, he asked me uh, when I spoke to the stylist like I was in the car just like getting some errands done and uh, one of the questions was like where do you shop and then he's like okay what would you describe your style as and like I don't know like casual to business casual depending on what I'm doing and he's like alright alright like taking notes he's like what are you wearing now and I had to like hedge and like excuse myself for it now like well right now I'm wearing uh, wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt that says this might tickle with a picture of Mr. Potato Head on it but that's not that's not uh, <laughs> what I usually wear like of course not Eric like uh, usually I'd be wearing a, like my hair's nice and quaffed in a, in a sport coat but uh, but right, not right now so I almost felt shamed a little bit knowing that he's sitting there with his skinny nice expensive jeans feet up on the desk judging me <laughs> you're like oh i got some uh vintage you're like picking the, the cheetos out of your teeth right? yeah got some vintage slacks on and so i uh, got a <laughs> cable nice cashmere cable knit sweater uh, our mounty jacket yeah yeah and meanwhile you're just like sweats and baggy shirt got a nascar shirt on <laughs> jeff gordon rainbow warrior baby he retired right i don't know i think he did i think he had his last race he he Somehow, like in NASCAR, I'm not an expert on this, but they do something to allow people who weren't going to make the last race, like just barely slip in, and he did that. So all he had to do was win the last race, and he could win a whole championship. Like, you know, in um, yeah, his, so historically, the last race or two, like if you go back a bit, it didn't. Sometimes it didn't even matter. Or like this guy only has to finish the race to the third. chase. <clears throat> they put playoffs in basically. Okay. Really? Yeah, so he wasn't killing it. Maybe it was last year, but um, he managed to make it to the last race. All he had to do was win. Play that. Playoffs doesn't sound right. More of a postseason, you know, like only the yeah. best, only the top drivers make it into the postseason. So then you don't have that big cluttered racetrack full of like dummies who don't, can't even get their car painted and shit, <laughs> you know, running in, running in there like Ricky Bobby. Uh, I, I don't watch NASCAR. I, I'm not a big fan. It's It's pretty silly if you ask me. Yeah, looking at this standing situation, I just went to ESPN.com and typed in NASCAR. Like this is, I guess, I guess Jeff Gordon is still really good. He's number I, three, five thousand oh, racing yeah. points or whatever. I think the season's over, I think. And he, a, yeah, he had one win this year. It's a good season. Wow. Mm. Is yeah. that pretty big around where you are? Like, is your do you have any family members who are NASCAR fans? Me, my I dad is an. My dad is an anti-sports fan. He doesn't. He thinks sports are silly, uh, what? and he always has. My dad does yeah. too now. Oh, yeah. I hate my my dad always has. I, I'm the same way, man. I, I really don't. I, I'm like, oh, this is kind of a big waste of time. Like, 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 like yeah. I don't fucking care. You know, the dad that raised me, not the one I have now. The dad that raised me liked basketball. He even liked football a little bit, but mostly basketball. He played too. Um, they used to call him the Thunder, <laughs> and uh, and I guess he played a physical brand of basketball. And uh, I remember one time, some guy uh, who was new to the gym felt like uh, my father wasn't going to be competitive just by sizing him up. And uh, if I have the story right, he like backed him up like with his butt, like you know, 
aggressively and then did this scoop shot that he was real successful with and the other guy got like knocked to the ground and uh, one of these like you felt the thunder because <laughs> he'll bring the wrath of god on you <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not the dad that i had it when he was in his 30s and stuff we used oh. to go to the the basketball court and i was i would play like in one of the unused courts i was i could barely throw the ball up to the rim and he would go in there and uh apparently i don't think he was like the best at the gym but he was um you know, among the better players in his league. And then when he qualified for the over 35 league, all of a sudden he was like, like, you know, big fish, small pond. Like that was his domain. He, he'd be in the over 35 league. <laughs> like and all men's this... league hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you go into men's league hockey as like a 22 year old and it's like playing against a bunch of like 44 year old accountants and you're just tearing shit up. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's dude, what it's like. That, that was me. I was like the 44. I'd play against people who were in the AHL, which is like the minor leagues last year. Right, last year he was trying to get into the NHL. Now he's playing against me, and he's just impossible. Like those guys were worse. We played against. We had a few like straggly NHLers in the league, and but they would tend to be a little older, and they had their perspective together. You know, a lot of the NHL guys would just make the rest of the team so much better. Lightning passes on you. If you pass it to me so hard that it's mistaken for a shot, I might not receive it properly. But with these guys, all I had to do was put the stick on the ground, and they would handle the rest for me. <laughs> like, yeah, like people, good players make you look good. Yeah, Not imagine like basketball if, where the best player just makes themselves look great. Yeah, imagine you're playing baseball and you didn't really catch it; you just held your glove steady enough that they could beam it into your hand. That's what playing with NHLers is like. You know, like you're on first base. You're like, all right, right here. No, no, you handle the rest. Hit, hit it in this part. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm off camera, but yeah, that's what they do. And they're amazing and it's incredible. And then once they slam it on my stick with a 60 mile an hour pass, um, either I have soft enough hands to catch it or it just kind of deflects four feet in front of me and I can assemble it from there, you know, like, yeah. Know. Or you completely fuck it up and then you have to like skate for a change and pretend there was like an equipment issue. Be like, that. <laughs> like God damn stick. I, ever since I switched to carbon fiber, I swear to God, like, <laughs> uh, not responsive enough. Yeah. But I, I, forgot how I don't we got, mind uh, like doing like pickup hockey, pick up pretty much any sport other than basketball. I hate when I was like with friends in high school at the rec center or whatever, or in college. And it was like, uh, Oh yeah, we just finished working out. Let's all just play some pickup basketball. Like I staunchly refused every time I've invited to play pickup basketball because I will make an ass out of myself out there. And I look like a fool. Like, I don't know if you guys I'm, play basketball at all, but I look I'm, like a dick. I'm I can't right there with I, you. just air balls. I look like, just the worst. I'm person. just bad, right? And and then in if I'm playing pickup basketball and it's friends or like I used to play at Cisco, there was a stage where I was playing basketball at Cisco and stuff. Oh, the cool thing about playing basketball at Cisco, at least at the time, there would be like a couple actual basketball players, and then a couple like computer programmers who just wanted to stay in shape, like my elite, my guys, and then there would be Indians. Now these oh. guys, these guys don't grow up around basketball, right? You have to be like, no, 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 no. You have to dribble with one hand, like, oh, one hand. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. You got to dribble one hand. Dribble in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even though I saw, like, it, we, would, I, I've talked about this before, but like, amongst Cisco people, I am an elite athlete, and I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Was, just being the biggest fish in a tiny little, uh, you know, semi-athletic pond. Yeah, that, that reeks of curry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So, so in there. But, I, I, like, as a teenager and stuff, we had a basketball court 
whatever, 10 blocks from my house or something, Ocean City. And uh, I'd go down there. And I'm bad enough that I'd, like, I'd see, I'd be sitting there waiting to play, right? And I would usually join in when they were short a guy. Like, all right, it's 5v4. I, I would hop in. And uh, then some actual basketball player would come up and confidently say, like, I got next. And it's like, mm, the ball's on that guy. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. saying he'd like to play in the next game. Like, that's kind of some hot shit. You know, I, I'd like to be invited to the next game. What a coincidence. I got I to gotta head home right after this. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it. You know, like ships passing in the night. Someday I'll get you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was just, I, I don't know. I put some hours into basketball too, but I, I you know what? I'm a swimmer. Yeah. I would go out. We don't throw like, and catch. I, had, I went through phases after school and high school where like I would come home and I would either spend like three hours just uh, shooting the puck in the net in the driveway because like it was fun for me to pretend and fool around when I wasn't playing goal, try and get a good shot. And I enjoyed that. And then I'd go through phases where I'd spend like three hours after school being like, you know what? So many of my friends are good at basketball. I just need to get good at one thing. If I can get really good at a layup or a shot or something, like I can at least participate. And they'll be like, hey, look at him, not useless. And just like weeks in of practicing basketball just in my driveway, I just had to be like, this isn't going to come to you. Like if I had like a trajectory of, of my stats of how many baskets just I was making, lining. there was no upward, upward <laughs> there was maybe like a peak of like a really great day shooting like 15% and then all the rest <laughs> was just shit. And it was like, what's the point? Why am I doing this? I had a I, question for you. Yeah. So I saw your AMA and someone asked if you could skate. Uh, this probably, and I often hear, and you said it yourself, that the goalie's the best skater on the team, right? Mm -hmm. I have never seen a goalie demonstrate that. I've heard it. It's like a truism in hockey, right? Goalie's the best skater on the team and stuff. And that's always true in terms of like, like in place footwork, right? You know, like a goalie can drop to his knees and stand up really well. A goalie can shuffle from side to side, certainly better than any other player can go. But do you think you were the best, like, if you were a winger who had to, like, zip up and catch his center, you that best skater, too? It's it's hard to compare because uh, goalie skates are so much different than player skates that you learn to skate a lot differently. So as far as... Can I interrupt? Uh, like, like, yeah, because in goalie skates, you can't demonstrate it. Goalie skates are, I don't know if yours were, but the goalies I played with often were super dull, right? So they couldn't even... Yeah, a lot of goalies do that. I don't know why they do. I think that's usually just laziness because they don't want to deal with having to push harder off their uh, their lead foot if they like slide over and then there's a quick pass back and then they switch back. Like a lot of goalies keep their skates dull. I don't know why. I never did. I kept mine pretty sharp. But like the whole difference of like if you're skating with goalie skates because the blades are flat, you have to push back. So I'm doing that motion to get mm -hmm. speed. So I'm not gonna hit a top speed as like a player could because like they're pushing down back like this, almost like they're running on the ice. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm skating more laterally in a way. So as far as like relative speed, like when I would play on good teams, I, I could keep up. Like I was pretty fucking quick. I was a good skater, certainly the best in a small area. Cause that's what your job is as a goalie and your skates lend it, like lend you that ability. Like you don't have to worry about rocking back and forth and losing your balance. It's flat. So you're, you're good to go there. But uh, yeah, it is like a hockey truism that I wouldn't say is always true. There's some goalies out there who are just shit skaters, but just make up for it with just natural great reflexes. But I'd say most of the time they are good skaters. They're, they're among the best skaters on the team. Uh, it's just a matter of their skates being like a hindrance. Have you used goalie skates before? Yeah, I don't own them though, but I've, I've played goalie and borrowed equipment. 
Yeah, like I don't know if if you skated enough that it made like a huge difference. I'm, I mean, you, you played hockey enough, I'm sure. Everything it would. Like, when was. I... I was terrible at goalie, and I didn't realize how bad I would be. Like it seemed pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um. Okay, for example, uh, as a defenseman, every so often, like maybe the goalie's out of position or something, you find yourself playing goalie for four seconds, right? Like, all right, that guy, the goalie's, they just passed across. The goalie's on his knees. I'm gonna handle this open part of the net until he, you know, sorts himself out. Um, maybe the goalie doesn't have a stick. I don't know. Whatever. Sometimes you help. If they shoot it at me super hard, I can catch it with my stick and just easily like either dump it in a corner or outlet pass, right? When I'm a goalie, all of a sudden I'm holding shit backwards. I did like I didn't really dawn yeah, on me. Yeah, you have to shoot left-handed if you're a right. That's a big problem. And you're shooting left-handed and your gloves are not useful gloves, not not for handling a stick. You know, I always I often wondered why even at the like I felt like an A-league goalie was a C league at stick handling, right? I didn't know why that was until I played goalie, and then it's uh, I was just there isn't really a league for me. I was a non-player with regards to stick handling. Yeah, that's but, an interesting thing when you play goalie is like people either have like so much respect for it that like when you make a save that's pretty easy, they're like, "Wow, how'd you do it?" <laughs> or they completely underestimate it. And it happened one point where it was one of my good teams, and I was like sixteen. Uh, me and the other goalie, my backup on our team, we both were violently ill with the stomach flu. And so I started the game, and I got like half a period in. I Thank God the other team wasn't like super great getting a ton of shots because I was just sitting there like, I'm going to have to stop a shot soon, and I'm going to shit my pants right in the <laughs> middle of this ice rink. Oh, and, and so you see it on the ice too. Yeah, it would be horrible in, in the, <laughs> the cold there. Oh, But I had to like flag can't, can't down just... the coach. Yeah. What were you saying? So I see when there's blood on the ice. I've seen the process for cleaning that up, and it's a little gross because they sort of shave up the ice, and it makes like a blood slushy out there, and then they scoop that away. I've seen that in person. It happened at the game I was at. But to shit the ice, now that is a much – now you bleed on the ice so much they got to come out there and clean it up. You're like, yeah, yeah, I fucking showed him. Look, they got to clean up what, what, I, what I did to him, but, but you shit yourself, and there's, it, there's no tough yeah. talk for that. I, saw, uh, I was reading a Wikipedia article about like some old-school goalie from like the 1950s before the NHL was like more than six teams, and apparently he, like, of course, no mask. He would just have a bunch of chewing tobacco in his mouth every game and just have a big pile of chew spit right in the front of his crease, and then every so often just like spread it around and move it so that defensemen and offensemen on the other <laughs> team wouldn't want to get up close to him because they could fall in all of his chew spit. And it was like, oh, the 50s. But uh, anyway, with that, that goalie thing, like, I had to flag down when I knew I was going to be diarrheaing all over the place. Had to like tell my coach, like, you pull me right now, which is a huge faux pas in hockey. You do not tell your coach you need to come out. You come out when he tells you to. But I just like started skating over there. He's like, all right, get in there, do your thing. Uh, Adam, you get in there. He went in. By the time I had finished shitting my brains out, I come back out, and he's like, oh, thank God, Taylor, you got to get in there. He's going to poop his pants out there. And so we switched <laughs> off for a whole period and a half until eventually my coach was like, we got to call a timeout. He sent one of our useless defensemen who like he basically was like, all right, guys, this isn't going great, but who thinks they can play goalie? And one guy was like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can do it. Like, I've watched them do it enough. And so he went in there, got dressed in all his goalie stuff, of course, like skating awkwardly because he can't use the legs right. And that was just the catalyst that let the other team see, like, guys, are you that's not even a goalie. That's just, another, that's just some guy. He doesn't even have a goalie helmet on. He just has the round, regular face mask. Let's, let's light this guy up. And they scored like six times on him 
in like a period and a half. Yeah, all from like outside shots. the blue line. Yeah. It's like yeah, everything yeah. will go by. Yeah. Yeah. J- just so terrible. Like just falling on his knees and then like doing that slide back where suddenly you're on your ass and you're useless. But uh, yeah, it's always, it's like almost satisfying to watch your team lose when it's like that, where it's like, see, see what would happen. When, when I played goalie, I thought that I would be like, so I played a lot of defense. That was often my thing. And um, I thought that as far as stopping the shots on the ice, I would be at least as good as a defenseman and then recognize that I might not be as good uh, you know, with the blocker and the glove hand. But it turned out I was bad at all of it because <laughs> it's totally different. You're holding the stick wrong and you're trying to – the glove hand is nothing like a, 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 a whatever a skater's glove is. It's very difficult to handle the stick using it and it's backwards and everything is hard. So. When was the first shot on you that you realized, like, oh, no, this is, this is harder than I thought it was going to be? Warm-ups, you know? <laughs> I, I did wear my skates. Like, the, I didn't – I've done it more than once. I, I, the time I'm thinking of, though, I wore my skates, and I could move like I could normally could. Like, I wasn't a bad skater, but it is – yeah. I've worn goalie skates, too, though, I really have. Anyway, it, it, everything's bad. I'm not good at goalie. I'm terrible. But I'd love to see Kyle try. What that I, would make my day. I was a fast skater, like the opposite of you. Like I, I went up and down the ice at full speed most of the time, and that made me as fast or faster than most of the other players. But in traffic, I never felt like I was slick. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, we have one rink around here that's Olympic sized, and that was kind of my thing. Like I didn't even have to out stick handle anyone or whatever. I could just go wide and that worked well for me. Yeah. I had more of an appreciation for like people who played out when I would play on like the C team. Like when I was a sophomore in high school, uh, there was like a team of like eighth and ninth graders who weren't good enough for JV. And somehow I still qualified to be on there as long as I wasn't goalie. Like I wasn't allowed to play goalie on that team, but they were like, Hey, if you want to go play forward and just fuck around, you can do it. And I was like, I can do that. That's so easy. And so I go out there with my big giant, goalie skates like an asshole with my my player outfit that i borrowed from some kid that was way smaller than me so i just looked like a goober (laughs) (laughs) and i i just never realized how hard it was to stay on your man and like play defense i just get in like a zone of like i'm gonna catch this pass and i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot on that i'm gonna get this oh oh it's going the other oh man i really fucked up like that that's my that goal was my fault like i'm not in position at all everybody's looking at me like i'm an ass that position thing is really tricky like there's yeah sometimes you need to like if the guy that you're covering is way out of position you have to read the play and figure out if you should also be out of position or if you should play that zone you know like if that guy is out of you might have a breakout opportunity you know yeah it's hard so i have appreciation for that but yeah. Uh, Sorry, Kyle. Don't what mean do you ex- have here, Kyle? You, do you have a topic? Oh, I, it, it's barely a topic, but you know, sometimes when someone has to shoot a free throw, the the you know, especially in college games, the the students in the background will do something that's very distracting to kind of throw off the guy. I thought this was a really good one. What are they doing? Oh, they're having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty creative. It's oh, a person born <laughs> under there. <laughs> and everybody cheers when the person comes out. <laughs> and then he misses. It's, it's pretty great. Think yeah. of how much better golf would be if you could do stuff like that. Totally. The putt. I don't know why. Like, if t- I feel like if Tiger Woods hadn't have been a thing, then like the PGA would have taken note of Happy Gilmore and adopted some of the changes that took place in that movie. Like the rough like and rowdy unlikely. fan. <laughs> I don't think they would have taken cues from Happy Gilmore. 
What's that? There's no way that. I, I think it's it might be you, but um, probably. I uh, yeah, no, I don't think that. Uh, what is it? The PGA would be like Happy Gilmore if it yeah. wasn't for yeah. Tiger holding. Hey, it there's back. this popular what? movie that rips on our entire uh, <laughs> viewer base and fan. It base. improves it dramatically. Like you, you got people screaming at the tee offs. You got you got sponsorships, like like a little bit of cursing, some fighting, and you know just knocking the shit out of the ball. I'd watch that. PGA is so fucking lame. I can't like, like it Golf was interesting. Yeah, totally. It, like it was interesting to see like Tiger Woods dominate a sport. Like I'll watch it. You know, if if the, if there's a guy who's apparently the best at darts there's ever been, of course I'll tune in and watch a great at his thing, even if his thing is sort of lame and mediocre. But you take him out of there, I don't give a shit who's hitting that ball and where it's going and who's winning winning money. I I don't care. Back when I played hockey all the time, people would be like, "Yeah, you know, do you play golf?" I'm like, "Nah, I play hockey. I'm saving golf for my old age." Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good uh, hockey players who become really good golfers after they retire. Apparently, like a uh, Brett Hall, you know who that is, I'm sure. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, he's good at golf though. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, on a list of like the top ten like best ex other athlete golfers, which is funny that like these other athletes who dominated their own really physically Jordan. demanding sports can just in retirement be like, I'm gonna take something else up, and they just take up the sport that other old men have been doing their whole life. Like, I understand it's hard, but it's just God, it's so boring and almost like elitist. I was at a um, a Hurricanes game, and I think they were. I think it was they were down two to one in the series or something like that, and it was the first home game, so they were going to like even it up or maybe I'm mixing it up. But um, oh, oh, I know what it was. They split the series in Detroit, and then they came home, so they were either going to be up a game or down a game based on the first home game. And this is the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? So this is like the last round for the in the finals. And uh, it, we, the Hurricanes were about to win. It was like one minute left in the game. And, uh, and we were going to be up in the series against Detroit. Now, the Hurricanes at the time were like this sort of regional team, they had really low payroll, no business being in the playoffs. And Detroit was the like juggernaut you know there were there were like seven guys who made the hall of fame on that team at that time and uh the, the hurricanes were about to go ahead bread hole scores with like one minute to go and ties the game and he comes back he sticks his tongue out at his teammates like ah, like how cool is this and then i swear this part's true he locks eyes with me and enjoys my disappointment <laughs> so yeah i had bought fantastic tickets i sat right behind the detroit bench uh, the, the most notable thing was throughout the game as it went on they smelled worse and worse and worse but i was close <laughs> enough to be offended by the bo of the of all these detroit guys and uh the canes ended up losing in like triple or quadruple overtime that would be kind of awesome to live in an area like where you are that has a team like the hurricanes and i'm sure tickets are so cheap if you want to go see their games and you could just like go see anytime you want it. Like even if you're not a huge Canes fan, you could just constantly be seeing live hockey the, and not have to pay an arm and a leg. The cheapest of the tickets are probably pretty cheap. Let's well, I'm just looking around. I linked a video, like a hockey video, I think is funny from a Chicago, Colorado game where this uh, this hockey fan is taunting a player who got an injury, and then the fan oh, ends this. up having something bad happen to Dude, him. Dude, the tickets yeah. are cheaper than I thought. 
like against New York, which is a more popular team here because a lot of them uh, um, like transplants. Yeah, transplants. The tickets start at thirteen dollars, but against Calgary, for example, they start at nine. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like starting, starting at nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the The highest number here I see is against Chicago. They start at twenty three. So yeah, well, there's Chicago's been so successful in recent years that they have new fans everywhere, so they just flood arenas. It's so obnoxious when we play Chicago and St. Louis, and they just show up. There's like one of them for every four of us. I've bought the cheapest tickets at. Um... The, where the Hurricanes play, I forget the name of the arena, and uh, it's scary at the top. Like it, it the, the the it's so steep at the very top that like it's almost like a ladder where you want to go down the steps backwards. You know, <laughs> put your hands on the thing. Like they're like it it's it catches your attention. I see parents like holding their children's hands because if you were to like hypothetically just fall forward on those steps. You'd fall down like eighteen steps or something. Like, like, it's yeah, like a not ladder. Not a trivial amount of steps of concrete steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, y- y- if you were walking on a normal stairs and you took like a giant step, you'd go down like three steps, right? You know, something like that. Two, three steps with one giant step. Um, here, it would be like nine. Like, they're just all vertical steps. It's. It's like uh, Kyle. Remember that scene in Lord of the Rings where they're trying to climb up. Uh, past Minas Morgul, and then they before they run into Shelob, and they're having to like climb the stairs like this, like Mount. It's like that. It's, yeah. It's, up it's, the stair. <laughs> That's a great movie. I recently rewatched it all. Um, Lord of the I Rings. Always, yeah, I'm uh, due. It, I uh, I watched the extended versions. Um, I have them on DVD, but it's been years, and so I actually purchased it online. Uh, all three, you get all three movies in HD in the extended format for like forty bucks. So I just got it, and uh, they're dramatically longer. So if you're a Lord of the Rings fan who's never seen the extended version, you're you're missing like almost two hours of new Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings content. That's actually good and adds to the story quite a bit. It really fleshes out. Tracking Kyle's media consumption is crazy. Like, like, there's so much of it. There's, like, he really watches a lot of stuff. He's like, oh yeah, uh, I stumbled through seven seasons of this show. Wouldn't recommend right. it. Yeah, yeah, I was watching Nurse Jackie. On, like, I'm on like episode three, season two. Since he told me about it, you know, we started at roughly the same time. He's seven seasons in and, and has it all figured out. He's like, yeah, yeah. And, and in the meantime, I I also consumed about 14 hours of Lord of the Rings and, and this and that. And it's just like, holy smokes. What I'm working on right now <laughs> is called the God. It's called the Godfather Epic, okay? So what they did is they took Godfather 1 and 2, and they re-edited both films into one mega film. They added a ton of extra never-before-seen footage, and they, they, they edit it chronologically. And God, Godfather 1 and 2 kind of hop around a lot between you know the old days in like 1901 America and, and back in Italy, and then back forward again to like mob dealings, and it can be a bit confusing. Uh, you know, because and it's an older movie, it's a little bit slower paced than some people are, and so you can get bored and and zone out. This thing, guess how long it is? It's 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 both movies compiled into one. Two movies it's compiled into one. I'm seven gonna, hours. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm using psychology and not logic. I would assume two movies compiled into one would be three hours. It's seven hours. Really? It is four hundred and twenty-four minutes long. <laughs> um, would you think it's, I, it's too long? You would. 
All right, so, so so I don't know. So you know, there maybe I was thinking maybe there's a pacing issue. Like, how are you going to get through this thing? I definitely knew I wasn't going to watch it all in one sitting. So what we did is we watched the first hour and, and a half in one sitting, and that gets you up through the wedding, through uh, you know the daughter's wedding, uh, and we're going to you know take on another hour and a half tonight probably or something like that. But I stay up really late almost every night, and then I wake up like I'll stay up like four or five a.m. and then I'll get up at like eleven. Um, sometimes I sleep in, you know, they, if there's nothing to do, like, uh, day before yesterday, it was freezing rain. I wasn't going to do shit. So I slept till like almost one in the afternoon, I guess. But, uh, most nights I'm up till like three or four watching, uh, something or another. Nurse Jackie's been one of the new ones. I, like I said, I watched all of that shit there was to watch. Um, Dude, but I'm now I'm on the Godfather epic. It's good. I'm getting a fireplace and I'm conscious of the fact that fireplace talk could very well go down with mic talk and lawnmower talk in that I am very enthusiastic about this and nobody else is. <laughs> now, there's a certain, there's a certain like, that's not all <clears throat> bad. Like Kyle tells stories of him deep frying stuff and I feel like it's parallel to the things I mentioned. Like I, there's a lot of people who don't really share his passion for deep frying, but he's so passionate about it some decent storytelling there. I am so, I, I'll tell you this, I'm 30 times more excited about fireplace day than I was Christmas, you know, like, fire, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't really care tomorrow. I'm supposed to get my fireplace. I'm jazzed. I've been watching the clock. I've been like on Craigslist. Scott, my firewood was just delivered during the show. Oh, wood burning. Yeah, yeah. Not one of those gas bitch. Oh, I could talk about the options we got there. You know, I, I have a propane gas log set there now. But it's expensive to run. Propane's pretty pricey. And um, we were going to get pellets. But in this area, you can't buy pellets. Or if you can, you just get them at the start of the season and they run out. So pellets just haven't really taken over North Carolina yet. I, I went to several different places with pellets in mind. And they're like, this just isn't the place. They're like, we'll sell you pellets. We'd have to special order it because we don't stock them here. Because no one sells. What is a pellet? I don't a, understand. Oh, I'm sorry. A, a pellet stove, they take sawdust and kind of just compress them into pellets. And then they can self-feed and self-start. And um, it actually seems like a really good system if your local locality, I'll say, supports pellets. Uh, mine doesn't. You can't get pellets here. And uh, apparently, North Carolina is like the leading producer of pellets, perhaps because we have a big furniture industry here and we make sawdust. I just thought of that mm. myself. But um, uh, they ship them overseas. And wow. you can't even get them. It's all that lobbying from Big Pellet. <laughs> exactly. <Big> pellet. So <laughs> pellets just aren't a thing here, and we decided to go wood. And I just want to have this wood burning stove, freaking cranking heat, and then like the HVAC system spreading it around the house. I'm very excited about this. I'm looking forward to like burning shit. I'm, I'm huge on burning shit. I'm a big fan of that. And uh, tomorrow is supposed to be fireplace day, but tomorrow is also like snowy, freezing rain day. And I'm afraid. Perfect that it's not going to happen. That yeah, that could be perfect. Oh. It'd be the best time to enjoy your new fireplace. But not the best time to install one. I'm, I'm hoping that they don't cancel it and make me wait. And then, like, next week it's going to be in the 50s where I barely want the thing, and it, it could How go hard horribly wrong. How hard is it to wrong. install a fireplace? Like, what do they have to do? There's Knock out a wall? Uh, well, it, it's, uh, it's actually an insert stove. Right, so that it has like the door in the front and stuff like that. But the tricky part is they're putting in a lining through the, the chimney. So they need to go up there, sort of drop the lining down, and then connect it to the back of the stove. Hmm. So yeah. some people That's wouldn't a... want to go onto the roof in freezing rain and snow. 
that's a that's a cool little uh, construction project I guess you got going on. I thought about doing it myself, but like. I don't know. In some cases, there's literally like building permits involved and like... Yeah, they, you don't want any of that. They make it so you don't want to do it. Plus, there's a lot of things I'm comfortable with, right? I hate plumbing, but I'm, I'm pretty good with a lot of construction stuff. I'm pretty good with electrical stuff, especially with my brother there to answer questions. Um, but I've really never done fire stuff before. And I feel like I have an opportunity to mess it up. My, uh, my dad's over there. They're starting construction on his little man cave uh, at his farm. Um, the, I, I don't know how many square feet that's going to be, but but he's basically putting in like a bathroom, you but, know, full bath, like fifteen hundred ish, right? Like it's a good Probably, size yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think wow. I think it's going to be. Um, he's already got like um, a structure there that he was like parking stuff under, so it's like um, you know it, it's a structure, but he's going to flesh it out and make it like a man cave. Um, he's going to put like a full bath, uh, washer and dryer in there, like a living room area. Does he still do um, a lot of it, or is he mostly like the foreman on this project? Um, definitely the foreman. Oh yeah, it, uh, he's got a friend who does construction work like that, and uh, and he was over there the other day, and he was like, "How much would it cost to do this?" And he gave him a good price, and so he's not doing any of it. He's, so for uh, all intents and purposes, he's just moving out in a way. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. So, like, I think, so the deal is that, like, um, he hangs out over there for as long as he can until it gets cold at night, and uh, a lot of times his buddies will, like, hang out over there, and they'll kind of circle through, and um, Dad's got, a, got a, a shop with a car lift and a paint booth and a bunch of, a bunch of tools, you know, air tools and power tools and mechanics tools. And so uh, anybody who knows, he knows who doesn't have access to that stuff, you know, you will come over there and use his stuff and borrow tools and stuff. So it, every day there's at least one or two visitors. And I think the idea is to make like a cool, uh, warm man cave over there that he can just kind of hang out until like nine or 10 o'clock at night. Then I think he's gonna put a bed in there too. Actually, he might just move out and live That's over what it there. Sounds like sounds like something's uh, on the rocks, and he's like, "Fuck this! I'm, oh, I'm starting my own little one bedroom apartment." He can have apartment. all the benefits of a, a divorce without the financial deficit. Look, I didn't want to get into it too much, but that's what we're talking about here. He's he he was, he was talking about the cost of a divorce and the cost of you know just doing <laughs> just something like this. His own place. Yeah, light years would. better by like a factor of ten or twenty or something like that. It's it's much better to just build yourself a man cave than to get a divorce. Uh, so, but but yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. I've got a, a pool like a full slate, eight foot slate pool table right now that's like doing nothing in storage. And I got a ping pong table, and um, there's arcade machines behind me. But I got more, and I've got, I got lots of stuff that I'm not really using right now. I've got like a, um, I don't know, half a dozen uh, recliner chairs uh, and stuff like that. So I'm gonna, you know, donate some of that stuff to the cause, and uh, make him a cool little room. Over I'm gonna hook him up uh, like a an internet entertainment area so that he's got Netflix and Hulu and shit and a TV up on the wall because he's he's not. Good I bet that. your dad is I need a so video tour. excited. Even if it's just if it's not on YouTube or anything, you walk around with your phone and show me what. Yeah, uh, I'll do that. What is, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a question. I don't know. Stop me if we just need a new topic. You have an industrial building. Doing anything with that lately? Um, no, not doing anything with that. I got to get that all sorted out. Um, but it's got. I'm using it for storage right now. Mm -hmm. It's got tons of. It's got tons of stuff in it. That's where I keep my explosives. I got a. Uh, uh, 400 pounds of uh, explosives in there, and, and and I probably should have said that out loud. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that, that's where he intends to. Well, that's where they're supposed to be. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
Uh, no, they're just not for commercial purposes. Yeah, well, I mean, they're my they're my private. It's my private stock of explosives exactly. that I use for fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm looking yeah. through some of these uh, AMAs. Oh, right, right. Yeah, um, I like the one that. All right, so what would stop you from doing the show or make you quit the show? Um, I really like doing this. I like having a thing to do every week, if nothing else. So, um, I, you know, it's, I really can't think of like something that would make me stop. You know, probably the same sorts of things that would make me stop doing a lot of things that are kind of parts of my life right now, like major injuries and and you know people dying and like life changing shit. Because you know I get along really well with Woody and uh, and get really really well with Taylor, and we kind of got a, a nice flow going here. This thing is. Pretty easy to do. Uh, most of the like work work is on uh, Woody's shoulders because he has to do the upload and render every every week. And then um, you know having Chiz in place is kind of a part of the. He's if 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 this were a radio show we're doing, he'd be our executive producer, I suppose, because he books guests. He comes up with you know. I haven't booked a guest in like six months. Like sure. Chiz is just carrying the weight on that. Yeah, thing. Chiz does all that shit, and uh, and so having him there. Uh, I think really helps the longevity of this thing because if it were just me and Woody doing this thing, I feel like um, you know we wouldn't do as good of a job for one thing, and but also I feel like you know it wouldn't be as much fun, and there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot more work involved, that, and I don't think we get to just be the talent. Yeah, to <laughs> mm -hmm. some extent, yeah. So um, you know, I can't think of anything. I I I I, uh, I get along well with these guys, and I like doing this show. Yeah. Uh, I like the format. I don't even mind that it stretches on into the into the late hours. We started this one early today. I like that actually, but, uh, yeah. but I can't think of anything really that would make me uh, stop doing the show, um, other than you know life changing shit that would also make me stop like going to the same barber and like leave this state. Like you know if if my whole family dies or something, or if I win a billion dollars in the Powerball. But other than that, I, I really enjoy doing this. Powerball wouldn't stop me. It, it would probably have to be... It wouldn't my, stop me either. It'd just be a different show. My internet, If my internet yeah. presence caused some sort of negative impact on my real life, like that, that's the kind of thing that would make me just back off. Like Let's say hypothetically I start working a day job and you know my whole PKA library is a serious embarrassment to the company. You know, that sort of thing might make me stop. In my presidential run... Yeah you know mm -hmm. that sort of thing um that's all i've got in my head i enjoy doing the show um yeah it's fun to do and like yeah, I if, if i did win the powerball i would just i think just like what kyle was thinking is we would implement a lot of crazier shit and every Welcome show would be to live the 21st annual jeremy wheel oh <laughs> we got pat sajak out there to help him out. <laughs> Comes up, Vanna White's over there pulling the guillotine handle as Jeremy's head comes flying off. We got like a billion dollar yeah. uh, game. We got we're, we're hosting it offshore uh, so that we can have like death on the wheel of pain and shit. So yeah, that, that, that's live from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> See if this infidel can make it out. <laughs> click 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 click. This yeah, one's it's... designed to cause fights. What do you guys find most annoying about each other? I, I, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I don't know. this is this is a trap. I, it I is like, a trap. I don't know I don't if like we this. should do this one. Hi, I, I'm gonna ask a question that's intentionally made to drive a wedge between people. Look, everybody's got little 
faults and faux pas and and you know sometimes we do things that are repetitive repetitive in our speech patterns and stuff and that can grate on you when you've known a person for so long i often do this thing where i where i say something like um regardless it's like this um you know little things like that in your speech pattern that you do repetitively or can can, can be annoying so there's stuff like that for everyone in my life that i find annoying it's like it's you're saying that for the 18th time like you it's such a cliche it's like a personal cliche. Like that's your cliche, and I know. I know. It's like, where do they get off? Where? <laughs> Makes me want to whip them. Yeah, they want to whip them. I, I like that. I think that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I actually don't have. It's I still am not convinced. I don't that even it's not made up. Have those it's, things? It's corrected in the dictionary. It is. I thought it wasn't. Oh. No. Yeah. No. I, maybe you weren't there for that episode, but I was sure that where would not be an acceptable pronunciation. So I like on PKA, I looked it up and it is. It's, really? Yeah. There's, it's okay. Also. I didn't it just sounds like there's three H's in there. Like where? <laughs> like H W H H. There's only one. I just pronounce it. That's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I, I actually don't have much. I don't like about the other guys in the show. I do sometimes envy things about you guys. Like, um, you know, like, oh, oh, okay. Well, whatever. If something isn't well received on the show, the fans might hold me responsible for it and not you too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, sometimes that's like a double edged sword though. Cause you're also <laughs> seen as that like reaffirms that you're seen as like the head honcho, you know? Uh, there's not a lot of benefit to that second part. No, <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't get a lot of. You don't get the praise. You, you just get the blame sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. there's never any. It's rare that there's a post where they're like, "Hey, can we all just take a minute and appreciate that the show? You know, nobody got disconnected tonight. Great job, Woody, for making sure Taylor's internet is good because that's on you. you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You know, it, like if you guys have a trouble with your audio, that's on me. Um, if the topics aren't, you know, if, if, if the, the people don't love the topics that's usually on me too. But like in my heart, I'm like, Oh, but you know, we're all here. And you know, I, I did my best and I don't know. So, um, usually that's, the, it's not you guys. It's just, I envy not being held responsible for all the shit. <laughs> yeah, that, we, that you envy like our blameless position in a lot of it. Yeah. Especially, well, like, I can't even say Kyle even more than me. Cause I, I really don't get shit either. And neither does Kyle. Every once in a while, Kyle will do something, and they'll be like, "Do you think this was genuinely mean what he was talking about, Josh?" And someone will be like, "Yeah, like, God, he really is an asshole." And then, <laughs> then someone will be like, "You know what? That's why I like him. He's honest, like the Trump." <laughs> of- <laughs> I, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, I, I feel like these are mean things. You know, I people are too too trigger happy to label you a mean person, and that means you're always mean. It's just like, like, look. I, I'm not being mean. I'm just I'm just taking it in as I see it and analyzing things as I see them. And, and like clearly, this guy is just a, a real dumb dumb. And, and it's evident not only from like having a conversation from him and seeing that it's difficult for him to put words together into sentences and to get his to get his mind across. That's it. like like when someone's a little slow, like they have a hard time expressing their feelings. Um, and, and you know, conversations are very one-sided. It, it's it's mostly him just kind of reacting to the things I say. But also, there's the evidence of how he lives his life and stuff. So I feel like it's cl- if anybody's out there going like that, Josh guy's just fine. I bet he's a bright fellow. He's probably all good. And Kyle's just being mean. Like, no, nah, this guy's a real fuck yeah. up. And he's- sometimes it's really fun, funny to be mean, like to take it to the nth degree. And just be I, a- exactly. So we were dry- We were leaving the gas station the other day, and there was this little girl uh, by the gas pumps with her father. And she 
I'm not good at guessing children's age, but like her head came up to about your hip. So like I'm gonna guess she was like a six or seven or maybe an eight year old because you know it's hard to tell with development. Medium sized child, and she was so fat. She had big dumpy ass. She thought you were about to say that she was hot, and I'm no, like, I no, Kyle, a- pull up, pull up, Kyle. <laughs> well, did Kyle just freeze right there? He did. Yeah, I thought he was about to say she was maybe six to eight, and she was. So hot. And I'm like, no, Kyle, no. Oh, no. I lost everybody. Is it me? But wait, I, I just had Taylor. Shucks. Um, oh, thank God. That's not private. Uh, I'm trying to pull up this. Oh, it was me. It was my internet. So they'll be back in a second. Taylor's here. Taylor, you see me too? No, I don't see anyone. It's it still doesn't even show. Can you see me? I I used to be able to. I just lost you. Oh, uh, it should be All good right. now. It just shrunk now, down to normal size. Oh wow! Now I see Taylor in like the best uh, quality that I've seen him all night. Almost HD quality, looking nice over there. Very quaff. Uh, I don't see Woody though. Are we are we rolling here? Yeah, no, I, rolling. I believe we're rolling. I don't see Woody. Either. Oh oh, I know why that is. I don't have my camera on yeah anyway Kyle you're talking about uh little girl dumpy butt cheeks yeah so this this very very overweight like little little girl and I was driving out of the gas station and I don't know what possessed me I I I really don't um but but I just started screaming or really squealing like a pig I I just I just looked at her and just the first thing that struck me was to go wee wee and like squeal like a pig and yeah I did it so loud that she heard me screaming or she heard the noise and she like looked up at the car and I, I, I just thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah, of, you just of, started of an time. eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way Perhaps that that'll girl, be a positive change in her life. There is no, I doubt it. There's <laughs> no way she like identified that I was squealing like a pig at her through my tinted windows at night and at a ga- loud gas station at all. But it seemed like it to my girlfriend. She she was she was pretty angry at me. But I thought it was fucking hilarious. That kid was so goddamn fat. And maybe that is mean. Well, it's definitely immature. Seven, I would say. Seven. Yeah, yeah, like seven years old, 140 pounds, something like that. That's when you're old enough that you can start to put the pieces together, though. Of, I don't like, know if she could from hear Georgia. Me. She knows the squealing pig sound, and she's going to be walking in like, man, I can't wait to get my blue slushie. This is going to be such a great night. Yeah, I, I can't wait to drown my sorrows of my awful parents in this blue slushie. And then she just hears your your jackass just, wee, wee, just right out your, your fucking window. And she's like, oh, so this is this is when the curtain snaps back, and this is my first real memory being mocked by this fake Russian <laughs> speeding out of a gas station. And my, I'm just shattered. I was cruising. I was in my truck. No, I, I I can't help it. It is funny I, though. I have mean thoughts and mean feelings. I, I but I don't express them in, in 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 like mean ways. Like I, it's very rare that I'm mean to an to a person. That I'm actually mean to them. I might say mean things behind their back because I think it's funny. But it's rare that I actually hurt someone's feelings. Do you mostly just fantasize about it, like um, thinking about what you would do? So what'll happen is I'll be in a scenario where like. At some point, you're allowed to say some mean shit, right? Like if someone keeps like 
being bad at their job. Like, like if, if you keep failing at your end of the, of the bargain, if you keep being bad at your job in a service type job, or if you keep repeatedly being rude to me in some other scenario, then at some point, I, you know, the, the, the emotional bank account has run dry and it's now time for me to hurl an insult your way. And so I'll be in those scenarios where it's like, all right, one, two, and I'm just counting the end, the little, the little slights. And I'm just waiting for the point where I've got enough ammunition to like unload on this person. And usually it doesn't happen. Usually the conversation ends or we move on or I find someone else to help me at Home Depot or whatever's driving me insane. But sometimes like it gets to that level when I can just unload and be cruel and a real son of a bitch and say the things that are on my mind. And I love those moments. Like, like cursing the lady out at McDonald's is a perfect example. It was like in one move, she took me from zero to ten. But usually it's, it's like, I, I really hate the lady at Home Depot who says she can help you out with a power drill when she knows she can't. Like, don't be coming back here if you don't know anything about amperes, bitch. Like, that's an XR. I don't want the 1.5. There's a huge price difference. I, there's, yeah, the battery life and torque <laughs> are completely different. Like, the, you, don't, you didn't know what you were talking about, and you had me drive down here because you don't know anything about power drills. You, you, you pretended like you did. All you, you can do is read off a fucking box. Congratulations, you're literate. That doesn't make you uh, able to do this job. But, you know, stuff like that could make me really lose my shit. My dad's the same way. Uh, we were, he and I were on, I made a phone call for him the other day, and I, I called, and I was asking about these power drills. And they transferred me like four times. And you know how when we try to prank phone call Walmart, it'll ring and ring and ring, and they'll transfer you back to the front. Mm -hmm. And you keep getting moved around, and you're not getting anywhere. It was doing that, and Dad was like, I didn't cuss somebody out by now. I'm like, well, it's your phone. I didn't want to take any liberty. He's like, he's like, feel free. And I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just ready. Like, 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 all right, hair trigger now. <laughs> so just hoping yeah. for something else. But I don't think I'm. A, yeah, but I, I don't think I'm a mean person. I, I, um, I hold back all the time. I am a smart ass. I've always kind of been a smart aleck, smart ass, smart ass. Like my my like favorite kind of humor is like kind of listening to someone else talking and 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 you know thinking of a like that's what she said or some some way to twist what they said and make, make a little funny spin on it some little little goofy thing like that so it's i'm naturally predisposed to be sitting there and just kind of thinking of ways to to insult you so that's whenever what i, got I get the opportunity school more than anything as well is just like the being a smart aleck like to teachers and and people of authority and whatever like I can picture you doing that in spades. As Turning the phrase on them or something like that. Yeah. Or making, or, oh, don't you mean this and that? Because the word goes both ways. And, you know, just, just, just being a dick. You know, yeah. convincing someone to talk themselves into a hole where they say something dirty or something like that. I used to do that to teachers where, you know, they ended up talking about cocks or something when we were really talking about chickens in, in our agriculture class or something. Um, I don't know, I guess. But I, it, I've never, I never, I don't think of myself as cruel. Because I, I, I don't take pleasure from hurting someone else's feelings. In fact, it makes me feel terrible Like when I know that like, like maybe you've, you've said something about someone and then it gets back to them and you never intended it to. It was just supposed to be a private thing. And you're like, ah, oh, those were just like private, a private moment that I had. And I don't even feel that way anymore. But now yeah. it's gotten back to Bob and Bob thinks that of me. And now I feel bad. Like I get that, you know, I'm not, I'm not heartless. But well, I would hope you wouldn't like enjoy that. That would legitimately make you a sociopath wouldn't it if you yeah just right there you go well that's what i'm defending myself against here it's 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 your it's your, it's your <laughs> accusations of sociopathy yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, but 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 if if I feel like I'm in the right, if I feel like it's an, we're we're on even, uh, you know, we're both firing at each other, then I love to really get, you know, low blows are, are fun. I, I like saying some awful, mean, nasty shit to people and and really hurting their feelings. Uh, I enjoy that. Um, you know, if it's a fair fight. There's there's one here for me. What do you seem okay with knowing where you live? Your family and your wealth. Most people such. Wait, your family and your wealth. While most people such as Kyle and Taylor don't want that info out there. What makes you okay with everyone knowing a bunch of personal info about you? Um, well, to some part of it, I just feel like it's unavoidable. Like if there was a really private version of me on the internet, it would be totally uninteresting, right? Like, oh, this is only the things I'm willing to let you know. Like it, I, what's interesting about me, I feel like is sort of a realness or a connectedness or whatever. If I were to, hide most of me from you you wouldn't be interested in the part i shared so to some extent it's unavoidable you know i talk about what i'm excited about like i remember when i was buying this house i hadn't even made an offer and people found it yet you no know, people found out where i was going to go uh, just because like, if i didn't share the thing you described I, it too well on, on yeah, the show. i, I remember when you did it i yeah, was yeah. like oh now you've done it well, I, I also wasn't trying not to, you know. You described the fountain. I remember um, initially it was when you described the fountain on that, that previous was? house you were looking at. You're like, yeah, the long driveway and then this, this, and that. And it's shaped like an L and there's a fountain and it's on an island. And I'm like, you've done it. You've done yourself yeah, in. a bunch of sycophants on Google Earth frantically scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wasn't like, um, yeah, like I wasn't trying to make that not happen either. You know, I wasn't yep. trying to have a hidden location. I, I didn't do anything special to keep the house out of my name or things like that. I, uh, it was just like, this is going to get out because even if they don't know before I live here, I'm not going to like, so know, like do what Kyle does, for example, which is like stay in one location all the time. So no one can identify your house by what they're seeing right here. You know, mm -hmm. the, the view that I have into there is not, I, I, to me, I just feel like I have to have a view into my life to be interesting at all and therefore stop trying to hide it. I feel like one of the fears for that, that I would have, one of the things that like, um, so because you're so, if you're, if you're that open and outward with it, like if you ever go on one of those Disney cruises, everybody knows you're out of town. Yeah. Now everybody knows where you live. And we know, we know not only like what guns you have, but where you keep them. And, you know, like, we, we know, like, we'll, we'll know where the dogs are. Like, it's it's weird being that open with people, um, especially in my case. Like, I don't want anybody coming and robbing me of the, you know, I, I've got a lot of expensive stuff, like, uh, you know, and it just kind of, you know, there's just, I mean, there's there's lots of stuff. There's just stuff everywhere. Um, and uh, uh, the other thing is, you know, I don't want anybody messing with my family or, you know, annoying them or anything. And, uh, and I just like my privacy, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to have to, somebody coming and bothering me. Like I like to be able to take a piss in my yard if I want to. I, I don't feel like it, it would take a high level of effort for me to filter at a level that you do easily. You know, you don't give clues about things you don't want people to know about, whereas I would let it slip. Yeah, well, that's I, part of I, the endearing so, nature of why your channel got successful in the first place, though, is because people liked feeling like they were almost on the trip with you. Like when you started trending up with the success, it was like people knew the family, so it was like, all right, like I'm following along. Like I feel like I'm more involved, even though like I'm really not. But like it's I, easier to get invested. You know, I feel like with like letting stuff slip, like there's a part of my brain where I can be like, okay, this information is classified, and it'll never slip in casual conversation ever. Like I can just kind of like, 
put a mental highlighter on on something and it's like oh yeah like don't say that that's a real giveaway about where you live or how you conceal where you live and there are people who think that they have addresses that are tied to my name and sure there are addresses that are attached to me but they're not the ones that I live at or they're you know it might be a place where I own some property it might be somewhere where a family member owns some property you might be able to look that up but there's just no records of where my home is and I've I've made sure of that you know I feel like my list of you know top secret stuff can't have that many items. You know, I've got a couple uh, that I've got in my head right now. But uh, if I were to include like everything that so that it wouldn't give away where I live or, you know, I don't know, relationship stuff or whatever, if I were to filter that much, uh, I don't know. I don't have that much room in my filter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, There's a couple top secret items in there. Yeah, I like I like not being able to. Well, I used to. I did. I mention that that it, it seemed that someone had rummaged through my girlfriend's wallet in her car in the yard. Oh, that's you creepy. did. I heard. Yeah, about that. It, yeah, very yeah. very odd. So like, once as always, I don't get too descriptive about where I live, but I have a long driveway. It's kind of it's pretty nondescript, and uh, you know, once you go, once you get to the house, like it would be real difficult to get away without us watching you slowly do it. it it's that kind of deal. Um, but, but apparently Kitty said that, that, that her, that Dak was freaking out one night at like two or three in the morning and she thought someone was outside and I'm like, why didn't you come fucking tell me? And, uh, then, um, my girlfriend was saying that she went outside and her wallet was sort of dissected, if you will, like in the front seat of her car, you know, everything pulled out and lying there. So nothing stolen. And then, you know, in my truck, I've got like my, my, I got, got a handgun or two sitting there and there's maybe tw- Two hundred dollars worth of cash sitting right there on the console, kind of wadded up and stuff. And you know, there's stuff in there, but none of that's taken, so, which is bizarre. So, I'm kind of half hesitant to even believe that anything happened. But I have taken steps to to um, you know deal with that. So so I've got a a way to notify me now if if someone were to come in the yard, and I've got my got my weapon ready to roll. So we'll see. I got a question. I, I like this one. This I feel like this AMA is better than average there's a couple gems in here but um hey guys does everyone eventually hate their job it seems like every professional i interact with doesn't enjoy what they do for a living i think a lot of people do but but i think maybe the trick would be to have a multi so like there's different kinds of jobs like if you're a carpenter I feel like that's a job where you get to, depending on what kind of carpenter you are, but let's say you're a contractor, that's a better one. You're always traveling around doing different stuff, uh, so it's never the same thing. It's not as monotonous. It really depends on the job. If you're a guy who hits the same hammer every day, who swings the same hammer all day every day, of course you're going to hate your job. You know, the guy who makes donuts, he hates his job, they say, and you know, the gynecologist, uh, eventually he, he hates his job too, but I feel like me and you, um, uh, and you know, the and this, this thing that we do is changes up so much. You know, one week, uh, you know, a little part of the percentage of income comes from hot sauce. And then the next week it comes from selling some swords on Minecraft. And then the next week it comes from, you know, this podcast. And, and we're always doing so many different things. Uh, I, I don't hate this. I really love this. I, it's always different and changing and there's so much to do. I don't know. I feel yeah. like, um, uh, for example, running Woodycraft is one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. <sighs> But sometimes I'm just okay with it. Like, you know, if it gets me up at night, I actually don't want to do it. That's a thing sometimes. Sometimes I'll, this has happened a bunch lately, I'll work at it and it's like, go, 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 go. And then I'm happy that I'm done. I'm ready to break away and then it has to pull me back. You know, some asshole DDoSed us or or something. 
And it's like, oh, really? I was just about to decompress. Um, but I feel like if you do a job long enough, it's almost like the best you can hope for is to be okay with it, to be fine. You know, it, it's rarely going to be your favorite thing to do. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, they say like, Oh, you do what you love and every day's a vacation or you'll never work a day in your life. That's what it is. Um, yeah. Fuck off. No. Yeah. A um, bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I, I guarantee you even Tom Cruise is like <sighs> fucking acting. Yeah, you know? I get depressed. Like just thinking about it sometimes. Like, when I talk to people who say that they really love their job, but it's not like someone like Kyle or Woody where it's like, man, I love my job. I get to go out and shoot guns or like, you know, I run the best Minecraft server in the multiverse or whatever. It's like, oh man, yeah, I've been the regional HR supervisor for like eight years and man, I love coming into work every day. Like it's, it's, a, it's a dream and like talking to people like that, it's almost like, oh my God, like am I going to be you? Someday, am I going to be someone right now who has the audacity to lie to someone who knows better? Like, you're trying to convince <laughs> yourself right now. Stop fooling me. Stop saying you're, you know, reading uh, job applications and resumes from a bunch of unqualified communications majors is what you want to do day in and day out. Like, doesn't that, that almost makes me more depressed is like seeing people who have finally given up on the I want to be doing something of my dreams and they just convince themselves that what they're doing is their dream job. If that makes any sense, maybe I articulated that poorly. No, you, I think you articulated really well. And I, this, um, what I was, I had a video idea. I haven't talked about it yet. I might still do it even though I'm about to, but a lot of times people in this wonderful position, right? Like say Tom Cruise or whatever, will be like, just pursue your dream, go at it doggedly and then refuse to be denied. And then you'll do, that's what I did. And it worked well. Yeah. Well, a lot of times those people have like a certain survivor bias, you know, and I don't because I've in my heart anyway, I've lived both jobs, right? I've done the two decades in it and I've also done the half decade on YouTube and it like, I fully get that. Like, you know, if you just like, Oh, I'm going to keep making videos and I won't be denied. Yeah. yeah you might be, you know, there's a very mm -hmm. real chance that you can't have what you think you want. And, um, so it, I don't always know how to advise someone who says, you know, I want to be president of the of America. No, no. Well, maybe realize that's not your lot in life and apply down at the subway. <laughs> Start small. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I don't know this like survivor bias where whatever, some guy with the dream job, you know, the lead guitarist for Aerosmith, I, whatever. It's old band. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, really that, got your your finger on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the trumpet for some 1920s swing band. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's just like you know, not everyone is gonna be that guy. Not everyone is gonna be you know, in a boy band or, or whatever. And you can't just not you know, refuse to lose and assume you won't. And and the advice you get from people with survivor bias is is sometimes bad because they think it's more possible than it is. But um, yeah, then again, giving up right away is a tricky thing too. Does everyone hate that? Everyone eventually hate their job. Eh, I think very few people find their job as their favorite thing that they wish they were doing. Even if your job is awesome, you know there'll be days where you wish you could Netflix instead. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. See another one. Well, I'm going to watch The Revenant this week. Uh, I want to mm. be able to to voice my opinions on this Bring thing. Bring your caffeine. Having, 
What's that? Bring your caffeine. Oh. So you stay up. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't I don't have that problem in movies. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna check out the Revenant. Um, I almost felt like I should watch Will Smith's concussion movie just so I could be mm. you know be fully informed when I said that he didn't deserve an Oscar. As if it's you know it's you should know going in. It's Will Smith. Come on. Um, but I, I really hope Leo wins this thing. I, I feel like the internet would just explode. You know, uh, I feel like everybody would be real happy. There'd be lots of cool memes. I, I'd like to see that happen for him. Uh, I want to go see this thing, see what the deal is, though, see if it's any good or not. Um, I'm wondering yeah, what other movies there are out there that I don't I think there's any. Hateful Eight. Ah, yeah. Um, that was Star dumb. Wars. I'm <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm just not into Star Wars. Like, I just don't care. You yeah, know, I've so people my age like had a huge Star Wars experience with the the first trilogy, and it's just embedded into them that they almost have to see the rest of it, right? Where you've watched seven seasons at this point, you need to keep going. Uh, but it's interesting to me. I see these guys. I, I interact with a lot of young people because of um, my Minecraft server, and a lot of them don't give a shit about Star Wars. Like to me, it's the most valuable movie property to have ever existed but to teenagers they're just yeah, too many gaps yeah. don't care mm. well i uh i'm not sure what other movies i want to see this season um i saw the side squad yeah yes. that's well that's coming up in a while that'll be okay um i watched the i watched the um the it's teaser for it is and it that'll really help yeah no it's, it's not Dude. yeah no it's, it's not it? you're not thinking of uh -huh. daredevil are you it's uh, it's not rated R. Deadpool is rated R. That's the one I'm trying to say. My mistake. Oh really? Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, God damn it. it. Yeah, it's PG-13, man. Uh, it it'll be good. It looked entertaining. The the preview. That's what I'd say about the entertaining. It the the uh, the preview. It looked entertaining. It didn't look like uh you know a, a great a great film. Uh, but I'm interested in uh, several of the characters. I'm gonna watch it. But no, it's unfortunately it's not rated R. Um, the movies that are rated R that I'm excited about are Deadpool. And apparently, Alien Covenant that Ridley Scott's gonna make. I think Ridley's making this one, the next yeah. one. I'm way more excited. Uh, that'll about be R. Knowing that it's rated R now. You see the marketing campaign where they're making it look like a romantic comedy, romantic drama type movie. Oh yeah, to, Melissa to saw that uh, poster and was joking yeah. we should go see it for our Valentine's. Valentine's. Day. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's pretty funny. Um, I, I like that. I'm gonna watch that for sure. Uh, I hope it makes some money. It's weird though, because it's it's another one of those properties that's um, technically still a Sony thing, and Marvel doesn't really own them, uh, like Spider Man and uh, the X Men. Uh, so with 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 Spider Man, I think they're doing they they come up with some kind of agreement. We talked about it months ago when it happened. So that Spider Man, even though he's a Sony property, could appear in Sony films, and I think maybe uh, they're going to get some of the Marvel characters to hop over in, in, in the Spider Man movies, you know, that are made by Fox, but. Uh, I don't know if you're going to have any luck like that with Deadpool. I can't imagine Deadpool appearing alongside, uh, you know, Captain America. Yeah, I'm probably surprised not. there aren't new superheroes. And I, I feel like everything is old. Now, to me, Deadpool's newer. Like, it, what was it, from the 90s or something? Like, it's not as old as some of the other stuff. But Superman, Batman, Joker, uh, the whole you know, uh, Iron Man, the, the most of the Marvel Universe, the X-Men... That stuff seems like it's been around for so long. I, I, it has, yeah, since like World War II. Right, you yeah, know? Captain America, right? That's a World War II. Like it's really old. 
And well, I, I think we're seeing the new stuff in the form of like graphic novels, though stuff like Sin City and, and stuff like that. It why could, is it taking so long for new things? Like I, I, I feel like the theater should be filled with new things. So, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy. God, I hope I'm right on this. I'm not a guru, but the Guardians of the Galaxy is a fairly old property, right? But it's new. I thought to, it was new. I, I don't. I'm it's not very new to me. Like I, I, I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy prior to the movie coming out. Can you guys grab it? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Guardians. I'd watch the cartoons. Um, you watch the cartoons for Guardians of the Galaxy? Not well. They appear in the um, Avengers cartoons. Like they're part of the same universe with the Avengers, in Marvel oh. and all. And that'll eventually happen. Whenever they get to the, um, what is it, phase four? Or is it phase three? When it, so the next movie is Civil War, you know, where, with Captain America versus uh, Iron Man. But after that will be the, um, you know, when all the Genesis stones come together. And, and they said how many, how many different Marvel characters were going to appear in, the, in those two movies. And it was like 50 or 60 or 80 or something crazy like that. So that'll be a big blowout crazy thing. I, I could be mistaken, but I was pointing at Guardians of the Galaxy because I thought it was old and it was wildly successful. But to me, it had like it, it didn't have any built-in interest. They had to start from scratch, and I think a lot of people didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy before they saw the film. Right? And I don't think there were a lot of like you know guys who just loved the comic for ages. I think the bulk of the audience was entering it fresh, which tells me you can enter fresh. You know, I loved Watchmen. It was rated R, so it wasn't going to be a huge like, commercial hit. But um, those people, while I know that the, the graphic novel or comic book that it was based off wasn't new, I had no background in it, and I still had a lot of interest. I feel like people will accept a new superhero, and you don't have to just keep doing like Wonder Woman and the Avengers. Who would your new superhero be? You got to make one up. What would he do? <laughs> the... I don't know, but I'd start with he'd be medium powered. You know, I feel like Daredevil's too weak. Um, you know, all he really does is see in a different way, and he's wildly athletic. He's like a mile. What, what can he lift? Like one side of a car. That's within yeah. the realm of regular humans. Yeah, well, I, got he's the, the one of the only superheroes who I'd rather be a normal guy than him. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you got The Punisher coming out on Netflix soonish. Uh, I think that'll be good. It's got that guy from Walking Dead playing, uh, you know, The Punisher. Uh, I think that'll be cool. Which guy from Walking Dead? Um, no, um, uh, the uh, the guy who shaved his head, who like turned crazy, the one who was fucking Rick's wife, uh, Shane. Oh, that guy. Interesting. Yeah, Shane. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna be The Punisher. Uh, and I, I hope it's uh, it's cut from the same cloth as Daredevil. Uh, it's nice and dark and gritty. Daredevil's probably the most violent thing that Marvel has done, including the movies. Like, Daredevil's more violent than those movies, than the Avengers. Those things are pretty cleaned up. There's no blood. You know, yeah. if something does bleed, it bleeds oil or green goo. But, you know, Daredevil, he's huffing and puffing, beating, it, beating Chinaman down with his bare hands. Daredevil, I, I liked it less than it seems the rest of the world did. It's, it's another one of my unpopular opinions. I still think it's because you didn't watch it like get into the the feel of it and go with the momentum it I, might I feel like... be I, I i like it's an hour long and it's not like tv hour long which is really 40 minutes it's an hour long and uh you know i was watching it with my wife so you know she wasn't really done like we hit 
the bed at 11 p.m. And I'm like, I'm, for me, I'm like, let's watch four of them. And she's yeah. like, no. <laughs> That's how I do it. Like, uh, my, my girlfriend uh, has to, has, she takes caffeine pills because she knows I like to stay up late. And uh, we have certain series that we watch together. And then we have series that I fall back to when she's, like, not around. Mm -hmm. So, like, Nurse Jackie, we always watch together so we can stay on the same page. But The Office, I'm, con I'm in a continuous, like, rotation of rewatching the office consumption i could never keep up with it um i've it really seen the is office. impressive <laughs> it, I, I've, I've seen the office so 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 many times i think that's one of the reasons i enjoyed the clip show from it's always sunny in philadelphia so much it's is because i've literally seen every episode of that show a minimum of three times and some of them i've seen maybe eight nine ten times you know the gang uh uh you know the one where they fight for the troops and they're the uh the uh, <laughs> the eagle men or whatever and they're all dressed up like chicken like boys. birds yeah. <laughs> the chicken ah and then eagle men fighting and killing and then they had this whole verse about like protecting their eggs in the nest and it you know i i've seen all those things like multiple <laughs> multiple multiple times um the office i think i like to go back to cuz um you know how you like you 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 smell a smell and it takes you back to a memory like the office was really cool for me in a time in my life where I was real sad. I don't remember what was going on, but like I was all bummed out and I discovered the office. And it was before it was on streaming. Can I ask so a I had question? to get the, Huh. Is the truth that you did know what was going on and you don't want to say it? No. Okay. I, I don't know what's going on. Just wondering. Yeah, I, I, was like, I just that, remember did I just see his filter in effect? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I just remember being bummed out. It might have been a breakup or it might have been a big poker loss. Like there, I remember this one time I was real bummed out because I lost a lot of money in, in, in poker one night. Was it to me night. at the paintball trip? No, that, no. that six-pack of Takati was all yours. Um, so, I, 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 everyone put in $20. Oh, okay. And I walked yeah, away yeah. with everybody's 20s. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you are not good at gambling. Um, he scores posted. Money. Yeah, so. I, I know. Um what was I say? Oh, but but I just remember like I had the deal where you got three DVDs out at once, but they'd only put like I don't remember. I think it was two D two episodes per disc, so you'd get like six episodes of The Office at a time, and then wait like two or three days to get the rest. And uh, so that's how I was introduced to it, like given a little at a time, like just enough to really get into the flow of it. And you know, I I'm sure you all know the theme song. Da na 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 na. Dude, when I hear that, I have a chemical reaction to it. it. It's it's so comforting to me. It's like smelling mom's apple pie if my mom made apple pie. Pavlov's it's, dog. Yeah, yeah. Like when I hear that, I get a. <laughs> there's definitely some brain chemistry that happens that that is comforting, makes me feel good, uh, and and de-stresses me and all that stuff. So I rewatch The Office on like a by every two months. I rewatch the whole fucking. thing. I feel that way with Seinfeld, but I know what you mean with shows like that. I've seen every episode of Seinfeld at least once. Um, most of them I've seen twice, and some of them I've seen three or four times. Um, I've seen all the TV shows there are to see, I think. I, I, like, I usually don't want to see something I've seen already. I, I like getting the... the, the uh, even now, when I go back and watch It's Always Sunny, I'll pick up a little joke. There's, there's, all, there's all these little jokes in the background. And like, um, I remember there's an episode called uh, Matt Kills His Dad, I think. It's where Matt's dad's in prison. And uh, he and Charlie try to go to to be like his legal team, and on the outside they're gonna like prove him innocent. And Mac is having this whole conversation with his dad between the 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 glass, you know, with the phone and all. And to, and you just gotta watch Charlie's face, like listen to what Mac and his father are saying, but watch Charlie's face. And it's its whole it's its 
it makes it funny all over again just to see his reactions to what they're saying because they're so they're so comical. Um, so I like watching stuff multiple multiple times and try to you know wring every ounce of content out of it there is. I don't do that with comedies as much as other kinds of shows like Band of Brothers. I've probably seen like three times through Pacific and the original. Uh, Pacific isn't as good, but it's still a really good like. If, if it didn't have to compare itself to the original, everyone would look at it as like that's an astounding good series. Yeah. But the first one was just one of a kind. But I, I watch through that, you know, usually once a year, and it's that's one of my favorites. I've seen I that three times. It like so. I think you can get Band of Brothers in 1080p. Will these old things be remastered? And like, is there 4K footage out there? Probably not. I don't know. Band of Brothers, the original so, one, came out in like 2002 or. So it's probably filmed in HD, though, right? I would think so. It looked HD when I watched it on HBO, HBO Go, or whatever it was. It's the nice stuff about that stuff that was in film. Until Kyle gave the password to too many people, and then we got <laughs> barred from the account. You know, six years on that fucker. <laughs> I was the straw that broke the camel's back. Me and uh, the I 80 people so. I brought on board. Yeah. <laughs> so many people use that account. <laughs> it's, it's just stealing. <laughs> I think that might have been the account I was on. I'm not sure. Yeah, because, and because I got it from people you know. And yeah. uh, um, you know, it, like it, the shows were always like partially watched and. Like I'm, like, I felt like I was like, you know, is it okay to rewind this one and start? Yeah. Like, I'm miss, I'm losing their spot. Yeah, I never, I never even thought about it. I, I would, I would come into that and I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. They should have <laughs> finished. You should have finished that in one sitting. <laughs> I'm trying to read about Band of Brothers and being in 1080p. I know I got the DVD box set. See, that that worries me. Like, was it not formed in HD or filmed in HD? I mean to say, it was filmed on film. Then it becomes a question of how shitty is the film. Like with Jaws, it was some major effort to like fix the film and take out all the cigar marks and fix the audio. And they had to like really do a thing. Whereas I wonder if they're just like, oh yeah, we could just release this original, color correct it and shoot it out the door. Hmm. But hmm. There was a question here. I'm going to, oh, what do you like that not many people know you do? That one's mm -hmm. impossible for me. Like I, I, I have not kept a lot of secrets. Yeah, I read that one, and I'm trying to think. Like, did you guys know lawnmowers and campfires? And they're like, yeah, Woody, we know. I, I, I don't even know. Yeah, man. Little That's hidden really pleasure. Hard. I was thinking of like foods, but that's fucking boring. Who cares? Right. You know, like who wouldn't pictured you as an artichoke guy well this i really like a lot of people i like bands that most people are either don't like or are afraid to admit they like mm -hmm. uh what's a movie that i liked that everybody hated i don't know i'm it's being like a contrarian contrarian <laughs> yeah i could be a contrarian i've got things i've got i, I thought the sandlot no, wasn't you very good it wasn't very good <laughs> oh of course it's also a that. children's movie well i i feel like the internet loves sandlot that's because they they're you know, it falls under their. It's the it's the move they watched when they were a kid. They were the appropriate age, twenty years ago, to love the Sandlot. We weren't. I, I didn't mm. think it was good then or now. Was it's not good. That redheaded kid's so so obnoxious. He played a vampire in an episode of the X Files. 
one time. I liked I, The Sandlot. What year did that come out? If like, you watch it again, I think you'll find the acting in it was atrocious. It was just shit. a bunch of children who weren't actors, like, running around. That's what all those movies, like, together. Bad News Bears, all that shit. I didn't think that was good. Yeah, well, I saw it when I was five, so... Yeah, it came out, know, like, If I revisit on. that, <laughs> then... <laughs> Perhaps I'll be a little more critical on the children's <laughs> acting. I really <laughs> I saw the guy on the internet who would critique children's drawings. It's the fucking funniest thing. Terrible like, scale. Yeah, what this, the fuck? This is my giraffe. They're, they're like, what the hell's wrong with your giraffe? It has no <laughs> spots on it. That <laughs> neck is so short and like you know just lazy artistry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. That I can't even think that one might have to be revisited. I can't think of a good answer for that one. Um, I don't know. I own a lot of shoes. I like uh, I like shoes. You like shoes? Yeah. Um, I have no particular affection for shoes. I own a lot of them because I've been the same size for a long time. There you go. Yeah, it's the best. See, my pant size goes up and down all the time. Like it, it could float from like thirty-one to like thirty-four anywhere in there. But like shoes are always the same, so I don't feel bad getting like a third pair or fourth pair. Or, you know, even if they're similar to one another. So I got a bunch of shoes. Usually mine are specialized. Know. Like, I've got just the right pair of shoes for cold weather outdoor construction work. Yeah. I wear them every two years. <laughs> you yeah. know, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We, 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 we talk about all that stuff pretty much. I don't know. I like little dogs. Uh, I'm saving little dogs for my old age. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, 42 don't, don't now. Don't waste your big dog years. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm 42 now. You fast forward 13 years, and the weight of the dog will be a thing. At 55, did I say two years? I meant 12. It, it, it and it's actually 13. But at 55, you know, I, 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 it might be a struggle. It might hurt my back to lift a Great Dane. I've been considering getting a uh, one of those wiener dogs. Um, I, I saw they, they had a litter of them, and I was looking at one, and it was like $600, which seems like a lot for a dog. And I'm not really in the market for a dog. Um, so, so then I was looking at uh, like like the Humane Society, the local ones and the sort of regional ones and the state ones and stuff near me. And uh, it's pretty fucking sad. They've got like a list of the dogs that like don't have much time left. So I'm like flipping through and I'm doing a different voice for each one to my girlfriend, begging her to come uh -huh. get me, making up a whole life story. And you know they, they're all they're all named and stuff, and, and like lots of pit bulls that look scary. Like like you know some of them have like these wrinkled faces. They they they're just terrifying dogs but they're not terrifying when you do them i guess no well sometimes oh, yeah, yeah. people don't understand the true me i've got anger issues <laughs> <laughs> i lived in a hole for five years you know stuff like that if they're scary but but just flipping through them one after another and you know just like tender just just no 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 <laughs> gas chamber gas chamber um couldn't find any that i wanted um so I don't know that I'm not I don't have dog fever, puppy fever like Jackie did or anything like that. But I think a big part of it is because we're about to go on this trip to Colorado. Uh, my girlfriend had to go down to, to, to Florida a couple a week ago. And so she took advantage of that to drop her dog off at her parents house to for them to look after it while we're gone. So, which meant that I got, a, you know, I'm like a month away from this little dog. That's usually like my my nightly companion, like me and that dog are tight. So like the dog's gotten fat. I, I, I've made the game. It's it's like fifteen pounds. And he shares to... your enthusiasm for fried foods. <laughs> I, I I like like I went and bought the other night. I bought four pounds of jelly beans. As you and, do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've got this <laughs> box of jelly. It's like it's this big, 
It's this big around. It's got a Only big eight-year-olds who just top. won the lottery and rapists go out and buy four pounds of jelly beans. <laughs> it, it was a little pricey, but I got 50 flavors of Jelly Belly jelly beans. And and so, like, I'm, I'll be sitting there eating them, and, and, and I, like, eat one, and then I look to see what I ate. Oh, blueberry. Yeah, yeah, tasty. And I'm eating these things, and the dog's just watching me, and I'll give the dog one, and, and the dog, like, chews them up. And I... The dog's getting fat, but 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 I love the little dog. So the dog's been away, and I haven't had her keeping my feet warm at night, and you know playing fetch with me and all that stuff. So I'm starting to want a want a dog. Uh, yeah. Well, what am I? I've had fever before. Which, which dog is that that you're talking about? Is that the one that's like, oh, he sounds like this, and he sounds like it's about to die? <laughs> no, that's my dad's dog. Uh, that's Rambo. <laughs> Uh, Rambo's 14-year-old Jack Rat Terrier, who's just like a wisp of a little guy, and he's all shaky all the time, like he's got Parkinson's. Uh, he weighs like uh, like seven pounds, I think. Um, but my girlfriend's dog is a Dotson, who's like eight years old and super intelligent. Like like uh, I didn't realize do- little dogs got this intelligent because like its brain is can't be that m- much bigger than this, but very personal, per- uh, personable, intelligent little dog. Dude, very surprising. You guys would like Ender. Ender is a big goofball and like physically he's a magnificent like example of the breed he's just big he's strong he's so loving and so happy he wags his tail so ferociously it hurts a lot like like it gets me like when he's he comes at me right and he's happy 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 and then it spins and comes back and he gets you with that tail and fucking hurts and you're like, ah, god damn it! And it's like nutsack level, so you're like protecting yourself. But even a good thigh slap with it, it's like a whip, like a whip, yeah. like it hurts. It's like a and, UFC leg kick. Yeah, and, and we'll be yeah. like in the Game of Thrones room, and he's just spinning and happy and excited, and and you're like, god damn it! And, and I I check it like a leg kick, you know, so he gets the, the check shin. it. Yeah, I check it. You dude, you see it coming, like you you gotta check the the tail wags. Because the, it'll it'll it hurts more than like you need to see this you need to see it and he'll love you and he'll like just so happy and enthusiastic and you gotta check his kicks and it's uh it's a thing it's it's a whole experience my my parents were not prepared he's bigger than he looks on camera according to them yeah and uh, yeah this is just a big goofball happy dog and he hurts you but he loves you so much his love hurts. <laughs> uh, I don't want any of that love. That's a big dog. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I like the little dog because I like to be able to like. The the one thing I worry about is like your dog is not fragile at all. Like mm-hmm. like your you can you don't have to worry about if somebody's gonna step on your dog or if like some little kid's Dude, gonna trip over it. He'll 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 be laying on the couch and it's like that's my spot. So I'll lay on top of him or sit on top of him and he's like, man. I'm perfectly fine with this arrangement. I'll wait you out. <laughs> and that's, yeah. 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 With a little dog, you know, you could kill him if you trip over him or step on him or something, or at least hurt them pretty badly. Yeah, it's just like but... you could break a leg or something just by, you know how you walk behind someone, you flat foot them? Uh, do... My girl, my, uh, my sister, my sister had this friend in high school who was a big guy. He was um, 300 and I'm not good at guessing weight, but he was tall as well. So let, let's just say like six foot three, 300 and... 20 pounds just a big guy and uh he wanted to be a veterinarian i think he's still on the way to or maybe he has become one by now but he got a pug uh a puppy a pug puppy and uh he loved this thing and he would sleep with it every night and then one night he falls asleep and he rolls over on it and he wakes up and he has smothered 
this new puppy to death in the bed. And it's all because he's such a big guy, right? You know, a 200-pound man wouldn't have done this. It wouldn't have happened. But he's 320 or 350 or whatever the hell. And so it was just too much. And the little puppy got, he rolled over on the puppy, smothered it, wakes up to a dead puppy right under him. It was, he cried a lot. It was, he it was needs pretty. He's a seven foot tall Great Dane. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't he's just, there's just two, be two peas in a pod. He, yeah. He, that he, Great Dane would have farted on him. He'd have <laughs> oh woke up. He'd have woke up and he'd have been all shaky and had a headache from low <laughs> oxygen to his brain. <laughs> My dog's farts. He might so get some bad, bad test scores. It's but... awful. And there's two of them, right? So sometimes they're both just cooking at the same time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my god! And you know, we've got like the fireplace going and stuff. Just Woo! The... <laughs> it's uh, walk in the room. I don't and, envy that. Uh, yeah, like they'll both be in the like say the family room with Jackie, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, is it this place is polluted? <laughs> She's, you know, I know, I know. You should put, I imagine like putting one of those sticky Febreze things like on the back of the dog, like right above its tail, just so it, <laughs> it's, it's constantly uh, spraying out. Yeah, that's, that's awful. When you got a dog that weighs hundreds of pounds and uh, that digestive system is not conducive to anything good. No, they can be so stinky. It's, yeah. it's kind of funny, but oh my God, my, the way my dog's fart is, is it's bad. It's real bad. It's something that, like, I, I think people are out there like okay so my dogs are human sized right you might think that there's a similar no no they they outfart any person that i've ever met it's, yeah yeah because <laughs> right? they have no concept of restraint <laughs> oh, they, they let it go yeah just give you yeah. both barrels right away and, and you, you know they fart so you think like all right that's whatever they're we're done. safe for a few minutes but there's more yeah, there's yeah. more more Good dogs start. they can they can trade off it's a tag team they'll pollute a room it, it, but it's it's also kind of funny. So I don't know. They're they're really loving dogs, so it's easy to forgive their faults. It would have to be. <laughs> I don't envy your giant dog situation. I, I, that's not. No, for, I don't either. Oh, not, I don't envy your little dog situation. I I, I have what I want. It's I, I I could definitely see that there are definitely drawbacks to the little dog, and there, but I think there's also drawbacks to the big dog. I. Ideally, I think I would want like a, one of those Australian like cattle dogs, one of those little uh, a, a dog that's big enough to bite someone, but small enough to like hop in my arms and you know that sort of thing. One thing that we like about Danes is how they're lazy a lot of the day. They sleep away a lot, and I really like my dogs to be low effort. Like, yeah, they're they're just turned off most of the time. But, yeah. I, you know, in comparison, it's probably not for the same reasons, but that, that wiener dog sleeps all fucking day. It's great. It, that, that dog loves to nap. That's that's my nap buddy. Yeah. I, 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 I imagine I'd really like the wiener if I got to know yeah. him. It's, got, so it's like a person. It's got personality. It's odd. It's like a cat a little bit. It's not the kind of dog that'll snuggle with you at all. It's like it's got other shit to do. Ender uh, in particular. I know you'd like Ender. You'd want to come. You'd want him. I swear that dog is so sweet. So goofy. So he is personality galore. He's a good dog. He's a good dog. I'd like to see, I'd like to bring my, uh, my water balloon launcher. I got one of those that's like, I got the big one that mm -hmm. like a person gets on each end and holds aside and then the third person cocks and holds back the thing. It'd be fun to get over there and like launch some balls and see those dogs running across the field and stuff. Maybe. So we had labs, yellow labs for a while. 
and uh, they were amazing at fetch. <laughs> you know, they were great. They taught me a lot of my hockey skills. I'd be on the deck just playing with the ball, you know, going back and forth, back and forth. The thing I try to do is like get it between their legs, and I got really good at bringing it between my own legs and keeping my body between me and the defenseman, and you know, like that was a big deal. And then I'd flip it up off the porch and they'd zip out there and catch it. They could catch crazy things. You throw the ball poorly to them, they're like doing backflips and landing on their feet like a cat. My Great Danes are so incompetent by comparison. You know, you throw things for them to catch. <laughs> they get bopped in the head or they try to catch it with their mouth. They have no, like, I don't know, mouth-eye coordination. <laughs> mouth-eye coordination, that's what I call it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kitty's they're... dog is retarded like that. Like... I'll go to the refrigerator and like make a ham sandwich and I'll I'll tear off a little corner of ham for each dog and like my girlfriend's dog will be like Shoo! like like catch it out of the air like it's cuz cuz she hunts all day she fights lizards uh they're the perfect size to be below her in the food chain so mm-hmm. like lizards beware uh but with her accent she calls them wizards uh but anyway yes. uh, <laughs> wizards be wow the whistles. And then we we're watching a, na- a nature documentary, and there was the, there's a Komodo dragon that comes on the screen, and she started looking it? at it. And, and I was like, oh, be wow the whistled king. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like to do that stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> what was I saying? You're talking about the dog, the hunting, the mouth eye coordination. Not mm-hmm. mouth eye coordination? That was oh, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so her dog can catch shit, but, but Kitty's dog, Muppet. <laughs> who's like a little terrier that's like maybe that tall or something like that, like you'll throw cheese or ham at it or whatever, and it'll just hit it in the head. And the, it'll just be like, ah! Like it'll blind it for a minute. Like on like I see those cats. He's it happen to cats on Reddit all the time. She'll she'll stop being able to to like dog. She'll, mm. she'll de-dog and uh, just freak out and fall on the floor and stuff. It's pretty funny. Completely uncoordinated. Same with balls. You just throw the ball at it and just hits it in the head. And it's just like, ah, why'd you hit me? <laughs> why? I trusted you, human. Uh, human. <laughs> I'll have long conversations with the dogs. I like to give them a little voice, you know. They, they, they got no way to, to communicate. I like to, make the, I like to make people feel bad for them. Like, that's what I've been doing to my girlfriend for a week because she took that dog back to Florida. I'm like, you know, doing the dog voice and pointing out that there's like... Uh, uh, alligators in Florida and shit like that, and the dog's gonna get eaten, and it's gonna. For- I'm like that dog's forgotten all about you. When it gets back, it's not even gonna know who you are. Just making her feel bad. I, I, I'm gonna whip <laughs> out an AMA question. Is this okay? Should I try and save every cent I have and put it towards retirement? If there's a chance, I won't even make it. I guess he means die. Or should I spend some money on enjoying myself in the present while I can, since I won't be young forever? It's a pretty loaded question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what would be a good balance? Like, should I try to save a retirement given there's a fair chance I'll just die and never enjoy it? Or should I live it while I'm young because I'm only thanks young for, once? Thanks and, for barely enough, like, like just enough information to not be able to answer your question. Well, um, I don't know if you got terminal cancer or something, probably should uh, not be putting the money in the piggy bank. But <laughs> uh, if you're just like, I don't know why. why it, it, that's the question, right? Why do you think you're not going to live to enjoy retirement? Of, I thought I wouldn't when I was a kid. And I don't know why, but it was just, you know, well, I'm just so wild and crazy. I'll probably never be 55. Um, yeah, change. find a balance. There's, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of like ta- tables out there that'll help you set aside the correct amount. Um, it really depends on you and your income and your expenses and, and your lifestyle. And, and there's no right answer to that without the help of some... <laughs> 
feel like one of the things people do is they deny themselves small things like movie theater money and uh, <laughs> and then let the big things fly. And it's like when you sign up for, uh, I'll make something up, you know, a $40,000 truck, um, like that's a big deal. Like how many times did you look at something that was $150, $150, like literally just $150 and say, no, I can't have that. You know, oh, I can't have an Xbox right now. I can't have this. <laughs> I'm going to deny myself some game. And then you bought a $40,000 car. Like the, now you're up for I'm making numbers up, but like six years of $500 payments and you know, your whole life got trickier because one day you were weak and you signed yourself up for a lifetime of debt. Yeah. And then you, then you still owe like $10,000. What do you mean? Yeah. Like I got seven years. Oh, uh, yeah. just doing the math on the payments with interest. You know? Oh, you're paying forever. That's what people never realize when you when you borrow money. Like I, I can remember people signing up for those seventy-two month, uh, uh, you know, um, loans. Loans, and it was outrageous. And you could go even farther. <laughs> like like go out into eighty plus month loans. I've seen that once where someone hmm. went. I don't even remember what it is. It's like a uh, what, eighty-four. I think it's eighty-four uh, months uh, when it's eight years. No, 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 uh, seven years. Eighty. Seven years. Seven years, yeah. Seven years. Ridiculous. Oh, An nonsense. auto loan for seven years. But I, I've seen that happen before. Uh, it's it's crazy. And then you start, God, you don't have to be that bright to like just do the do the math there and see how much interest you're paying over the course of that time. It's especially and I'm thinking back to cases of poor credit and you know, no it's always zero down and shit like that. And it's just like, dude. I mean, I'll, I'm happy to sign this paperwork because I'm making a commission, but are you sure? <laughs> I never asked that, but that's what's going on in here. The, I feel like people sometimes watch their pennies and not their dollars. And it's like, dude, just take a breath and realize what you're buying here. You know, the cars in mm -hmm. particular, um, you know, this guy wants to know if he should yeah, save for your future, live a lifestyle that makes you happy, but God, don't there's a lot more middle ground than what this guy is saying too where it's like should i save every single penny yeah, or should i from... spend every single penny <laughs> it's like you know common sense dictates it's somewhere in the middle there but it is aggravating like when you have a friend who like at my age bracket like they're putting the payment down on their first home or something that's probably too expensive and then meanwhile when it's like hey you want to grab you know burrito at chipotle ketchup it's like whoa you know <laughs> can't be spending money right now can't buy a nine dollar burrito i've got a $400,000 house that I'm going to be tied to for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, it is It is silly. So don't be that guy. Just be reasonable, I guess. It's not that hard. Yeah. And, and, and the home could be an appreciating asset. We'll see how that works. I know I might sound biased because I just bought a home. But uh, the car in particular will pretty much never be a good investment. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's ever buying cars for more than, or I guess, like every once in a while, there's like a Collector. Shelby Cobra yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. But that's like one in a million that actually appreciates in value. Nobody's like, oh, you got an 82 Civic? <laughs> like, wow. Is that a manual? Roll down windows? Yeah. All, -track? Those, yeah. all those cars on the lot you're looking at are going to cost you a bunch. So, yeah. Mm. <sighs> Where did he go off to? What's he grabbing? He didn't say. Uh, bathroom break, maybe? No, he walked in the back. That's not where his bathroom is, I don't think. I don't know what's there. Unless he's been lying every other time he's ever said he's going to the bathroom, which is also a distinct possibility. Just going up and... Unless there's other times he goes to the bathroom, 
he does two things like bathroom and coffee or bathroom mm-hmm. and snack bathroom and throw a couple more fries in the deep fryer <laughs> new mixture that cracks me up that he's so into uh into deep frying because i know that it would be something that i think would think was a ton of fun if i had one but i also know like i'd probably use it like once and then you have six gallons of rancid oil that you need to dispose of somewhere it's interesting but, as a topic to me like i was saying before how like he's so passionate about it that i only wouldn't want to hear fryer talk but you know if you're totally into it i'll listen yeah <sighs> so call the show there I've got one more thing. I, I, and I don't know if it's a good topic, but Bernie Sanders released his tax plan. And um, I, did you guys see it at all? Here's a link. A guy on the PKA subreddit simplified it. It's kind of hard to talk about. One, because facts and figures don't really translate to non-visual like visual stuff. And two, because there's a lot there. Here's the entire proposal. And if I were to print it, it would be like seven pages, which... Mention is to his credit. I feel like a lot of people will just be like, you know, I'm for higher spending and lower taxes. I'll make it work. <laughs> and uh, you know, he, on the other hand, has a real like, I'm going to crack down on this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to charge this, and that will fund this other thing. And he lays it all out there. But man, like my big takeaway on this is holy Robin Hood. He has, you know, like on the top tax bracket, for example. Um which a lot of people just hate people for being rich. But for people who make over 10 million, it is a, trying to do the math on this right, from basically 40% to 50%. Is that a 20% increase? 25% increase. That, you know, 25% increase in taxes, although it's like 12 actual percent ah, it's just a couple more million dollars no big deal right yeah now that please be i understand marginal tax rates but i'm talking about the top the top thing um you know yeah. what i'm going to briefly explain marginal tax rates so the way that things work is there are brackets right i'm going to simplify it let's say that the brackets happen uh the tax rate is 10 percent, 20 percent, 30 percent, right and then mm-hmm. that increase happens at a hundred thousand two hundred thousand three hundred thousand so if you make a two hundred and one thousand right? I don't know if I messed this up, but let's say that at $201,000, you're in the 30% tax bracket, right? You've just reached that thing. The first hundred grand was taxed at 10 and the next hundred grand was taxed at 20. And then the 30%, hardly anything. It's de minimis, right? Like that's just that last $1,000. So really you're paying 15%. Because mm-hmm. the first half was at 10, the second half was at 20, and practically none was at 30. So we'll dismiss that. That's how a marginal tax rate works. So when they say 52% on income over 10 million, a lot of people will be like, half my money? <clears throat> Maybe when you throw in states or whatever. But for the, for the purposes of this, no, because most of your income wasn't over 10 million, unless you're doing super well. But um, uh, still, oh, oh, and then on the other side, if you're ever looking at tax deductions, then you do just look at your highest rate. You know, like if I hypothetically made $20 million <coughs> and I had a million dollar tax deduction, it would be worth 52% of that because it all comes off the top. You know, you don't look at marginal when you're looking at deductions. <sighs> the big thing with Bernie Sanders is holy smokes, he really has a tax and spend plan. And he really targets the top earners as if they were bad guys 
And I think, like, I remember I was talking to Kyle once and he was on PKA. He's like, I love rich people. Have you ever met rich people? They're great. They're generous. They're fun. They're successful. They're not haters. They're just, like, if you ever get an opportunity to hang out with a really rich guy for a day, I bet you'll like it. It's, they're glorious people oftentimes. They got ahead by being sociable. And, you know, and I think if you don't know rich people, it's easy to think that they're just total <laughs> douchebags because they have what you want. If you do, you'll realize like, oh, you know, they, oftentimes they executed super well on one really great idea and mm -hmm. you know, that's there. Or other times they just persisted, persisted, persisted and ignored the 10 failures and then they're, until their great idea worked. But um, I don't know. The Bernie Sanders philosophy seems to be fuck rich people. They're rich. Yeah, I, uh, I, I reiterate all the all the rich people I've ever met were great people. Real fun hanging around with them. They were very sharing, very very fun, very very nice people. Yeah, good time. I, I'm just fifty two percent tax rate. Now that's over ten million. Um, you know, he wants to bring the estate taxes back to where they were. I guess pre Bush. I forget what that is exactly. Um, it, it, he's targeting. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's too much for me. I, I definitely hate some of the breaks. I hate that capital gains taxes are lower than ordinary income. That's stupid and crooked uh, in my heart. Um, the Social Security thing doesn't seem correct. That that they're going to tax, they're going to just continue taxing the income despite the fact that you're not reaping any further benefits from there. It, it seems wrong, and and I, and I feel like it's so difficult to explain that correctly if you're on the other side of it. Um, but it's so easy that. Uh, Rather, it's so easy for him to be like, hey, look, uh, once they get to a certain point, they're just they're not paying taxes on this anymore. What's the big deal? You know, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't like that. So There's a number of things. was always an investment account, right? Like if you make, I'll, I'll make 20 grand and then you put in 7% on that, you know, as, as you do. And uh, then when you retire, you reap the benefits as somebody who made 20 grand and put in that. If you make 100 grand the whole way and you also put in 7%, a much greater amount, then you reap greater benefits. It's an investment account. The more you put in, the more you get out. It's how it's always worked. He's changing it so that if you make 20 grand, you get out your, you know, what you based in. If you make 100 grand, you get out what you put in. But if you make 100 million, then you just keep putting in forever and you take out just like that guy that made a hundred grand. It's no yeah, longer a, an investment there's a cap account. On, yeah, there's a cap on benefits, but no That's cap. Shitty. But he's wanting to remove the cap on the money you pay in. It yes. Is. Yeah, there's a cap. Perfect. Thank you. There's a cap on the benefits. That part's not changing. But how much you pay in will get rich people to fund it all because fuck them. Yeah, that's that's not fair. Nope. It, it I I've heard years ago, you know, people would be like, oh, yeah, these guys, these Democrats, you know, they just want to, you know, raise taxes. They're trying to steal from you, but they would never have the balls to do it in person with a gun. And I thought, fuck you, you know, like this public benefit, whatever, like, you know, it's not stealing. But the way this is structured feels like that to me. Like we're attacking. It's too aggressive. It... It's just too aggressive. You're not going to eliminate the class system in one foul swoop, like, and that seems like what he's trying to do. He needs to be a little bit more reasonable about about his. Uh, it, ex he needs more reasonable expectations. It's here. a popular thing to say, um, you know, like that. Uh, well, fuck rich people. They didn't deserve it. They didn't earn it. They just got there off the backs of all these silver spoon. But um, 
man, I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of rich people who, are, who, are, who got rich because they're hardworking and they're innovative thinkers. And if you start taxing the fuck out of them, they'll go somewhere where they don't tax the fuck out of them and they'll make money for that country. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, or they'll I mean, just make their company owned by some company in Switzerland. And suddenly they're not paying taxes here nearly to the level they should be. There's aspects of Bernie Sanders I'm totally excited about, right? I feel like he has um, like a straight moral compass, right? He has character. He's an honest man. Yeah. And I well, I, I kind of feel that way about Obama too. But I, I've never I, – I, never in my life can I remember a guy, a politician, who was so uncompromising in his morality, right? I don't think you can get that high up in <laughs> politics and be – a bastion of honesty and morality i just don't think you can you cannot be a career politician who really doesn't do anything but leech off of his constituents because that's what they do you shouldn't be able to just have a career of essentially manipulating people it, it's it's just it, it's it's really easy if you're a career politician to convince people of certain things because that's been your job you don't know a trade you don't know anything useful you're not making <laughs> people more money you're well bernie's in my mind either i'm being not just fooled. not just bernie Either oh. I'm being fooled or I feel like Bernie's broken the mold. And and in some ways, I'm excited about a guy who is just – his morality is great. It's unquestionable. He's only doing the right thing in his heart all the time. Um, he Bernie won't fuck you. But I don't agree with some of his ideas, even if I'm confident they come from a yeah. place of goodness. I agree completely. Uh, I'm 100% with you there. Um, I feel like Bernie is well-meaning and a good guy. Uh, and I can't say that about the others. Uh, I feel like some of the others um, are, are, are greedy career politicians who are just, I mean, Clinton is just a monster as far as I'm Ted concerned. Cruz. Yeah. Ted Cruz is the biggest monster for me. Like, he is not well-meaning and a good guy at all. At all. No. She's he, second most to, or he's second most to Hillary because she takes the cake, I think. To me, I flip him, but I can accept either way. You know, <laughs> I, um, I, I think Ted Cruz is the biggest douchebag in that, that's relevant but um yeah hillary also i just she's a politician i don't know i just don't trust any of them at all well lucky for us we have virtually no say in this whole matter so we just get to sit back and watch what happens bernie sanders has such an incredible following uh, they're mm -hmm. so passionate the ones that there are like if you're a, if you're a real bernie sanders supporter you you're serious about that shit. Uh, oh, you know what I did see today? I saw the, uh, in, in my town, I saw the Trump 2016 uh, election headquarters. I'm not sure how that gets funded and all that, but they got a big building together, all covered with American flag shit and like red, white, and blue banners. Um, where does the money come from from that? Trump? Typically, they raise it from people and you know the campaign asks for donations and that's what they buy. Yeah, but this is Trump, so I, I don't know if maybe he runs this thing a different way. He talks about like not taking any money um, and and, pe and financing his own shit. He definitely takes small dollars. I, I feel like he's talking about not being in the pockets of GE, but sure. you can donate to Trump. And that's what matters anyway. Like I don't care about Joe Schmo throwing six bucks at his candidate. Trump is totally in the pocket of a teacher from West Virginia who donated two hundred and fifty dollars. He'll do it. <laughs> he's got him dancing like a puppet on a string. Yeah, yeah, but but I saw Ms. that. Susan's and I, the one who's really calling the shots. <laughs> <laughs> it was impressive. Like like it's um, I mean it's a big building they got, and it's all decorated, and you can it, it like used to be sort of a derelict kind of place, but someone has went in there, and they're serious about Trump twenty sixteen. Uh, huh. I, I I just they're I, gonna I can't carry wait. Georgia.
Um, I guess in the primaries, that is a question. I think Uh, if he gets... Georgia's Georgia's leaning more purple these days uh, from a lot of stuff I've read. So who knows? I didn't Um, expect that. I I didn't expect it either, but um, I I still think... It really depends on the candidate. I feel like... uh, and the matchup in particular, it, it, the matchup really matters. It's really important because the the you know once we get to the primaries and once they've selected running mates, that could really sway this thing a bunch. Um, you put the right person alongside virtually any of these candidates, and I might be like, oh, well, that's that's a good team. You know, okay, he's bringing that guy in. That guy's got a lot of foreign policy knowledge, right, whatever. Right. You know, oh, John McCain's hopping on board with this guy. Oh, okay, that's kind of weird. All right, you know, whatever it is, that could that could be a big game changer. But that I, I think that is the game changer for me. Whenever we get down to the primaries and they select uh, their VPs, uh, I, I hope there's a period where where like Trump kind of suggests that he's got a VP in mind uh, soon sooner rather than later. I'd love to know who his idea is. I, like like who could it be? Watch him be someone totally non-traditional. Like he just grabs Tim Cook from Apple. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I need. I want him to grab someone who's going to really help him navigate the um, the world, right? Like the, the foreign policy, foreign policy, and inside baseball, right? Like like a Paul oh, Ryan, for example. You know, uh, the political system in Washington. The mission yeah, that it you is. know, like if if all the senators are going to line up against Trump and make it so that he's ineffective. Newt Gingrich. There you go. Trump Gingrich, 2016. Wow. That guy no. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I don't know if he's out of date or not, but you know, I was saying Paul Ryan, you know, the current leader over there. Yeah. Um you know, some guy knows his way around. Um Sarah Palin. No. She and she you see did you see she endorsed him? Her endorsement was so wacky, it was perfect Palin. I, I'm try I think I've got a quote here somewhere. <laughs> um, this man build big things, big things that touch sky. <laughs> Well, I mean, it speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that Sarah Palin's crazy, but you know what? Her endorsement might carry some weight. You know, get him some votes. And her, it will. And her, her porno is great. So it can't hurt. People are gonna. Nobody's gonna write him off because she supported him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. Well, I, people who weren't going to vote for him anyway. Ah, anyway. Ah, yeah, exactly. Probably, probably. Guys like me will think he's just even crazier. But yeah, Trump really yeah. wasn't getting my vote. But he wasn't getting yours in the first place. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Trump 2016. That motherfucker. I, I wonder if he would do this is like design changes to the White House, like pimp it out, like like <laughs> make make it like 30 stories or something. They'll call it the Trump House for the next four or eight years. Oh man, eight. <laughs> I can just see him like his 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 uh, inaugural like spe- speech or whatever. You know, we're gonna put the white back in the White House. He's going oh. in there like like <laughs> great, great. Dude, that's uh, not, it's not great at all. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's it's gonna be so funny. It'd be such a mockery of the whole system, the whole thing. I I, I kind of there's a there's a big part of me that wants Trump to win just because of the you know just sit back and watch. Yeah, all of me wants him to win. It would be it'd just be interesting. I don't care. I don't think any of them are going to make a difference in the first place. So at least have somebody who's fun to watch. I, I don't oh. care anymore. Um, I, I don't want Hillary. After that, I I do want Trump. I want Trump to win. Uh, I I thought more and more about it. And out of the people that are out there, if I got to pick one, I'm just going to pick Trump. Uh, I'm not I'm not betting that Rubio will like not make us all uh, recite the Ten Commandments every morning at dawn. 
it could happen. So I'm going to go with Trump, keep the Muslims out of the country, and <laughs> all right. make, make those Mexicans build us a wall and then pay for it. And, uh, <laughs> and apparently the Moroccans, too. We need to, we need to, to lay oh, a little do justice we? down on them. Some drone warfare, I think. Keep them away from that fence they were running. We need at. walls around every country. Return to the days of, like, Greek city-states. I just yeah. understood yeah. the Moroccans, too, because of his stupid campaign ad that, that yeah. showed Moroccans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. I wonder if there's, I wonder if there have ever been another um, you know non politician, crazy, wacky outsider like this to run for national office in another country and get this far. Like, has one of the Spice Girls ever went went out for, for to be the new PM? I feel and like, like Ross Perot was almost Trump level back in '92. Really? Well, so he ran as a third party and got something like. 20% of the vote. I thought it was 15. Uh, that was before me and Kyle's before, time, though. Yeah. That's, bro. that's impressive if you got 20. That's a legit third party. Yeah, it was kind of 19. So you got 19% of the vote. That, uh, you know, that... It's it, somehow he was never going to win, but he was going to create a three-party political system. But for Trump. whatever reason, he you know, even at 19%, he wasn't able to get a traction. The numbers on Trump running as a third party candidate are interesting. Um, there, you know, there's so many ways to look at this election, you know, uh, pulling it apart and moving the pieces around. But Trump as a third party, like, ruins the Republicans because he really keeps a lot of his support. Mm -hmm. He keeps those hardcore... He keeps his hardcore base. So we no need to I, I disparage like that group any further. Trump is a third party even doing poorly will pull in 10 percent and the republicans were no way going to beat the democrats yeah. by more than that you yeah know? so um, he would and he pulls more from the right than the left certainly almost purely from the right you know I think there's some independents out there who are who are on board with him okay but i mean you know he's, he's just doing even so then they'd be like libertarian independents so overall exactly. skewing right yeah yep. yeah I, I feel like if, if he gets 10 percent of the vote he takes at least nine of that from the Republicans. And that's you know, why the, the RNC are in such a, uh, a sticky situation. It's like, okay, we don't, if we don't give the nomination to Trump, he could run as a third party and just fuck us right in the ass. If mm -hmm. we do give it to him, then we make ourselves the laughing stock of world politics by making Donald Trump our representative to go into this thing. It's a real rock and a hard place. I can't wait. <laughs> it, I, I, I can't recall a more interesting presidential race. I mean, the proems may be good too, but yeah. Like, you know, you say, ah, oh, you know, Bernie Sanders is just this year's uh, Ron Paul. No, I feel like Bernie Sanders is a lot more competitive than Ron Paul might, ever was. Might be this year's Barack Obama. You never know. He's just, if, if he can keep it going, if this thing, if, it, so he's probably going to win at least one of these first two states. If he gets into South Carolina and and he's within say if he can pull within five points, that's a huge statement. Like I think right now he's behind by like fifteen or so, but he was behind by like thirty five, and he and he pulled he pulled like seventeen points ahead in thirty days or something. So he's he's closing, but he'd really have to close a lot to for to, to he's got to get on that national stage. That's what matters. He's got to win Arizona. He's got to make statements across the country. It can't just be the it, New Hampshire. If he wins Iowa, and he might, and close. then wins for North, North New Hampshire, then I, I feel like you have to look at him in a different way. All of a sudden, 
the big news story will be Hillary's deflating and you know, that's going to help him in South Carolina. It's he's not get, you know, I see a lot of those big groups throwing their weight behind Hillary already. Like the gay rights groups. Uh, I saw frustrated me, right. When she was voting against gay marriage, not that long ago. It's, yeah. 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 It, politically expedient I mean, whatever works for her. She's just manufactured. I, I, I mean, I think I've said this too many times, but I empathize with politicians who choose their words so carefully because they know everything is going to be dissected and used against them. Having said that, fuck politicians who do that because I'm done with it. I'm, I'm exhausted by it. Um, I, I like the Trump and the Bernie who just consistently say what's on their mind. Agreed. Wrap? Uh, That's a wrap. Check out Movement Watches. Check out... Um, Trunk Club. Uh, Trunk Club. Description down below. Um, both of them very cool sponsors. Very cool. All right. BKA 266.